Hey, everybody. Before we get into this week's podcast, let me remind you that if you like what you hear, you can get plenty more over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science, where we do a ton of podcasts. One of the big ones is our weekly Patreon only spotlight podcast, where this week we ended up doing Crush and Lobo number two and Batman's Secret Files The Signal number one, a podcast that was an hour and 39 minutes long. We also have a bunch of other comic book stuff. One of the things that I'll mention quickly is that we have a book of the month podcast where this month of July we are going through Kingdom Come. So that should be something that would pique your interest if you are a dc fan so yeah go check out everything on the patreon patreon.com slash weird science but away we go with the show people of earth how are you Welcome back, everyone, to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 366 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. 366 here, Eric. Is it 366? I'm actually asking you uh, really... uh, Now that I say that out loud, I don't know because... Did did you put the last (laughs) episode wrong? No, uh, the problem is, is that the last episode Eric, oh, was you a are Patreon correct. only, which that actually is, exactly is a, a cool way to announce that again, if you so are again, wondering. this is 367 is what 367. I'm talking about. I and knew when I wrote it, it felt weird, and I'm like, eh, that's probably yeah, what it is. No, I usually get it wrong, and I had 367. I'm like, holy crap, but I get it right over Eric's day. I forgot uh, about Yeah, so everybody, if you were wondering where episode 366 is or was, right because it was not on the regular feed, it's on the Patreon, it was a Patreon on exclusive episode because it was annuals week so if you want to go and listen to that you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and it was about almost four hours right Walt it, Gator ended I up. It was throwing, almost five hours. Yeah, no, Walt Gator. That was even before he ended up throwing <laughs> shade at us. Like I, I love the idea that Walt's like, man, it's almost longer than the other stuff. I'm like, well, we were yeah, having man. some fun. What you want? We had the twenty five dollar uh, do or die polis. We had a hundred page stuff. Green Arrow anniversary. Yeah, really. And and at points, I thought that that might have been three hundred pages, even though I was enjoying it. it, Say, it I like that a lot. It takes a lot out of you, though, when you're going through that one thing like that, Eric. It's like a marriage. It is. You get sick know. of it after like three pages. It's what Tanya. Did I ever tell you that on the way home from me and Tanya getting married, we we ended up going to you know get the papers filed or whatever. We didn't have a ceremony per se. On the way home from the town hall. Uh, she was already claiming she was going to have a divorce. And I said, I don't know about you. I don't think we consummated this here marriage yet. I mean, you might have done something that just, I'm not aware of. The thing is, at this point in time, when she's already questioned things on the way home, I think you could just be like Joe from Arrested Development. I've made a terrible mistake. I, I think I might have said that. <laughs> and I, I might have been like, wait, wait, it only goes up from here, I guess. I, no, I don't know. That's not because true. About two weeks later, I had a pot of coffee smashed over my head there could have been assault charges after that yeah really and pepper but yeah there's a lot of problems there eric and and sometimes when you do get into some of these books especially when you're reviewing them and especially when you're like okay well i'll review that and you get in you're like oh i did make a terrible mistake (laughs) and that's more of just laziness but we're gonna have that feeling a bit 
with some of the books tonight. Uh, I Every time you have Justice League, I giggled to myself because at one point we had like a, a big trade off yeah. of books and whatnot. And at first it looked like you had won out a little better on some of the things, but I think I made out like a bandit, Eric. But with all of that, you can also go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC, follow us. We'll follow you back 100%, and we can talk about things, right? Talk about life, love, uh, and hopefully you don't get under the we skin of Eric Shea. Cool. You get under Eric Shea's skin, he is going to let you know. He, he is. Oh, also, yeah, I have to call you. You might well, have caught something. <laughs> well, with that, too, yeah. Uh, with that, too, I just want to mention that if you do want your mind blown, uh, go over and, and follow Eric Shea. Uh, you know, because boy, that guy is setting the world on fire with mind-bending tweets. Eric, do you want to do you want to give us one of those? No, tweets? I'm sorry, you, I shut that down already. I don't told think it's me anymore. earlier about these tweets. My tweets, you really, my you DC really thought, tweets, Jim, just a little too real, I guess, that, for everybody. Yeah, that was what it was. You're like, <laughs> I'm getting too real with these tweets. They're they're too dangerous. These tweets. People aren't ready to talk about these <laughs> things. You get so upset. <laughs> now, I will say that there are people who will tweet no, no, something I, I get out. Funny, upset. Because it makes you laugh. Oh, I, I love it because you know I'd be upset. <laughs> uh, I love, though, that the idea that some people will tweet out stuff and they'll, they'll like, tag 800 people. Like, yeah. you won't do that. No, but never. As a shout-out, just go and follow at Eric L. Shea, S-H-E-A, and your mind will be blown. You can thank me later, Eric. I'm going through it right now to see if there's some some winners here. There's not. Like, there's not a single one. A lot of wrestling stuff, Eric. You, you Lately, like well, the wrestling this, stuff, right? This week was NWO week. What am I going to do? Well, I see. That's and all Bailey you got. got hurt this week. What are you I'm like, do? what's Eric with this new woe? I don't even know what's going on there. Now, again, <laughs> you got to watch out where you have the NWO week because then you have people at the bar claiming that you're some conspiracy theorist <laughs> I'm about to or bring something down like democracy. that. Yeah, you're, you're going next thing you know, Ram V's going to write a one shot about you later. Holy moly. Look, it was the bomb in the ground that made me a fascist through its ideas. That, that's true. I, I, have weird, I have weird issues about that issue where people think like on service level, oh man, it's really calling out things. I'm like, no, I think no. it's giving things an excuse and almost saying like it's a new thing. I don't know about that, but it's, it's ideas are radioactive, Jim. Yeah, radioactive. Even though they like, wouldn't be. I love that song, Radioactive. Do you remember that song by I The do. Firm with Jimmy Page? Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about the new one. Oh, no, this was the old one. Yeah, I know that one. That new one's not my style, Eric. It's not my style. But you can also go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and go to our Patreon. As we said before, the patreon.com slash weirdscience. And one of the big things that we do each and every week is we have a, a DC Comics Spotlight, where two books from that week's lineup get picked by the badasses to get fresh crew. Boop. Beep and boop, and they, uh, yeah, we talked about it. I was going to say they something. I don't know what they, they did do. They stuff. They picked them. They listened. Sometimes they picked them to, you know, screw with us. Sometimes they pick them because they're great. And this week it just was what it was, right? I mean, yeah. I ended up liking, you know, some things of these. Not much, but I just want to try to be positive. Mamarda Sar, he's, he's on my ass, Eric. He's trying to tell me I should be more positive. But you end up where we had Lobo and Crush number two and Batman Secret Files, The Signal number one. And if uh, Batman Secret Files, The Signal, is a book that you ended up reading and not knowing much about, uh, you know, Duke Thomas, The Signal, I just want to, again, tell everybody that he was named by Eric Shea. Eric Shea came up <sighs> with the uh, thing, The Signal. DC and, will never and say Eric, this. And Eric, I don't know if you know, but you kept saying to me, 
What comes be- I'm not even going to set up that joke that I, I told you an inappropriate joke. What, because, what comes before Batman, you said, Jim? What comes before Batman? And I said, not Catwoman, as far as they've been telling us lately. <laughs> Boom, Eric. It came off worse. Gotta work even on the punchline now. <laughs> the, the condensed version was even worse than my long drawn out. You extended the punchline. Before you extended the setup, now you extended the punchline. What doesn't. Yeah. Not and I hear I thought you loved Punchline and just not, ruined it. Not Catwoman. Oh, I'm sad. Eric. I ruined it. See, the, it, right there, that fell flat like every one of your tweets. Oh, seriously. my God. Seriously, indeed. But like, the yeah. thing is, people just ain't ready for the truth, Jim. And that is true. You were yelling at me. You were so uh, <laughs> upset. Uh, but yeah, Lobo and Crush number two and Batman Secret Files is signal number one. If you want to hear those, go over to the Patreon. And we go about an hour 40 minutes, I think it was for this one. It was pretty, pretty long with it. And actually, I lied. An hour and 39 minutes and two seconds, Eric. I'm on there right now. And we talk about things. And what I was going to get to before my lame joke, Eric, that I tried to set up. Uh, if you were a little confused about the Duke Thomas stuff and that secret files, Eric does do a deep dive into, you know, pretty much the history of Duke Thomas. And, and a couple people appreciated it. Some people didn't. Eric. Got to duke explain sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you said And that was the thing that you said. I hate having to duke explain at people. Come on, DC, help us out. That is from, oh, not you, the cellar dwelling. Yeah. That's interesting. But I knew yeah, that guy. We, we, had, uh, we had a good time talking about those. I even started out positive with Lobo and Crush. It didn't last long, but I, I started out positive in my blurb. Uh, but with all of that, that leads to what we like to call the badass roll call. Eric, this is when we give the shout out to all the badasses. Here they are. Oh, my God, Eric. Did you God? imagine it? This sounds slower for some reason. I'm having problems with these sounds. Ted Probst. I love Punchline, Eric. I don't know if you know that. I, I just want to proclaim it from the Too from bad the your mountains. jokes don't. I love Punchline. <laughs> Catwoman. Forrest Polly, Optimus Prime. Cam. Joseph Wadsick. Matt Razor. He's on vacation this week. Look at him. Good for him. D-Man 3000. You do that when you're a doctor. Dave. Lady Abby. Red. Matches Balone. Niels T. Niels is always on vacation, right? A, a laycation is what he's on. Holy moly. David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Powell, <laughs> Tony Walton. He, he, I hope that we have a, a good amount of time here. Jason Colby, 242 to me. And you, Michael G. I'm losing it, Eric. Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky over at the Comic Boom YouTube channel. There, Seller Dweller, Mark Shaker, Eldrin Studio, <laughs> Nick Adams, Phil Veer from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lombofar, Luke Hollywood. He's going on vacation for three weeks. Who's he? Howard Stern? It's called a Simon. holiday over there. Luis, I know. And he's going to some weird Ireland town. I don't know. What do you some call weird it? Ireland town. Ireland town. Manship. Andrew and Belfast, Eric. And as I said, I'm still going here. Andrew and Belfast, he is on vacation right now. He also calls it a holiday. I don't understand it. I do. Yeah, so I, you. Do too. I, I do too. Swanee. <laughs> Josh Vermillion. Don't need him. My man, people, my NYC. Sailor Moon, Mark. Every day's a vacation for that guy. Uh, our man Rob Lewis was gambling the other day. Gambling, he was. Be a mirror. He sent me a uh, thing where he was just about to go into the casino nice. to rob him blind, he said. I don't know what he was up to. A little Ocean's Eleven stuff. And double A run, Eric. This was the longest roll call ever because I'm in a good mood. I don't know if you've noticed That's that. why. 
I was in a real bed mode before we started, but you... And every you, other episode. You picked me up, Eric. You picked me up. You got me up my bootstraps and going there. Is it because t- you can handle the truth? I, I tighten my belt there, and I'm not pissing on the, the things. Yeah, you it was. on hospitality. You don't. Uh, you, you can shit on it. You don't piss on it, is what I heard. But you know, let's get the song done. What's going on? Hey, I know. there. Yeah, I don't know why it went that long. I, I thought I was pretty good with that, but... Yeah, we have a bunch of books again tonight. I'm not going to say that we're, you know, calling them all 10 out of 10s, but I'm in a good mood, Eric. Well, Maybe good. I don't want you good mood. people. Maybe your good mood will make me think some books involving a bomb and things like it, it, It's good. I don't know. By well, the sometimes time, you just can't get rid of a bomb, well, Jim. That's true. By the time we get to that one, I'm sure I'll be missing. People so still subscribe we'll to us. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They can't get rid of a bomb, can they? All right. Well, we're going to go off right now and start them a their a books. Hey, man. Why don't you leave us alone? You know, hey, man. These people blew up my home. I got the hey, man. They'll put you right in your face. The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face. Hey, man, the future state is insane. Hey, man, who got thumbs down the drain? Hey, man, well, Batman's dead now, blam, blam. He said he had to save it, but he, up and he, all need on it, man. Cause the cyber's gonna stick it in the magistrate's city. I don't need on it, man. Cause you ain't got time to check it in the magistrate's city. Ah, yes, and here we are at Magistrate City. We're heading there a bit by bit. on the road. Heading back to that future state. A detour coming up soon, though. Maybe. A detour? (laughs) A detour to future state. A a sign that says this road Road is closed. closed. (laughs) Do not go on this bridge because you ain't getting nowhere with it. Uh, But with that, it, it is weird because I ended up talking. I say talking, Eric, uh, lightly uh-huh. um, with some people. And it, I'm kind of like this week I was just Jimmy in the middle is what I was because I would end up, you know, people fighting on either side. And, and one of the things, you know, it would be funny was me actually defending punchline at one point. But I, I see what's going on. At the, and there's No, but defending it in a different way. The idea oh, okay. one guy basically just said that James Tynan is trying to get rid of all of our major heroes and replace them and things like that and and had the idea trying to replace Harley with Punchline. I'm like, really? Because I see a lot of people on the other side complaining there's too much Harley in, in this Batman book. Like, well, nobody can win. Even one of this book is like, you're working with Harley Quinn. Exactly. Who the hell are so you, Batman? With, with that, I do end up seeing, and I don't know, you know, the pulse of the streets of the future states and, and what happened where people seem to either be you know, aghast with it, and I'm never going to go back, or then some people love it, but with this, there's just people arguing about, you know, what DC is doing right now, and and coming up with wacky ideas, so I was kind of getting in between and things like that, saying you got to settle down and things like that. some of the fun, though, coming up with wacky well, ideas. the wacky ideas are the next Batman's trying to replace the regular Batman, so I'm like, Really, like, because you have a next Batman book announced that that's going to well, replace their best-selling book? I'm just saying, though, technically, in the way the story is, he is trying to replace well, the old Batman because in his timeline, he had well, to. Well, like, you just said it, Eric, because what the guy ended up saying originally was, 
when you look at the solicitor, it says that that's the future of the Batmans. I said, yeah, it is, because yeah, future, future state, state is what it was. <laughs> and I said, obviously, in my mind, and I say obviously, it wouldn't be obvious. Like if you were to go, if you were to argue about future and what is and what should never be, figure the idea that's a, that you had, sure is. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea, if you go back to future's end, when Duke Thomas was Robin, like, because that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was drinking coffee there. It can't watch me laugh just because you stopped. But with all that, too, uh, I said the solicit is pushing in the way that you know what happens because of future state. But I said, please, most people, what I would think is that at one point will avert some things. But you have an omniverse, so you can continue with We got that crazy there. shit going on with hypertime and the dark sectors in the Green Lantern book right now. We don't understand that. But hypertime in general, all the, the timelines, all the things that could be could happen within that and like be inverted. So the stuff that even is going on here, it could all just fall into hyper time. It can. And if it does avert future state though, and DC wants to continue with the next Batman chase, whatever, have it. you could do that. And and even outside of weird hyper time stuff going on in the dark sector, whatever the hell the Guardians are talking about, because I still don't know. We're not dealing with it. Because Greenland's a little, they're a little, they have some problems right now. But the idea is what we have going on, like, it's the Elseworlds, it's the Omniverse, because you can say any of this is now without hypertime involved. It's going on in its own world outside the dark multiverse. It is within the Omniverse. Everything matters. Now, Jim. everything does. But that's the problem. I think that where a lot of people and my big point of this is we kind of need DC to give us a little bit of a roadmap, a little bit better. The idea that Infinite Frontier is supposed to be the big thing to tell us what's going on now and how the world and the Omniverse has been changed, things like that. It's going to be going on for the next, you know, six months or so. Some people say it's an event. Some people don't. You have this future state stuff going. Then you have books announced like that next Batman stuff. And things seem to be a little too quick for the future state. And it just ends up where everybody has weird ideas that conflict against each other. But almost all of them that I see, and this is what usually gets me depressed, it's all negative. Whatever you see, it's like, oh, DC doing that, DC doing that. They're arguing about who could be more negative. DC's doing. Well, they are. Uh, but with that, I said to the one guy, and this you know, goes with we're going to be starting with Batman, but the idea of you could get rid of one Batman to get, why wouldn't you just want both? I mean, ha, they would really prefer to have seven trillion Batmans. And I'm not saying just books, because each one of those Batman then, then can have seven books themselves. And I, I just don't get the idea of if you don't like the next Batman, then, then don't read it. You sure. don't have to read it. Just read this Batman. But then the guy's like, I don't like this one either. I'm like, I don't know how to help yeah. you then, pal. I really don't. And then it just they always go back when Nightwing was but, Batman. Well, again, this is where I then, well, you can get Nightwing. You can do this. And the guy's like, I haven't read Jean a Paul DC Valley. book in, since 2011. I'm like, what, why are you involved, man? What's your, what, 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 are you, what are you talking about? This is where I get all, uh, all upset and things like that. But I actually, uh, this week, my main thing was I was more of the peacekeeper, not peacekeeper one. I was peacekeeper 69. Peacekeeper dude. short. <laughs> peacekeeper half. I have the half there, you jerk. You jerk. But we're going to start with Batman. Batman 110. And if you want to read my review of the Batman, a bunch of other reviews that we have on our site, go to weirdsciencedccomics.com where we have those. And uh, yeah, you'll see. I think I'm going to be a little more positive. The the more I've read this, I started to pick my score up slightly, not much. I'm still not as positive as Mr. Happy Days over here. Hey, how you doing, Potsy? Hey. <laughs> how you doing? Uh, the other day, Tanya asked me if I still was cool. And I said, well, what do you think? I'm the Fonz or something? And she goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, 
seriously you don't know that like she remembered then she was she was just out of it eric you know how she gets but yeah i thought she was asking me if i was fancy but did yeah you lose your cool i did i guess she was more talking about the air conditioning but I thought she meant me or something. I'm like, yeah. Well, the thing is, right now, you and I both were Grandpa Simpson talking about how he used to be with it. Then what it was changed. Now, what is it? It scares me. It's different. Yeah. You know what's the worst, too, with that? Just to keep this rolling, right? You end up where Dean Cain says stupid stuff this week. So people end, up, well, people end up complaining about it. And it's like Dean Cain says that Captain America is too woke. He was reacting to the... Uh, Captain America of the United States book. I, I actually reviewed it. Don't even remember what it was really called. But you end up where he's like, oh, it's too woke, woke, woke. So then you get the people who just, you know, I don't know who he is. And I'm like, you can hate the guy for what he said or be upset, but please just look it up or something. And then the people, yeah, what does he get? Like 10 cents in his bank account. Now that jerk. And now I'm starting to defend Dean Kane and I don't like What's Dean Kane. Just then I look, the guy's worth $8 million. I'm like, no, he's, he's done. Okay. He's a jerk. He seems to, you know, open his mouth for stupid Everybody things. Everybody that I loved as a kid is a jerk now, it seems Kevin like. Kevin Sorbo, are you, are you throwing him in there with it? Of course I Kevin am. Sorbo said, Scott Bale, back to the happy days, see it all goes. No, 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 it's not back to happy It's back to Charles in Charge, which I watched happy over days. and over again and loved so much. I know. All jerks. Charles used to be in charge of me, but not no more. No, no, he, he better be in charge of, you know, keeping quiet. Like, I don't know, but these guys, if, if they have their money, they don't care. That's what they think, that they're allowed to think things. You just don't, again, like the next Batman book, just don't buy it. You know, go with all that. But that's not how things work nowadays, Eric. That is not how we do things around here. Batman 110. Eric, Batman number 110, as I try to pull up my notes again because I was fidgeting around. Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking my medicine, Eric. I said I'm going to be medicine matter. free. It, I'm going to go off. Matter. I'm not going to be a slave to that meds. No way. Batman 110. Not, you're, med, you're not going to be on your meds because it's not acting like cocaine for you anymore. You're Damn pissed. Right. I'm like, why isn't this working? They better up the ante. <laughs> Can I mix in some things with... James Tynan the fourth writing it. Jorge Jimenez on art with Tamo Moray and Clayton Cowles. This issue is an okay setup towards Fear State, but that's pretty much all it is. With little time left, Tynan needs to get the magistrate out and about, and it feels a, a little rushed after a long setup. On top of that, Batman fighting Peacekeeper 1 just felt like deja vu all over again, and the using the Unsanity Collective as a suddenly sympathetic group fell flat for me at least. I like the art a lot, but just want to get to the actual Fear State story. Oh, yeah. I still don't give two shits about that Ghostmaker backup at all. It's the worst. Um, it is. Now, with this, this is kind of the thing that gets me with uh, James Tynan. And I think that overall, I have a pretty positive outlook on his Batman run so far. But what he ends up doing is having a story go so long that all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, it's actually, t this is the designer stuff again. Like, we haven't really done much except set up Fear State. But it's taken so long, and now all of a sudden, well, the thing boom, is, it's going to be here. I actually feel like we set up Fear State as much as we set up Simon State and the Magistrate with what's going on here, because, like, you know, that has been our main focus. But mostly, the Scarecrow but that's is just part of the Fear State. That's what I'm saying. You can't have the Fear State involves the Magistrate being full out Magistrate because of the idea of what they're going to be doing and what's going to happen in Fear State. And then you also have those first couple pages for it seems like seven years now. Of the stuff with the scarecrow, but the thing about the fear state is going to come down to who's zooming who here, Aretha Franklin. Who is the one in control? Is it the magistrate who has all along been manipulating people through the use of the scarecrow, or is the scarecrow being manipulating towards the uh, you know 
Simon Saint and the thing because it's pretty stop manipulating. You end up so that is one of the big things about it. And with that, everything's kind of going along. And Batman has kind of, in my mind, almost been like in a backseat of this, almost as if he doesn't realize what's going on. He's too overwhelmed with things, but I don't really feel like he's been overwhelmed with things. He always is a step behind. Even in this, when they're going with the magistrate, he's had plenty of time to look into the scarecrow stuff and whatnot. And it all seems to fall flat because instead of that, he's going to say, set up the unsanity collector. But then he just goes, walks around, pretty much gets like the tour that you would get if you wanted to take your kid to the kindergarten and and then leave. I mean, we didn't even know the idea of him being able to like waltz out and just go back to being Batman and then never to turn back. And it's James Tynan in my mind. It's not anything that's going to blow people's minds. I think that he is trying to juggle too much at once, especially with these new characters and things like that, that usually end up going off to one shots and things. But it's one of the here's the deal this issue it, it feels like it's took a long time to get here but then it feels real force but this is kind of what i've been waiting for for a couple months now is the idea let's see everything if we're going to push towards you know future state and fear state before that yeah let's get simon saying off his stuff and whatnot but when we do get it i almost feel like a disconnect of Exactly what they've been doing because we're always hinting at things and he's never well, showing a, a lot. Idea because we have Mayor Nakano who's in full effect now and has been ever since Future State, like you know, ended and stuff like that. We know he got ele- elected mayor. He is done with mass vigilantes. They're out and he's going to sh- do his whole campaign. Where is that gone? Because they're not really concerned with masks anymore. You, well, you even don't even have ideas, that. Uh, like, you know, Nakano has a new program. He gets, you know, Montoya yeah. as the new commissioner. He even in the Harley book, we're going to have the safe program. He pulls Hugo Strange out for whatever yeah. reason. We're going to round up the clowns. We're going to have a new safe program because he wants to do things his way. Simon Saint has come to him and said, I have a program I'd like to use. Nakano was firm with the idea. No, I'm going to do things my way. But the thing is, we haven't really seen him do no. like, a million bad books. But besides for like two issues of Harley, we haven't really seen what his way is. And the safe program feels even outside of him with what Hugo Strange is doing. Right. So here we have a problem. We have one big thing going off because the Unsanity Collective as a whole, they stole some stuff and flew around on some hoverboards, you know, some drones. That was right. it for the most part. We have an explosion go off at Rock City Hall. Holy shit, get me Simon Saint. He is in like Flynn. Out of nowhere, it feels like there's no like backups, nothing that Nakano has done or wants to do outside of like, Shit has fallen apart immediately. Get this guy over here because we had all this buildup but never saw anything with it. Yeah, it's weird, Nakano, and you say that you have him big. I mean, I say big in, in quotes in Detective, but even there, he's just there as the person to hire Hugh Vile and, yeah. and say, oh, my God, Mr. Worth, I'm sorry. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, my God. He's always – it's funny. He's always the target of something. He's always some, there to be yelled at or there oh, to no, react. Oh, no, behind me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like it's, it's just like a regular that. scarecrow. You, Thank God. Where have we gotten in this issue? You almost get to it. You almost had the idea that Renee Montoya is going to be able to actually – See if he's okay. What are you thinking? And and he just says, you're dismissed. And she goes, like, we, we don't know. This is what I said before about Nakano. And, and at this point, I, what is he? Is he a villain? Is he a hero? Because he's nothing. He almost just seems like a hapless dupe yeah, at this point. He seems like a puppet to everybody who talks to him. He's never doing things on his own. He's never put his foot he's down. He's a puppet to Simon Saint now. He's been a puppet to Hugo Strange, who's manipulating him to freaking do this whole thing for his safe room and get him out of prison. He's been like a dupe to uh, Mr. Worth as yeah. well. All this stuff going on. Even like you said, Hugh Vile and his, like in, in his, uh, 
his uh, assistant and stuff like that in his, you know, yeah, yeah. Thing, his and offices. His but office. The idea it's is, the mayor's office. You he know, has his whole big ideas. His cabinet he or whatever thing. you call I was it for a say mayor. Cabinet, but that's not what I it's going to be. I know what you mean. He has all these big plans, but he hasn't done a damn thing. It's just being, you know, pretty much a dupe for everybody in the background here and ultimately hasn't achieved anything that he wanted to do. I mean, even in the deal, and it's not this book, so it's not anything with James Tynan, but even the idea that part of his whatever cabinet, his associates, his advisors yeah, yeah. is dead. And we never even saw reaction, Neil. right? Neil's dead. And we didn't get any, like, there was nothing. He just disappeared then. Now, again, that's not in this book, but it's the whole concept of Nakano, who I think that the idea just got pushed aside. He's, maybe he's just not that interesting to anybody because it was the no mask policy. Now, in a normal setup, we would see that this didn't work. Oh, my God, the no masks. It's, it's too much. But we never got anything. That kind of even at points I keep saying to you, why are they out with masks? But the Penguin crew, they're out looking at suspicious lampposts. They got masks on. Everybody's got masks. And so that got pushed aside to then get Simon Satan. There's it just feels like there's a, a bit of it missing. There, there's a bit of setup missing. Well, it's one of those situations where the magistrate in future state taking place in 2025. So we have a bit of a disconnect. But. Here it just seems like, all right, we have to hurry up and get there, even though we're still years off for where yeah. it's going to be. It feels like we're, 2025 is right around the corner. Yeah, from where is. are we at with the magistrate right oh, now? Yeah, and because of the idea that the magistrate has to be up and running for this fear state, it's part. Now, this is from solicits and things like that and what they have announced in some interviews and things. But it's a major part of fear state. But it ends up to the point where Nikon, it's, it's basically this is if you're a Simpsons fan. This is Ned's parents saying we have done nothing and we're all out of ideas. I mean, he really hasn't done anything, but yet he's like, they want to push us. Oh, my God, I'm at which end all the stuff going on. I mean, even in this book and, and the synergy of books is something that a lot of people are talking about, Ruben. And you end up where you have, oh, my God, City Hall, there's an explosion. Well, just last week at Detective Comics, you have freaking Mr. Worth going around with missile launchers blowing up everything. But that That's wasn't enough. Right? <laughs> I, but even then, you just have things. It. it Ends up where you have some things in this issue that are, cared about that precinct. There's a lot of greatest hits in this about why Batman shouldn't be around, but there's also like this jumping to conclusions about Nakano. I'm at my wits end. What am I like? This whole thing with the Simon Saint stuff, we barely even saw a meeting. Because, like I needed to see more of the really ill intent of Simon Saint, but the idea that Nakano, no way, not my city. I'm not going to do this. I'm like, and then really see some things hit, hit, hit where he is desperate and has to do it. Well, that's one of those go. weird things where everything is going on at once. And none of our storylines or arcs are over yet to the point where yeah. it's all going on right now. So we have Hugh Vile doing stuff. Yeah, we have, yeah. you know, the Scarecrow doing stuff. We have the, like the manipulation of the Unsanity Collective where it's just out in the open right now and what, now that we are moving forward in Batman with the Magistrate, all the other stuff is still going on to the point where you don't see the like the, the dominoes getting knocked no. down to the final straw. And I think most of these books are tied in with the Future State or Fear State deal so they're going to have to do something quick as well, I believe. And so with that, it is one of those things. It's funny because when you're reading it, you can fill in the blanks. You really can because it is that much of a, you know, in-your-face story. Nakano, he's going to have to be at his wit's end. So when you just see it, you're like, all right, I get it. But I would have liked to have seen I really wanted – and I said this from the minute that Nakano came out and ended up where we were trying to figure out who it was, who might have gotten hurt, who, you know, his partner, remember the whole deal, and, and all this stuff that yeah. leads him to I have to be uh, the mayor, no masks, all that. But I want it. I've been saying this. I want to see, you know, 
what is the real Nakano? Where, you had his wife with him at one point that was almost like that moral compass where he can he's having problems and yelling at her, but that's not what he wanted to do at front. But we, we completely got She's away. On vacation. We keep we got with with Andrew and Belfast, I think. You end up that's called a holiday. You end up though with all of this, like I don't get Nakano. Nakano now has become just a device to just say, All right, let's get him he, in. He's the gatekeeper and yeah. he's gonna let the evil yeah, into the city, even though that's what his main campaign was to, you know, clean up yeah, yeah. away from everything, including the the heroes that were currently protecting Exactly. Him. And I never got the idea that, you know, we didn't see him enough and we didn't see the people yelling at him. We saw more Mr. Worth yelling at him. Like right now he is the mayor in Amity and Jaws where he's gonna yeah. open up the beaches of the fourth of July. That's it. And there he goes. It's open. Sharks. Shark season's coming. And yes, yeah, so you have that. And that, that's just an aside going into this that it is a shame because it does feel pushed. And again, I, I liken it a bit to the designer story that ends up this big thing. But then we realize, oh, well, that really didn't matter. And now we're in the Joker war. And it, this is starting to feel like a bunch of issues in a row that I just want to get to Fierce because it's obvious that's all he really needs to get to. And I'm not really seeing a lot of the pieces of the puzzle fit Which is very funny well. too, because, you know, coming up into this whole thing when James Tynan was taking over Batman, yeah, he's going to have his Joker War story, but it seemed like the most thing that he wanted to talk about is like, we're going to have a really cool Scarecrow story mm. coming up, so he just has to work his way to get to what he really wants yeah, to tell yeah, here. Yeah. That and, uh, you know, little devices and gadgets he's issue, but, yeah. you know, he that does some weird quick. things. Yeah, so uh, again, though, I think that his run does seem to have these big moments but the other moments that he claims were going to be big all kind of get pushed aside and then evolve into just filler setup issues to get to that other thing when there's a more natural way to do it and you have this where pretty much magistrate city is here they are going full out you end up having just love the idea it's like you know, the account is like, get me that Simon seat. We need the magistrate right now because shit has gone crazy. Okay, I'm about to send a dude in a mask over. Oh. Yeah, and that, that, again, <laughs> that, and also just the, the idea where because you don't have a lot of time, I know that it's not fun to think of the idea, well, I want to start this police state thing. Well, Mayor, you really can't do that on your own. You got to go through the proper channels and things like that. That's not going to make a very fun comic book, but you can kind of get there a different way of just at one point, Nakano wakes up and says, I need the stormtroopers here. Get them out there. They're in masks. Oh, well. And they go. Right. Because even that talking to I already got Rene Montoya, and, you know, he has just been mayor for a couple months now, if that. And the same thing. And he's a couple weeks. It he's, feels like and he's already time. threatening her. Better shut your mouth and stuff. I'm like, this isn't the way things work, but I, I can go I'll with it because you. I'm again, go be the question somewhere yeah, else. Really, I have a question for you. But she goes off, and she actually even says at one point, like, "Are you okay? You know, is this like you're dismissed?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's, he's just come off. He basically has come off as a guy who, like, an Eric Shea." When me and you were talking uh, later, the idea overwhelmed of and cries a lot. A guy, if you ended up in the multiverse, oh. we'll talk about it later. I think, Eric, I'm a soothsayer about the idea if you were president, you'd just be overwhelmed and miserable. I, I think that he didn't realize how shitty a job this would be, and he's just gonna, you know, do what he has to do. And then says again, the idea: let's leak out a little news story that would. No, no, no! You better get your ass at the pulpit and start announcing that because, and, and really, as a politician would, blame Batman, blame everyone. That you have to do this. You know, say right up front: we are going to do this. I was offered this. We're going to do it because the city has gone to shit. We don't need Joker War again. A day, all this, an imminent fear toxin attack. We need this to convince the people, not this. 
let's whisper down the lane and let it be kind of put out about. You, you're you're telling the stormtroopers to hit the town now, and so you go with that. Then you have like the weird deal, and this is where again I had this idea in my head of. Yeah, this is just kind of filler. Why are you doing all this? I guess you don't have time. The idea of Oracle calling out, hey, Bat family, everybody be on alert. In my mind, they always are. You know, yeah, They're off doing other stuff, no, though. And, but then Nightwing says, I'll be in town. I'm on my way. Oh, no, no, no. You, you don't have to do that Look, yet. We have is, two it's more a, issues. It's, it's a weird situation, but I also agree with Nightwing where it almost feels like a meta situation. Like, I'm on my way now because when shit hits the fan, I don't want to be stuck in exactly. Bloodhaven. I have to get my way there. I'm like, really? it's one of those weird comic book tropes. It's like, oh, man, we have to just – and then it's the next, you know, story arc waiting for our heroes to finally show up for the finale. I'm like, yes, make your way here now. I appreciate all that. I, all right? I get from that is – Hey, everybody, we're having a crossover coming up. Get ready. Nightwing's going to be in a lot of other people. Uh, it just felt weird. Hey, we, we're on, you know, and there was a big from attack. What I've and, seen, you know, Barbara's probably in the next room in his apartment. We have Tim the next Drake room, still she's there. in the clock tower there. You can <laughs> see the clock. She's, she's, I'm trying to she's play off what's happening dipping. in Nightwing right she's now. She's double dipping. Aaron, so, but you end she up. Probably is, because all I ever see her doing anymore is eating. Yeah, later. Cheeseburger. She's eating, stress eating. It's going to cause some problems there. It's such a funny situation because I love the art in this bat book, but now that we have Barbara sitting behind a computer for the majority of what she's doing outside of bat, like you don't get a lot of Batgirling anymore. We're going to get more coming up because Bruno Redundo is creating a new bat, uh, Batgirl suit for her, but the idea since she's been like in this book, back doing Oracle stuff, she just seems like she needs something to do with her hands and that's shoving food and into it her also, face. I like, think it- it's so funny to me because it's like this weird, like, you know, idea. Like she is, you and I joked, I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, but in the new 52, Amanda Waller. when you had Amanda Waller, when she was reimagined for the new 52 and she was a thin Amanda Waller, she was a young, thin Amanda Waller. And as the new 52 progressed and things were getting further out of her like control and, you know, it felt like things were going to get back to the old school style thing. Every time you saw it in a comic, oh, yeah. she started eating and more and more. And the best was, I, I can see that there'd be some people, some artists say, well, you want to have them doing something. It gets boring just having, you know, Oracle there. Hey, you know, a whatever. Burger. You have to do some stuff. Now, she could be chewing on a pen capper. I don't know. Start smoking, maybe like a pen is. But the Amanda Waller stuff was even more funny because she wasn't even sitting half the time. She was just walking around. They were in like the one scene I remember they were in like a, a big giant place with all these planes and stuff. It's and like she walking around the West Wing with a burger. She in your was mouth. eating a burrito the one time that was huge. And then somebody even at that point came up and had something else and she grabbed it from him and started eating. But yeah, yeah, Barbara, she's eating it up. She's a little stress eating. But Barbara, yeah, don't be like all me. this is like, hey, everybody be on the alert. Uh, what's that night when you're on your way? Way? No, no, no. We got two more issues before this shit hits the fan. You, you, you know, I think that there. what ends up is it's the wink wink. He will be in the story, but wink wink. He also has his own book, so they don't want to have people have some convention, some nerd. Why an issue of Batman 110? Was he on his way? Don't make but fun then of me. We ended up finding out that he was also calling in all of the named boats to crash into that pier. I don't know. But yeah, they're they're going there. Everybody's on alert. So I'd like to see who else is involved, though, because we know that Jason Todd is right now, at least, is in Gotham City because of Batman Urban Legends, stuff like that. Tim Drake was in Bloodhaven doing Nightwing things with him. Damien's off at the Lazarus Tournament yeah. doing stuff over yeah, there. I would so, think that Damien like, will not I wouldn't know involved. who's all here because we have Oracle sitting around in the Watchtower coordinating everything. We have Batman, we have Ghostmaker, we have Harley Quinn already here, and we know that Nightwing's on the way. Like, and in Detective Comics, we got Helena Bertinelli, like Huntress yep. there. It's like Huntress going to be involved? Is I would think more of that girl's uh, Nightwing. Yeah, exactly. Tim Seth Drake. I think all those will be involved. Signal? Or is he just day shift? Yeah, he's day shift there. Nothing happens during the day here. Uh, but yeah, you end up having the Magistrate Skybase 
Zero One, Eric One. They're, they're way up there in that sky base. Uh, was that in one of those uh, federal release documents of the UFOs? Was the sky no, base? Look at that. That was thing. not. Look at that thing up there. Nobody knows anything about it. But yeah, oh, okay, you end up where, you know, Simon Saint goes. He's there in the captain's chair, and you want to have this fight. This is a test fight. Let's fight Batman, Peacekeeper One, and let's see. How we hold up. Let's see how we and can you go need with this. this. I know that we've already established a peacekeeper one, you know, you know, quote, kills Batman in the future and takes him down. We know that he won this fight to put Batman underground so that the magistrate were able to go on the news and say that Batman and Bruce Wayne separately were killed. Unfortunately, this happened. But when you have the peacekeeper one introduced for the first time with his new augmented suit and arms and cybernetic stuff like that, you want to see what this guy can do for the first time and see how the magistrate can get, like infiltrate Gotham on his watch. And so when he holds his own and actually injures Batman, kicks him out of the building, like, yes, Peacekeeper One is a badass who can hold his own against Batman, and Batman was not ready for his yeah, ass. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't like it as much, especially because he had just, Batman had just fought the augmented, you know, what was his name? Rico, whatever the guy's name that was, the assistant oh, he was to just Simon assistant. State, and he yeah. held his own for a while. I mean, this is the thing where you already had he, that. I That's Simon State's guy. Punch and I'm then telling he got knocked you, out. he ended up, though, that he stood toe-to-toe with him, and in this... What are you gonna uh, What are you gonna adjust from this fight? Well, this also, is the you're thing. adjusting because you have a learning armor that is allowing you to know Batman's moves and everything the, you're laying. You can actually is, test the impact of Batman's armor to know where his weak points at, are. At the end, he could kill him. He has him dead to rights, and he gets pulled away. No, no, no. We'll do that later because you can't have him fight. So why do this? And the idea of him learning or whatever, we didn't see anything of that later. And I don't think it's ever going to be like said, oh, I learned this because Batman just ends up. The only thing that you'll get is that they will have a deal where they might augment the neck area because Batman yells it out. Oh, you don't have your neck prevented, you know, there. Oh, I just did a kick like Batman. And I don't know what I kicked why, over. Why? I, I why don't did you know. kick? I even turned sideways to do the kick. It was pretty good. And I kicked something off my desk. I don't know Wasn't what it that was. Good? Might have been Nightwing. Uh, oh. But yeah, to me, this was, uh, it felt, you know, deja vu all over again. Whether or not that is something you can for avoid or whatnot. Time. Yeah, it's let's fight again for the first time. But the problem is, it's half of the issue. And I didn't really get much out of it. I mean, you end up with some really bad trash talking, number one. And then you end up having Peacekeeper One say, I don't know if you heard this before, but Batman causes the problems in Gotham because there weren't any bad costume vigilante villains. All this stuff never happened before Batman. Now, you made the joke to me that. Eh, classic you can still dance to it but yeah. it's the thing though if the i reason it's a classic is the thing is it's a trope and it's a trope for a reason but it's still a good trope especially when you have a guy yes sean mahoney is a piece of shit and we learned this from harley quinn yeah, we who used that. to work at arkham asylum which seems to be was... thrown in more here because before even with batman thought that he was a good guy up until now and you would think he would add files on him before now he mentions the idea that a lot of the files are erased so the normal public Burned. wouldn't know uh but him he seems surprised by this as well and that threw me off especially from what we saw when he went to save him during a day but go on because the idea yeah we find out all the stuff about him through Harley, but this fight and the idea of a classic being something you can dance to all along, I just, to me, I think it's overplayed. I, I want something a little more than this. I want something a little more personal 
from Sean himself, who was a sadistic guard in Arkham. You could even tie the idea with, you know, I was sick of working overtime because you're ass. You would never kill anybody. Things like that. But Which is weird, too, because he is to the, the degree when we talked to Harley about how he was a sadistic guard, became too brutal with the inmates. But, you know, he was there on like, you know, the, the cleanup crew to what Batman would do, what Batman would create in his mind, because, yes, it's a job. He's doing this whole thing. But he's stuck around these crazies who do awful things all the time, end up getting himself blown apart because of A-Day and shit like that. But ultimately, we're just left with a second-rate Lyle Bolton, the character locked up, who, like, you know, came around, was doing the same thing before. He's a sadistic character, but, like, you know, who was in the system like this, who took it upon himself to put on a mask and start doing it outside. But, like, I, I like the way that we have this because of Sean Mahoney's background with being in the thick of it, because of what Batman has done, created, has put away. I think this works better because, you know, you don't have it all the time. You can have this. It is a trope, like I said. Where people will say you create all the villains and like you know problems in Gotham, but he was right there and he knows it. So when he can say it here, it actually works more in my mind. Yeah, I get, I get that, I get it. But the idea that he was this guard and he saw this, then he gets blown up, then he gets convinced by Simon Saint that he's going to be the guy. Like we didn't have enough to set up the deal where you're going to convince me that he would go off and he blew up the the town hall. He blew, you know. Whatever yeah. town hall, city yeah, hall. the city hall. He, he was the one who planned it because Simon Saint said you have to set that up. Now he's also against the Unsanity Club. Like it's a little bit too much for this guy. Well, he's become a little bit like I said. He's a second-rate Lyle Bolton lockup, but also along the lines of Peacemaker, where he'll yeah. do anything he wants for, like you know, in order to obtain yeah, peace. But the because thing is, the, the like the, the the ends justify the means. Ultimately, that, I for guess Peacemaker that. one. The problem is you're trying to throw this all at us, and to do that. You legitimately in this issue have to make him a piece of crap over and above anything we've ever seen by Harley just saying, oh, my God, him. He was the worst. Even before I ended up being bad as a doctor, everybody wanted to get I like, knew the timeline of how long she's been Harley Quinn. At yeah, this I know. Because well, it feels weird. And, and so with that, like it wasn't even James Tynum writing realizes that there's this little bit of a, you know, gray area that you could be like, that doesn't make sense. So you pretty much have to say, Oh my God, that guy, he was a piece of shit. And then Batman, Oh yeah. You know, all the records were burned and things like that. So that's why everybody now sees him as a hero, the survivor yeah, of AJ, because they couldn't before? look further into it. How did this guy keep this job for that long? I well, mean, they were this really big deal. about giving out last warnings well, over I Arkham. Yes, and the, the whole deal is, more who was Sean, the biggest it. villain, Batman yeah, then, or the HR over at Arkham? I mean, really, but you throw all this in, and, and again, to my deal, I understand what you're saying. It is the trope, it is the classic, you can still dance to it, but I'm, I'm listening to the radio. I think that Stairway to Heaven's a great song, right? But I ain't listening to it on the radio anymore. I've heard it too much. So I'm just like, I know this one. Boom. And that's kind of how I was. The idea of like, oh, here we go again. I I know this tune. Like, yeah, I can snap my feet and dance to it and snap my feet. Uh, You're stuck to see because you're an old man. But they're fighting. They're fighting and all this. My hip. They they end up, they're they're fighting and going, and it's the idea that Batman seems to be doing the idea, yeah, I gotta just get this fight over with as, you know, Sean, Peacekeeper 1, keeps yelling at Simon, saying, oh my god, I can kill him, can I kill him now? I didn't think I'd do so good. They're like, no, 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 I know that you could run for the 98, you could get the 98-yard touchdown deal, but no, 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 just lay down on the the five-yard line for some reason, because the idea of getting more data to kill Batman later you end up really being shown, okay, Future State Batman wasn't done yet. 
So we'll do this. It's kind of silly. The idea that he's just going to let him go. Then Batman, because he's freaking out, because he can't contact anybody outside. This is a black room situation where you can't get communication. The building is shielded. So he ended up, while this was going on, we didn't realize, almost like a Batman Superman by Tom Taylor that we really liked, but this wasn't as clever where we realized, oh my God, Batman's been laying out explosive devices this whole time during the fight, and he's going to now blow them up in Morse code. I mean, this is pretty much, where are we going from here? First off, Tom King has Batman slapping Robins around in a way that he's telling some sort of directions besides, I'm going to slap within the your slap ass. That all the Bat family knows, yeah. just in case we can't just talk about it. Just in case we have to pretend doing. we're fighting, and then we slap Look, talk. That is terrible. We talked about it for years and years now because of how terrible it is. This is bad. I said at the beginning of this, Ghostmaker's backup is the worst. And, you know, I don't like any of the backups for the most part. It doesn't do anything for the character, but... Batman blowing up a building in, in certain areas so that somebody who might be watching knows it. Holy shit, this explosion is in Morse code. Dot dash. This is like, this is beyond Bat God. It's awful. This is Bat ridiculousness. The idea that he it's had trained. He had trained. Yeah, we know that. He, he ended up training with Ghostmaker and their master taught him how to blow things up in Morse code. Oh my God, I'd love it if the Morse code is like, Building is exploding. Well, yeah, well, I guess is, so. I, you told me earlier in the week about this because I hadn't read it until today. But the thing is, I forgot exactly what you told me too. Because when I saw the explosions going off, I thought this was going to be one of those amazing things, almost like in the Dark Knight movie, where you've seen Batman do as you know Batman goddess thing. But just the, the Batman who prepares as he has been going on, or even that Tom Taylor Batman Superman yeah, story that we like yeah. is fighting a Lobo with him, placing the bombs everywhere, and Lobo didn't know. When you see I it, thought, that's a wow moment afterwards. Like, holy I crap. When he was, you know, fighting, like, Ghost, Ghostmaker, when he was fighting Peacekeeper 1 here, and we, you know, he's prolong, pro, prolonging the fight, and when the explosions go off, I thought this was all part of the plan where he was going to bring the building down, or at least that floor in a precise moment, but then when Ghostmaker to ship, like, that's Morris Code, I'm like, oh, right, it's stupid, never yeah. mind. <laughs> that's stupid code. <laughs> and, and, and what, again, too, when you have this, like, what exactly Morse code is he sending out? I'm going to jump out the Fucked. window? <laughs> I'm screwed? I'm, I'm going to die? I mean, he then jumps out the window to the point where you end up where I'm like, is he going to fall on this Ghostmaker ship like a Luke Skywalker underneath Bespin? No, no. You're going to have Ghostmaker jump out of the ship. And then Oracle's like, with that trajectory, you're going to break something. I'm like, what are you getting physics involved well, in this? Where it's, you're it's going a weird with situation it. where you're warning about how bad Ghostmaker's going to get hurt catching Batman by when they just shoot a grappling. I'm like, this is normal everyday comic book fare that yeah. we see Batman do a million Batman times just in a row. just blowing up so, the building in Morse code. Don't worry about, you know, your arm being like, I'm just saying, Ghostmaker jumping out of a jet and still grabbing Batman and then shooting a grappling line out to save him. That, that's not the ridiculous part about this that you have to explain. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, you end up with all that and them being aware of, still like you know, the idea of this issue, though, what here. And I, I just don't because all this is is to set up Okay, later, you know, you're going to have the fight between Peacemaker and he's going to pretend he's dead. He's not even going to kill him. And then also just you got to get the magistrate out and about. And I think it's way too quick. And I think that also the idea that Nakano, in my mind, would be taken out of office immediately and this whole thing would be shut down, this magistrate. But we know it won't. We know that it's going to be a dominant thing thing for years. The people seem to be about what's going on when Nakano bring in the magistrate to clean the city. But we don't know that. 
We've never we saw seen that. the we people saw before, though. Now the people in the t- people talking about how they're like, oh, they're like people were upset at one point. Like, yeah, but do you want it like it was the situation where things are bad, but they were always worse. Remember before. though, in Future State, we had in the Nightwing book where people were saying that this was a, a military state and they were running scared and wouldn't even go out out of doors. You ended up getting that. That's really not even back real because you know Nightwing was trying to get some like dirt well, on them because he, so he, the the, he needed people to turn on the magistrate. But they even said in uh, that book earlier in the one issue that people were afraid to go out. We even saw some people like they were there kissing or something or hugging and they were getting yelled at that they were going to get taken down. Uh, it just the idea of this. How hard were they kissing? And, and, and hugging. this is the deal too: is a, a city that needs something and whatever. Like right now. Uh, a building's blowing up. Another building was blown up. You have all these things That's going the worst on. Out there with and rocket yet launches. we're not seeing the people because this is just Nakano saying, all right, leak it to the press. And it just seems everything rushed to me uh, full out. And it's just, again, it's just filler issue to set up the future or fear state deal. And it and again, feels like he wasted. No, me. I'm saying he wasted too long. So this feels like almost like filler at points. Hey, Nightwing, don't come into the city yet. All right. Then you have the whole Unsandy Collective that we didn't even talk about, where it's just said, well, we're going to blame it on the Unsandy Collective. And you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, but they're good people. They're, they're trying to do the right they're, thing. They're, I wouldn't we say don't good, know anything people. about them. We only had really one full issue of them where Bruce went through a walking tour of their place and got their M.O., we're about, you know, making things right. And we're going to do this here. You have Peacekeeper one call them hippies. Never even heard that term said by anybody uh, in the last 20 years. And even then, I don't know enough about like, yeah, we got Miracle Molly because that's the big character. But I know nothing about these other people in there. They're just there. They start talking. Oh, they're going to end up using us as, you know, fall guys, a target. What you do from the get go from the whole idea when we like, you know, we had that walking tour of Gotham with Batman and Miracle Molly. The idea that, you know, they were put up to these robberies and doing different things because they became frontline front like headline news going about where these are the problems in Gotham right now outside of the Scarecrow situation. So when this does blow up and then like, you know, we blame the Unsanity Collective, it makes sense to the people of Gotham. Yeah, I just don't think they were around the long enough for anybody to really care. Like, oh, it's the Unsanity Collective. All right. Well, that in my mind, that doesn't mean, you know, OK, we'll have a police state now. That's why we need the police state with well, all no, of this going around. That's on top of the, you know, eight, I'm saying eight, eight they're eight scarecrow out, but they're not, well, we're not scarecrow. dealing with that because this is why I'm saying we can't do that for another three issues. But that would be what most people would be concerned about. Not this unsanity collective. Uh, but I'm t- it's just been nothing. Each is- We said Nakano, you get nothing from. The Unsanity Collective, the Fall Guys, that in this you're supposed to feel bad for them. They're sympathetic here. I could care less because I don't know anything about them. Simon Sane himself, I know little to nothing uh, really about him except, look at me, I'm going to twirl my mustache and get this magistrate only because we know the magistrate will be in future state. There's nothing new or clever about any of this. It is just to put these pieces on the board to get there. But if you ended up saying right now, Hey, we jumped a couple weeks and the uh, magistrate's out and about. I don't think you're missing anything from this issue. I don't think there's anything integral in this issue that you needed to have. I think that you could pretty much tell people in Fear State there's the magistrate and he's going to be going against the scarecrow with that. I don't even think you need to read this. There, There is no real reason for me to actually think that you have to get any information from this except, hey, Peacekeeper fought Batman. And then Batman blew up a building in Morse code and got away. I thought that this was a pretty much a filler issue 
just wasting time and biding its time for another couple issues to get to the fear state. Because again, again, like the designer deal, we wanted all that information to the designer and then that kind of faded off. And then we ended up realizing this was just eight issues of setup to get to the Joker, where I think that all of this leading into this was nothing. I mean, he was introducing characters now, like a miracle Molly, big thing, but now the gardener. Oh no, they got gardener, things like that. And we're, we're, we just have to wait. It's like he didn't time it well enough to actually get it to hit. Because even then, if you ended up having this fight in the middle of the fear state, I don't know, maybe it would feel bigger as Batman's trying to take down something else. But he's just there in a building checking out things, gets in a fight like he did last issue and just, you know, jumps out the building as it's blowing up. But I just I like the art. I thought that, again, also Harley pushing the idea. Oh, my God, that guy. After all this time, that guy. Oh, he's a piece of crap. Well, where have you been this whole time, Harley? They knew the name of this and all that. She was with them and all this, even with Ghostmaker, but it never came up. And Ghostmaker's pulling in in a ship, which I think negates the whole idea of Batman not having money because now he has even more tech just because it's Ghostmaker. For now. Uh, Yeah, but it's Ghostmaker. And that's that's if Ghostmaker sticks around. Yeah, and if he doesn't, I'm sure he'll just leave him money or something. But that's just the thing. We really haven't seen any effects of that, really. Uh, but yeah, at the end, it looks like Miracle Molly's going to be taken in the Unsanity Collective. They're going to kill you them. She's going to be taken down. Yeah, but that's the thing. You're not going to kill Miracle Molly. This is a character that James Tynan continues to push. We have a one shot coming up with her down the line. He's going to want to make money off this character. So I don't ever think that any of these ca- even that he starts making her more sympathetic at this point, which he always does. And so you get a backup then with Ghostmaker. He's fighting people, and it's nothing. I mean, you got the the crocodile man instigator talking about when he decided the Ghostmaker's toys were only thing to be making him as cool as he is. So I challenged him to a fight without any of his armor, and it lasted hours yeah. and hours. And eventually, I realized he never stops. He's a good fighter. Yeah, the end. The end. <laughs> Bring down the tunnels. I laugh yeah. too because it comes in in a weird, you know, juxtaposition of the idea that this guy can read Morse code of explosions and fly in his helicarrier and save people. But this is the, he doesn't need the tech. He fought me like a man. I'm like, all right, you're a man. There we go. But yeah, overall, I hate the Ghostmaker back Yeah, up. they're just ridiculous. And, and coming up, though, you'll be happy. Uh, it's coming up after next issue. We'll have a uh, clown hunter back up. Another deal where. Well, just even the idea, though, where like we even have the instigator talking to Miss, uh, was it Miss Midas? I can't even yeah, remember yeah. her name now, but the old Madam Midas. But the idea is. Look, he's, I fought the Great Ten. I have fought some of those heroes from the West, but you don't understand the Ghostmaker. He's better than all of those people. Like, it's the idea that, like, we're putting over Ghostmaker more than anybody yeah. else in the DC universe just with this crocodile man yeah. talking yeah. about, like, you're not really selling it right here from no. what I've seen of Ghostmaker so far. No. And, and that, again, that kind of ties into all these things. Like, I'm not connected to anything really in this Batman book that are the major things. Nakano, Unsanity Collective, Simon Saint. Yeah, I know some things that come up in Future State, but as a per-issue deal of what James Tynion is giving me, I'm not getting enough to actually you know, get wild moments or care, even with Peacemaker one and Batman fighting, it just, it kind of just it means nothing to me. I just, all right, well, when are we going to avert this shit? That, that's all I keep thinking. Also, I, I kind of saw 
that he lives later in the Galan. And I it's, really it's do want to know but... at one point that we do have that turn, though, that we saw in like Dark Detective and stuff like that, where Peacemaker 1 just goes up to Bruce yeah. Wayne and stabs him right there. Like, I do want to see the progression of the magistrate's slow control of Gotham to the point where they do discover that Bruce Wayne is the Batman. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I, I'm sure that we'll get it in the next couple issues. So I mean, a game changer, Jim. It is, but it isn't because, <laughs> again, it's not the fault of the book that you're telling a story after the fact of what we saw in Future State. Um, but maybe we'll see the, uh, you know, averting it. This might be kind of fun. Averting it actually means some bad shit happening as well. Like the aversion, but like what happened if suddenly somebody did die and we're like, that couldn't happen. That didn't happen in future state. And we realize Uh-oh. that it's a separate time. Like, like that would be cool. Actually, that would be pretty cool because right now everything just feels kind of stale to me. And, and the idea of, I guess it's if you want to see this stuff, and I've already seen this stuff. I've already seen Future State. I really didn't need to see what leads to it, you know, and let, make it last this long. But overall, I'm a six five. I thought the art was really good, uh, but the story to me just it fell flat. And and these extra things like the Unsanity Collective Nakano, I just I'm not behind it because oh yeah, I'm not seen I'm enough. not buying the Unsanity Collective yet. They're just cannon fodder as far as I'm concerned here, neon colored clothing. But it's fine because we need somebody to take the fall and be this kind of victim for the magistrate to take but, on like this. Yeah. Oh, I understand. But, but the the but, thing is, that we've already wasted some time. Actually, an issue then seeing what they're all about and it it really falls flat now because it really doesn't seem to matter it was just, pretty much was to set up look at them hippies look at them hippies look at, like everything always seems important until it's not with james tyner and this goes back to even say the detective comics run that everybody loves or even the jld we, we get this thing with them he's like he's got scattered thoughts and then just goes with what he thinks is big at that exact moment and some things get left behind that you spent time with but keep going i, I interrupted but the idea that we are seeing the progression here that like, you know, we have these people like are taken off the board. I don't remember exactly what I was going to say now, but the idea is exactly. I like the art and uh, it's my plan. I, I, I like to have this whole thing about the idea of this is the gateway issue. We're opening the gates now. The magistrate is moving in and I like to see the progression of that. And I want to see how far Batman is going to like fall in order for this to happen or even with the idea that. Now that this is happening, what does a Batman do who doesn't have the billion dollars to make sure they can buy his way Ghost in or out of anything? But Ghostmaker does, but does Ghostmaker care enough to let it happen this way? Because I think in his mind, it just could be this is how bad you fucked up, Bruce. I know, We're not going to be here to wipe your ass. like that, though. But here's, here's actually the thing this is where maybe it, it's getting to me is the idea that when we have future state in this magistrate, you're wondering how did this happen under Batman's watch? Oh my God. How? And we see Nakano. Nakano seems like a good guy. He, he might be. You know, a little narrow-minded in the idea that the worst thing are masks and whatnot. And I actually wanted to see that moment where it was like, oh, my God, Nakano did not even realize this shit was happening right under his nose. We had a setup that was kind of getting there. You have Simon Singh, he's working the things behind. Even the idea we blow up, you know, City Hall, things like that. But it never, it's not clever now. It was just, ba-boom. Call him in. Let's go. I want it to be the idea where Nakano actually sat down at one point and said, what the hell did I do now? Later, he might get that, but it's too late because he ends up like it wasn't the clever setup of the mastermind Simon Sane. It just came down to kind of meandering around, meandering around. Blow up gotta, a building. You got to jump in with everything else that's going on and all the different. Yeah, but I don't that feel that that's any of that. Like the magistrate stuff has just been Simon Sane on line three. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that yet. And we don't see that he's 
you know, behind Mr. Worth as much. Yeah, you have Hugh Vile who's actually doing that. Like, I don't see this part where it feels like the clever deal where under his own nose, Nakano didn't realize. I mean, even him saying That's here. That's still all going on at the same time. But I'm saying time. even him saying here right now, people are looking at me as bad, so just call them in. It's just a reaction moment there instead of something that seemed clever and set up by Simon Saint being this, you know, deal. Hey, uh, Peacekeeper One, go and blow up a building. And then they'll do it. And that's all it really was. That's all it took as for this building, because the other things are stuff that happened before. But I wanted that cleverness after that. Like we're even to the point where you almost want to see, you know, I guess in the fear state, we'll find out, you know, more about a day and stuff. But even that kind of gets pushed aside, like the idea that we really don't know what's going on as well. Yeah, I'm saying, though, like it's going to be after the fact I needed at the point where. You end up having it look like Nakano still thinks he's doing the right thing, not reacting because shit has hit the fan. He almost seems like he's going to get run out of office is why he's yelling and yelling at Montoya. Uh, but it just didn't seem very clever by the end. But, yeah, I'm a 6'5". What were you? Seven. Yeah, seven. So we're not that far off. But we'll go to the next book, which I think we'll both be in agreement on. What is that? Justice League number 64, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with a backup by Ram V, with art by Steve Pugh, Nick Villardi, Josh Reed, with the backup art by Sumit Kumar, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Rob Lee. Whatever happened to the world's greatest superheroes? That's the question I asked myself while reading this book, because Ooh. instead of actually getting a Justice League where the voices of our heroes feel like their own, we have a writer who is only interested in pushing his own ideas from other books, because in this issue we have to push the United Federation of Planets, Sinmar Utopica, and Naomi, not to mention give us a few names to the United Planets Honor Guard, the United Order, but that's about all our hero and that's about all and our heroes really have little to do here and that goes for our JLD backup as well as this issue is mostly a Batman backup. Eric, you forgot about Checkmate. I mean really. I'm I sorry, mean, yes, and Checkmate as well. I don't know yeah. why I didn't put Checkmate. Yeah, is is Brian Michael Bendis is he a writer or is he working in the PR department? Because the all, Damon Rose. all he ends up doing is pushing number one, Sin Mar Utah. Nobody liked that. I mean, here's a memo. Memo to Bendis. No, no, people, I saw a lot of people who said they liked that it's shit. Bullshit. Nobody uh, remembers it, is, but they said no, they liked nobody, it. Nobody, well, who was buying it is what I'm asking because when we were getting Sin Mar, there, there's a reason Brian Michael Bendis isn't on the Superman books now. And a, a big part of it was that bullshit that he tried to push. With this, you end up getting the United Order show up seriously. Just redraw them as the you know legion of superheroes, and it wouldn't change anything because it's the bullshit nonsense lines that he gets. We don't care or know about these characters. He thinks that the more characters you get, the better the book is. I, I beg to differ because every character sounds the same. It is if he has everybody cloned and in different outfits. Nobody, it's sing song dialogue nonsense, and just. Why? This is the Justice League book. You have all of the greatest heroes. You're not writing one book. You're writing them all. And all you have to do is have your team do things. And he's already separated characters. You're you're basically having half the team work on Naomi's punching abilities. And then the other half just standing around hearing stories about Sin Mar, who, again, it was bullshit. You end up having to explain a thing that you just ended up in your Superman book, and it's still confusing. I, I, it just doesn't. It, it's nothing. Well, that's I, the just, thing. This is I never bullshit. really understood because that book, because it seemed like you know Bennis's run on Superman was over, and that Sinmar story never had a chance to. Because I was excited at first because the idea of an alien civilization seeing the entire life of Superman and how it affected the people of Earth, this Kryptonian who has godlike abilities, like. 
maybe the people of Sinmar need this as well. And saw there's a chance. And then we did this. And then there was attack. And then Sinmar got pissed off. The, the Utopical. And then he went to Earth to go fight Superman. And then bring him back to Sinmar, like the Sinmar planet. And then people yeah, are like, I don't even know this what guy's an, Sinmar this planet. This guy's an Sinmar asshole. And, exactly. Like, yeah. And it became this convoluted mess. And eventually it just became... And then, yeah, the United Federation of Planets uh, Brigade showed up and they, they took off, take Sidmar away. And I'm like, all right, the run's over. Goodbye, yeah, everybody. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Here in my. And even you know, the idea that, like, they even push, it doesn't even make any sense. And we had this planet, Sidmar. It was out in a sector that nobody had explored. But the Thanagarians, they had problems for a while with them. I'm like, what are you talking about? You said that nobody explored this. You didn't know where it was, but the Thanagarians had a war with them? It, it's nonsense. And so with that. This is the funniest thing. The way he's playing this, and even, you know, Wonder Twins, this is all stuff from his Superman stuff uh, going on. Just Wonder Comics in general. Well, I'm saying then he ended up, when that ended up finishing, he ended up having them there. So they're there, and they do nothing. I mean, the idea of them there, it was kind of cute at the beginning and all, but seriously, what he's doing and what he is saying to me is he thinks that the people reading this are there for him. Oh, this isn't Justice League. This is a Brian Michael Bendis book. So I got so he's just throwing shit that nobody cares about, and especially that people didn't read his book. They just want a Justice League book. They want to see their characters. He ended up adding Black Adam, Hippolyta. These are interesting things. Well, you that, love the like, idea. Of Black Adam, I'm Black. I know you just said that, but no, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary as well on the team and stuff like that. Like you have this really great way of opening up the uh, the Justice League roster. Whenever you do that, I get excited, especially when you do weird and wild stuff. Yeah, it's the Green Arrow and Black Canary. It's not weird or wild, but I enjoy them as being a part of the roster. But when you have Hippolyta show up to be the new Wonder Woman and Black Adam, like, oh boy, I want to see that. Okay, what are we going to do with the Hall of Justice? Naomi's going to fight Aquaman and people are going to make jokes. Yeah, and and even with that, hey, Naomi, we better have you practice the fighting because we have no idea what your power set is. We have no idea. Neither do I. Oh, my God, I'm having some problems with my anger issues. I'm like, what? What are you doing? Then you end up where now it's parent day. You end up having her parents show up. Her parents who are in awe of all these aliens, these things. Oh, my God. Her father's from Ron. He's her foster Iranian. family. Yes. Fa- her foster father her is Iranian. Her father is exile. Iranian who was in exile from war. He was at war with Thanagar and ended up on this planet. And yet he's acting as if he never oh saw anything. Look at all this. Even at the point when you have Kendra come over. Whether or not we're going to say Thanagarian or you know, whatever. Motherfucker's been rocking a jetpack his entire life. Yes. I've been driving a car now, and this is all in all of him. Yeah. I'm like, no, oh my God, about? look at this. Oh my Ray God. Ray Zeta beans I mean, and in jet my packs. mind, he could have played oh, it up. a concrete structure? How yeah. quaint. Yeah, I'm telling you, I would have played it up the idea when he shows up and he's like, oh, you have a nice little place here. Yeah, I don't know if you heard of this, Ron. Uh, but even with that, I think that he forgot. I, I think that he completely well, forgot. I feel like that's something that David F. Walker wrote, who was co-writing Naomi with him. It was and part he didn't of a big deal. He didn't write it. Here's the thing, though. That was the setup to have D in that town as the Thanagarian. Oh, they my. were the back and she, forth. Naomi has a Ronnie and a Thanagarian looking out for her. Seriously. Oh, my God. Crazy. Why don't, oh, we forgot why about don't that. you just throw him in as well, that he's there to make sure she's okay because of all this thing going on? And they show up as if this guy is like, just got off with the PTA meeting. Oh, my goodness. I shit my pants because of this. This is stuff that's way under. Like, he has been at war with Thanagar, even with the idea of this Sinmar and all this. Why isn't that? Maybe they will. Maybe they'll tie in that he like, hey, I can help out here. Like, he probably could. But it's just, oh, my God, what are you doing to my little baby girls? And then they're fighting. And then you have to go. You don't even see. 
what's happening, the punch or whatever, like he always does, where all of a sudden it's like everybody's holding back. No, I mean, whoa, whoa, stop it there. Hey, Sorry, I got my anger. headed. Yeah. And, and so what, what are you doing? What is well, going no, you, on? You talk this? about that, but there's so many things of what are you doing? Because we're pushing the United Federation of Planets and the 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 freaking what is it? The United Brigade or Overwatch? I just have it written down because I feel like it was called something else before. Yeah, and now I it's it called was just it's called the United it, Order now. But it, the United it seemed Order, like it was it different but before. Exactly, it was a brigade before. I thought they were calling themselves, but the whole idea is it's time to put that Sidmar Utopica on trial. Let me catch you up about how shit went bad. Oh my God, Sidmar Utopica! He escaped after wrecking house left and right. He's headed back. To Earth, we better call the Justice League, and especially Superman. But I don't care about any of that because it doesn't matter. It's a whole setup for a character that barely makes any sense to me. I don't know why Sid Mario Topica is really pissed off at Superman at all in all of this. But when you have Green Arrow and Black Canary out of this book, because for whatever reason they're going to leave the Hall of Justice, which is on the East Coast, and they're going to drive to Coast City, which obviously it's on the West Coast. It's a Coast City, and for whatever reason, I don't understand why they're in Coast City when it's Green Arrow. They could go like you know normal Green Arrow places. Seattle Star City, what even? But then when you have for out of no reason whatsoever, oh yeah, this is Oliver Queen's villa that he recently bought from Ted Cord. I'm like, oh, you mean the man of the people, friggin' uh, Oliver Queen, who bought a, a, a rundown place in the city so it could be with the people who need his help the most? He went and bought himself a villa in Coast City, did he? He, he did it under a different name, Eric. And, and even with that, you, you have all this going on. Then you have that Damon Rose who's there, where the he's Damon Rose. He's just watching them through the through the deal. Scope. I I I do often get a little bit of uh, my jollies, Eric, when you end up having a guy who is a sniper, but they also use the scope to just look at things. But you're always thinking, but that's all he's playing at. Like yeah. it, he actually wants to talk to them. But you get nothing. This is all just checkmate nonsense that you'll get. And so with that, the best part of this is, is at a point you end up, oh, my God, Sinmar's on his way. Superman, Sinmar. It's almost the exact scene that we got in the Superman book when he first showed up. It was him it coming is. to Earth and then Superman. Oh, I better this? I better I, stop. I, I better tell him again. I swear to God. And the next issue of just like if Superman's there, I'm opening your my mind to yeah. telepathy. Oh, yeah, Please yeah. talk to me if we yeah, have more really. of that bullshit. Batman's in, the, Batman's in the background blowing up fucking buildings left and right in Morse code. He doesn't that he understand doesn't. Morse code, <laughs> He Superman. doesn't know Morse code, Batman. He's like. Oh, fuck it, I still want to blow up these It's Hey, get this! It's Ollie's new villa. Boom! Batman's pissed because he doesn't have any money. And please Morris tell me code. why. On top of everything else, I just hate that Bendis does here because it's just him. I swear he has a vendetta where he's a double agent for Marvel. He's still come here to ruin DC Comics so, with his own bullshit. Well, but yeah. When you have Sinmar, he comes down here and he's going to like, he's made his way to Earth. He's coming right for Superman. Why in the background is it a I don't know, an afterburn, a teleportation boom. Why does it look like Naomi's symbol? I don't know. That's what it looks like. Even at one point, I love the idea that he won't give us any information, but then you have like Aquaman. Yeah. Or no, it's Green Arrow. Well, yeah, when we were on that, what I'll call Naomi's <laughs> please stop. Nobody talks like this. But yeah, with all of this going down, you just don't get anything. You don't get anything of our Justice League. This is, again. And when this, you do, they don't sound like this your feels, Justice no, League. No, and this feels they a lot like. They sound like children playing feels, Justice League. It feels a lot like at, at Marvel, where you have, you know, the Justice League book, the Avengers book, where Jason Aaron, he wants to write everything but the, the Avengers. This somehow feels worse because at least the Justice League are there. But does 
does Bendis think they're not interesting enough? Does he think that it's not fun enough to have the best superhero? Like, you want this book for little Eric Shea on to be team. the bang for the buck. You don't have to use this book. The flagship title of the DC deal. You could say Batman's the big, but this is where all the characters are. It's where the big boys come and to play. And you're using it to remind people of Naomi, continue a failed storyline from your Superman books, and set up your checkmate nonsense. That's all you're doing. You're doing everything but giving you, us I, the Justice we League. We have Black Adam sitting on this little rock pillar while Aquaman and Naomi spar and Hippolyta's talking about you have, you know, timeouts in your blood sports, but the whole idea, like, right now, I love the Captain Marvel family. It's one of my favorite things about DC Comics. One of my favorite characters outside of the Green Lantern Corps and stuff like that, but when you have the situation going on with Billy Batson right now, where he's in the Teen Titans Academy where his powers are wonky, he doesn't know what's happening, you don't even know what's going on with the rest of the Marvel family at this point, but Black Adam, he's fine. I'm like, but their powers are connected through the Rock That's, Eternity. And it's What's funny you say right that. Now? I'm a dummy when it comes to, I mean, Green Lantern, Shazam stuff, that's your thing. So usually you'll come up with some ideas and I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't think of that. Because I don't really, I'm not steeped in everything with that. Right away, Black and Adam. Out, other places. And, but right away, Black Adam. Yeah, really. <laughs> outside the books, I'm like, <laughs> sleep. I meant sleep. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, once I saw Black Adam and I'm like, Hey, wait a second. What's going on? Because these things are connected. Why aren't you doing that? And then I'm, then I start thinking crazy shit. Okay. Is, is this the future state one? Are we overlapping? Is there kind of a thing that that's what's going on? Things are wonky because there's too much going on with two black atoms. It's like, but we don't get anything. Who knows? We don't know. You anything. know what we get here? He's eating an apple. It, it actually, I got a little bit of a smile for that. I'm like, Good for you, black Adam. You get to relax. A a I like gotcha. that he just wants to relax a little with that, but. You're not doing anything with these characters in. I saw somebody who said that the best line they've ever seen was uh, Hippolyta. Hey, how do you train on, on Amazon Island? What do you do with the Amazons? Hand to hand blood sport. I'm like, what? Like, okay, that's not a really great Greatest line. thing I've ever seen and in my then, life. Hey, yeah, Black Adam says, hey, you're, you're really good parents to Naomi's. But how does hell does he know? He's known Naomi for like three days. She just said, she hasn't tried to steal his she, wallet yet. No, she cool. just said that she can't control her anger and ends up walloping Aquaman. I mean, really? I guess that would be good for Black Adam. He's like, she hasn't done anything to fuck with Kandok, and he, so I'm in. She's good in my mind. Outside of that, though, when we go back to Green Arrow and Black Canary, when they find the Damon Rose and try to, like, you know, get, make sure they, they take him down before he's ever a threat to think, you've heard of me as the Damon Rose. <laughs> well, what if we have it? In fact, let's just say that we have it. I'm here because of Checkmate. Checkmate? The super secret super spice? Not you. Him. <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> There's nothing. I just like you said, why do this? You might know me as the Damon Rose. I'm like, is it your first name's the? Uh, but the maybe worst I part don't. about this is like, there's been some spoilers out and about of who the Damon Rose is. I've seen some things, and like, I'm not going to talk no, about we it because I don't want to do, do that. Yeah. But I started having ideas about what's going on in the Infinite Frontier and what we've dealt with recently and different things, even the Green Arrow 80th anniversary special last week. And the different things oh, I know what you were thinking, too. And it would have made maybe, so much sense. It would have been we great, had, where right? Everything matters where we have out of nowhere, like Connor Hawk showing up in the League of Lazarus. He's been gone for so long, but also Oliver's other son that he might not remember. Robert Queen, Shadow's son as well. And I'm like, what if this is, uh, he's the Damon awesome. Rose or something along those lines. But sadly, now what you're saying case. is, and just to let everybody know, it's not the case, but we're not going to spoil no. anything else. But yeah, with that, I, I just don't get it. I mean, I don't get why you're doing this. Is I, I just, I can't even begin to like 
conceptualize what this is like and other things. It's like having, you know, the number one show, but then you're trying to put, I understand, but that, I guess that makes, he no, just no, wants it's, to it's stop. Like having, it's just like having it's something having that people TGIF. love that's very popular and then shitting on it well, and saying, I, here, I get the welcome. idea that you end up having, you know, the TGIF lineup. Everybody wants to see the Urkel, so get them in the jetpack and I'm flying to each of the things. But it's worse than that. It's not even like that. This isn't something that you need to do where you wait each month to get a Justice League book and then you end up like two weeks. Really? <laughs> really? I end up Sinmar? Like, if you didn't deal with Sinmar. Tell me, after I, this, we're getting, our ass is getting Rogue Lazar. I know it. Yeah. I mean, that's all this is. I, I don't know. Seriously, when you end up having the United Front, when they show up, I'm like, how long before. The, the Legion of Superheroes shows up in the future. Oh, my God, we got some problems. And, and then you'll have that. Then Young Justice will be in and all these things. I want a Justice League book. I, I want and I almost want it's to say. It's a weird say, thing because you can have this a situation in my mind where it's like something that you love was out there. And like in, that, in your mind, it never got a fair shake. And then later on, you have somebody like the writer, same he's trying to do that for the fans where he brings these things back as a little like you're welcome to them. But. Who liked this enough to stake it over the entire Justice League book? The band Big Star, Eric. That would be awesome if they got a second chance, right? But you end up with this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? People love this JLD backup. I'm starting to lose it with this. It's it's not as good. But even so. I really do love a JLD backup. It's just when it becomes a Batman backup, I'm not a fan of it. And again, last issue, I was not that hip on. But even so, if if people are really loving it, maybe do us a favor. It's not going to do everybody a favor, but... Have the idea where the JLD gets his own book and then use the backup for this bullshit Simmar stuff. I mean, let Bendis and everybody will just all agree we won't read it. It'll be there. You're just going to have to pay, you know, the extra deal. But maybe he can get that out of his damn system and we could get a Justice League book in the front half. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like he wants to do anything but set up everything else that, that seems to be failing anyway. And so what you're doing is you're taking the book that everybody wants as this flagship title and you're making that fail along with your other bullshit. They need to get him out of here. He is a double Please. agent. Eric, you're right. He's here to just ruin everything. And the, the idea that they gave him Justice League, they have to be regretting it. They they have to be already because this is just not good. Not good at all. But we do have the backup of the JLD. And yeah, it's a Batman story for the most part, and that kind of threw me off. And Just the idea we have Eleanor Rushdu coming in here, the thirteenth Oath woman. She's following a voice in her mind to this Colton Gotham that she's going to beat the crap out of, and Batman just essentially comes in, beats the crap out of these people, and says, "I don't need your help in Gotham. I can take care of this." And pretty much just you know watches her then go and do other stuff where he's trying to get to the bottom of what she's getting to the bottom of, and she beats him to it. Man, she's a hell of a detective. And the only bit of JLD stuff you have is Zatanna talking to Rory Regan here. And Rory Regan feeling weird talking about the the ragman suit, Crave Souls. I'm like, please, Rory, if you're going to talk to people, call it the suit of souls. That's the suit of souls. That's as if Ram V had no idea what it was called. He would never call it the ragman suit. That's not what it is. But the idea, like, you have, like, a page of, like, JLD stuff where we have the idea that, you know, continuing on the idea that Zatanna has the upside down man inside her, but not really doing much. It's just the weird thing, like, it's going to turn everything upside down, and Zatanna looks shocked at the term upside down. But ultimately, when you just have this whole thing where you go and find this cult and this guy who's been talking to Eleanor's inner mind, the dude who's... With magic and technology, he's got a helmet on. He's got strapped up the TV monitors and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's Randir Singh. And all I can think is the character Randu Singh, who used to be a friend of Jason Blood, but it's a different name, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing with 
you know, I'm not as big a fan as Ram, Ram V as a lot of people. And this is something that I end up talking to people about, Eric, in quotes. But with that, there was an interview that a bunch of people in the Get Fresh group, beep, boop, and in the Slack, people were talking about the idea that Joshua Williamson said that, yeah, Ram V's not really a big fan of DC. He, he never really read DC Comics and doesn't really know a lot of the past and things like that. Starting to think that he just throws everything out there and really doesn't have anybody helping him out. He, he might need a little hand on some things with this because is that Rondu uh, just felt different? Is he playing it off? Is it a different? Bro? I don't know, but I, I can't think that it's anything but this new guy. But with that, there's some but things what, like the Ragman stuff. It just doing doesn't feel with right. This whole like side story because right now. We're going after Merlin. It's the big thing. And this feels like a weird side quest just to have somebody talking in her head to introduce Batman to the whole story, but not do anything with your JLD team. Who is dealing with the big threat? And I'm like, I don't even understand through the narration what we're really dealing with here. And it's weird. If this was a normal book, you know, not just a backup, we would say, oh, my God, it must be bad, you know, ratings, bad sales. You got to get Batman in to make the sales. This is just a backup. You only have a limited space, and why you bring Batman in, I have no idea. Well, that's the thing is, I have a Justice League book that refuses to do stuff with the Justice League, and I have the JLD backup that refuses to do stuff with the JLD. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's it's a shame that Wonder Woman isn't around in the deal, because it'd be kind of cool for her to show up just because she was in the JLD. Batman, though, feels like so out of left field. It just feels odd. Uh, but that's the art's good in both, though. I, I, I like the, the art's art the greatest part about both of the stories this week. Usually, the thing is, whenever we talk about the Justice League book, for the most part, I can always say, "Well, I'm really just here for the JLD backup because that's the only thing that's good in this whole thing." The art's fine throughout normally, but usually it's the JLD backup. But this whole Batman forefront idea doesn't work for me. Doesn't do anything for the story for me. We're just in Gotham for no real reason, and the fucking Justice League book just wants to tell Brian well, Michael Bendis yeah. nonsense. And I think I said it the last issue because we weren't that down with the backup then, and I said it's really sucks when you realize then when the JLD doesn't hit for you as well, then you realize really how bad this book can be because of how bad Bendis is. It looks great. But the writing and things like that, when you don't have even the Just League Dark to really grab. And I could say it's OK, but it's not that thing where we're like, oh, my God, this is the best. Why isn't this the main part of it? And whatnot? It really exposes this book for what it is. A bunch of garbage is what it is uh, throughout with Brian Michael Bendis. Please. This idea of this book is only ever tried to highlight other characters of his. It, it would be even different if somehow it was just like a firestorm story. Something that would be, okay, I don't know why he's focusing on that, but hey, let's see how good. But when it's all his things, it gets so transparent that that's all he's doing. He's just using the big book to push his shit. And it's infuriating at points that he is allowed to do that. It's so if somebody can, hey, what what is this issue of justly going to be about, Brian? Oh, well, first I'm going to have that Sin Mar from my Superman run. Then I'm going to talk about Naomi. Then we'll do checkmate stuff. No, no, no. You go back and start writing again. I want to hear Justice League as part of this synopsis. Get your ass back there and write it. But what would you give it? I would give this a fuck you five, even though I like the art a lot throughout both of the stories. There is nothing of any substance here at all. Yeah, I'm with you. What, what, what did you give it, Eric? What, what was that? A fuck you five, what, Jim. You did? You actually get what? what? <laughs> really? It's taking you to someone to find the fuck you. What, what was that? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I, I'm right with you, Eric. Uh, and now I'm saying this. I found it. It's taken forever to load up, Eric. I give it a fuck you. Fuck you five. Good, good. Yes, I did. It, did Eric. you know that's what you were going to give it to beforehand? No. 
No, okay. actually, uh, I do want to mention if I wasn't doing that, it'd be like a 3.5, but that's tough with the, uh, the art's really good, but. It is. Uh, once you said the 55, Eric, I figured I'll be nice and give it that. Is that nice? I don't know. It seems nice to me. I mean, you could be a lot meaner. I guess I, we already said some mean things. I got all hyped up, Eric, but we're going to move on to the next book. And here, here we go, because the next book I like, and I, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I can adjust it. to this, and it's weird, too. These are the things that always happen with us where we end up liking something, and people seem to not like it, but I, I don't get because a lot of the stuff still goes with the idea of who's writing. And, like, again, I hope that people realize that when we're reading this Just League, it's not that we don't hate it because it's Bendis. We hate it because Bendis is making it shitty. Uh, at first, I didn't like this Greenland, I think it's pretty good though, and I think that people aren't giving it enough of a chance. But uh, what is it? Greenland number four, written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Tom Rainey, Marco Santucci, Michael Atea, and Rob Lee. Jeffrey Thorne has split the narrative of this book into two stories, with one showing John Stewart trying his best to maintain peace and order on the planet that rescued him. While in this, we also discover the untimely fate of the rest of our Greenland and heroes. For the last half of the book, we have Joe Mullen trying her best. To get to the bottom of what happened to Oa with the United Federation of Planets, while T-Liner goes off half-cocked to get revenge on who she believes to be behind the attack, it's just too bad, Jim, Yeah, she plans on going after Sinestro. Yeah, and uh, with that, you don't have a backup. You have an extended story, which we like. We've said this before, and I do like what you get with each thing. Now, with that, I wonder if you ended up having... You know, Jeffrey Thorne come and maybe get what would be a mini series of people look at this book and it's lights out. The rings aren't working. And somehow they get in their mind that they'll never work ever. And that everything is and everything is supposed to be there to get rid of every. This was one of these books, again, where you have in the Batman books, next Batman, you're trying to do this. This one, you hate Hal and you want Joe Mullen and things like that. But the issue I have where if people are yelling over Batman, that's one thing. But when you're yelling about a core that has so many characters, you do want to focus on some things. And sometimes you won't focus on your favorite character. Poor and I, Kyle Rayner. Yeah, you love Kyle. He's missing. What's he doing? He's missing, it says. And and again, in, in a little bit while we're talking, you will get angry a bit because you do spell out the fates of um, some of a, these of popular freaking green lantern characters are just unceremoniously just discarded saying oh they they were killed i'm like oh shit you the hell say you this say? you say this now this is what's funny because in the and you already said it future state that's why people are mad because you saw them, but if the batman stuff we think it's going to be averted it would avert this too like well, th- even this the idea state that Je- let's say it's not averted though because jeffrey thorne had to come out though at the whole point when the power battery blew up saying Look, I know it's lights out now, but stuff that you saw in future state, that is many decades down the line. So not that this doesn't necessarily mean that at this point but in time. But what's weird is he says that, but if you're going to argue against him, the Kelly stuff that we saw in backups in future state doesn't is pretty work. much two days before this happened. I'm saying, well, that doesn't and, work with this yeah, at all. And, and also, we're going to get an annual coming up. With you know the whole deal Jessica with Jessica Cruz? stuff, and I think that I think that what they are going to play off is that when we do get an averted deal and, and something reset, I do believe it's going to be where you know we keep saying what is going on now. This Infinite Frontier, Infinite Frontier, and we end up having the Infinite Frontier book, and like Roy's dead, you know, or he's a black line. We have no idea, but I think that when we do avert, it's not just going to be averting future state. I think that we will get that reset. 
that we've been wanting. And then they're really going to spell out who came back, who's alive and whatnot. And I think that at this point, maybe to the detriment of people, you know, reading and maybe getting upset that you might be allowed to play around a little with who dies and whatnot because there's going to be a bit of an averting reset type but deal. Just, I'm just like, it so feels upset. weird to really spell out some of these lanterns that end up dying. Well, I'm just saying big. the whole thing. It's like even the idea where John finds out the Quinori that have shown up on the planet of the rescue and that he tried to play Green Lantern, even though he doesn't have his power. He tried to play it off like, look, well, hopefully they won't call my bluff. They did. And there's a good reason for that because they are collecting rings because whoever is the mastermind, whoever blew up the, the main power battery, they have put a bounty out for all of the freaking lanterns that are scattered around. So we're t- pretty much cleaning house right now while they are at their weakest point. Like, you know, it does feel in my mind that the thing is we have a, somebody who's put a bounty out on all these different green lanterns because they know that the power battery or the energy itself will come back eventually. And what before that happens, though, we got to take care of these lanterns, take them out before that happens because they are collecting rings and they want Johns. And even with that, the one character I know of all this is Morrow. He's dead. His ring is collected there. When Joe Mullen is going through the archive of who here, Aresia is dead. Aresia is like, dead. That's shit. huge. That, that actually I- threw me. is dead. Like, like Isomot Cole, the one that was named after Peter D- Tomasi, his name backward, Isomot, he is confirmed dead. And even like this whole thing, I'm like, Rotlop fan, a huge freaking Green Lantern that people love. And like, he is like, oh, I'm sorry, he was located. Thank God. For some reason, before I thought it was. But even I some of them are actually caught, too. And, yeah. and, but some just flew out dead. And I think that this is supposed to be, this is, it's a weird deal because, again, you end up having Jeffrey Thorne come in here and people are looking back at old tweets. Oh, he hates, you know, he hates how he hates these things and going on. And I think that you're, you're playing with the devil's hand here. If you are going to make it so that this stuff goes, by that point, it might be too late. People upset and things like that. But I actually, I, I'll even tell you, I got a little bit, you know, a little glassy-eyed at one point when you do get the explanation oh, of what, well, really, I got excited. But you end up, like, the explanation that the power battery, it ended up, it wasn't blown up, it was deconstructed, and then, and, but at I... A, at, a, at a microscopic level to the point that, like, you know, the, everything was, like, the idea that it started, like, uh, being taken apart individually, so the power was, like, taken away with that, and even the Guardians are all messed up now. They don't even know if they're dying or they no, are they're like caught in a time because phase. exactly they're caught in an entanglement kind of situation because of how closely tied they were to the, uh, the power battery and the energy itself, like the ion energy. But this whole thing is like, we are in a situation where even if the power battery had blown up, everybody should still have had a charge. That's in their the ring thing that, that I, I actually thought that that was pretty away. cool. The oh, idea yeah, really that cool. it really explains the idea of, yeah, you should have had your there charge. There's something stuff. bigger going and on so here that we can possibly that, explain at this point. The idea in my mind, if we're doing this and we're the ones who set this up, and you, you have to be pretty smart, know the ins and outs of all this stuff. But with that, you don't want lanterns to be able to return to Oa and try to, you know, fight, gather up with each other. So they had to do it in a way. They, they boom they everything's gone the charge yeah. is gone immediately and that is pretty big well, i mean that's the thing is for the way that we're quickly going out whoever the mastermind is this whole thing and it does feel like whoever's on planet xerox here the sorcery planet who we saw before when they were trying to do if like i don't know if they're the bright circle who is named as one of the suspects yeah, because so they're talking it. about who had I, the power and i hope they are because this is um you know, the people who are just attacking us right before it happens. So I hope the Green Lantern Corps and the United Federation of Planets and even this woman from Kalu 
are smart enough to really put them on the suspect pool because they're not. It's a little far-fetched to me. But the idea that we have all this going on right now, the things are happening the way they shouldn't be happening. And with the bounties going out, I really feel it's like a race against time to kill these Green Lanterns before that power comes back. Yeah, yeah. And and with that, too, like even at the beginning, we'll, we'll just mention it quick because you had told me about it and we saw somebody complaining about it in the user reviews over at the Oh, this is the coolest Rattle, part of the book in my where mind. Where you end up having a callback. You said this is a mosaic callback. The it, first page, it's the flashback. Confusing people are. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's a flashback that never was because one of those things in 1993, like they had the Green Lantern Mosaic book where it was a feature about Jon Stewart and his ascension into mortal guardianhood kind of thing. He had this power deep within that made him one of the guardians, a mortal guardian. And when just when that happened, though, DC decided they were going a different direction with Hal becoming Parallax, Kyle Rayner. So we dropped the, the mosaic bit, and we never really got an explanation. It's just, oh, uh, Hal did this to the power battery, became Parallax, and now, John, you're a dark star. And the mosaic world, that, that's kind of gone now. Don't worry about that. So we kind of like you know got away from it, and it was never really resolved in DC continuity. So now that we have this flashback with Ganthet talking to John after, you know, in this flashback thing that you never saw before, but talking to John about Hal becoming Parallax, he's like, you're still one of us, John. Nothing can change that. But it seems that something has happened now where John is going to have Ganthet purge his mind of the knowledge of everything he did in that mosaic world and becoming this power that is beyond him. And so so we have a John Stewart that became a normal man again, but it seems like it, almost like the power is locked behind a wall and his memories were erased of the situation, but it's still there and it will become something later on where he will have the power of a guardian in order to fix and all this later And that'd be kind on. of a cool idea of the idea that if things happen so or whatever, cool. the everything matters deal, if you like, open up the I, things. Honestly, it's one of those things. People put Green Lantern Mosaic on a pedestal. I Overall, I don't think it's that great of a story because I think it makes John look like a lunatic throughout, but where it was going with the idea of John becoming this ascended guardian being, it was amazing, but we never did anything with it. And it was one of those things he just kind of left on the table, almost like Guy Gardner having Baldarian DNA. Oh, yeah, that was something that happened. We don't talk about that shit no But more. I like the idea of maybe, like we say everything matters and things like that, and it's like, oh, that's just a way to throw things out. But it also might be when the timeline opens up and gives you that full deal that some things will have to fill in the blanks that would have happened or didn't but could have and things like that. And maybe they're going to play around with some stuff that seems pretty cool with that. But, but that's then, certainly a way to elevate John and really make him stand out as somebody who's really important in the Green Lantern Corps, that he is this powerful way. Like we talk about like they elevated Hal Jordan beyond because Hal Jordan's always been the greatest Green Lantern was. But then they thought, you know, he became pure will. He made his ring out of pure will. It's probably why the reason that he still has power now is, you know, it doesn't I don't know how it works or how it makes sense. But we have elevated Hal Jordan. But people forget that John Stewart could beat him. Well, and that's, before. that's and that's he the was thing. more powerful. I think yes, I think that Jeffrey Thorne. If you get, you shouldn't get mad about it. But the thing is, he wants to elevate John. He doesn't in this saying, "Hey, how's Paralyte? No, this is from 1993. This is showing you what happened and could have happened and might have happened, whatnot. This Stuff isn't you never got to see just in the because people are going into this waiting, and and you do have some people. We see it. I said it, in the user reviews for this encumbered ground. They're waiting for things to show that oh, Jeffrey Thorny hates how look at him. He made him parallax again. This guy's yeah. No, no, this is before. This is the thing. What it's doing is showing you that there could be bigger, better things for John, which also gives the idea, like you said, this would be a way that this could be solved down the line by giving John more of that expanded deal of what could have happened with Mosaic and stuff. So I'm talking cool. to Je- if I'm talking to Jeffrey Thorne and he's pulling out Mosaic and making John have the guardian power once again to the idea where let's just keep elevating all of our classic characters. Let's say, hey, Jeffrey Thorne, 
Bring back that Voldarian DNA with Guy Gardner. Give, uh, you know, Kyle Rayner the ion energy. You gotta make him the ion to, to Torchbearer. Do all this great stuff because we'll just have our four horsemen here, our four core men, and they're the biggest, baddest motherfuckers in the I universe. I mean, at one point, they were even wink-winking at John. Yeah, you were a guardian. You know how it is and things like exactly. that. So you had these callbacks to what he's showing you did actually and that's happen. Just, and exactly, and that's all it felt like before. The SCID, like, hey, you were this before. It just felt like a little, you know, thrown out there now that you see it here it was like, funny yes, too you're doing it because people actually said oh he messed up he 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 never he did think but he now it's a core leader and, and legitimately i'm telling you i did not like the future state stuff that he wrote i didn't right. really like the first issue as much that he wrote i really was thrown off but with that idea where he did say and he was not arguing with me we were discussing some things and whatnot on on the uh on the twitter sir and he said, you just got to relax because some of the things will be revealed. And there's some things that we're setting up at one point. This is where, you know, at that deal when at the beginning of Tom King's run with the whole deal where you had Gotham and Gotham Girl. And I thought, oh, he messed up. And they, but fighting you end Solomon up Grundy? Yeah, fighting Solomon Grundy. But they were only yeah. using nothing because of the whole deal. This is a moment where if you are worried about Jeffrey Thorne and getting mad, actually, oh, this just opens you up should so much with because, this one but page. But the problem is, I think that he's he's almost too clever for the room at points with this because not everybody read that back then. So you do plus, have some people. Gerard Jones wrote that as well, and you have some problems um, with that yeah, creator at this do, point. People don't want to talk about because he's taking it back now. But yeah. like you have it now. But with that, when you start off and you mention parallax, you mentioned this, people reacted immediately because they didn't know, and it's not. Really, their fault. You might have been better served to have a editor's note. Maybe you don't because it's George Jones. You don't want people to go and buy that or whatever it would be. Like but, that stuff's not even on the DC universe. That, yeah, because app. of that. So I understand why they wouldn't. But maybe you should have spelled out more that this was from before a callback or something like so that people would understand how it, it actually is very, very clever and a very subtle setup. It's awesome. just something that you want to see and. Like you said, this sets up. Hey, why don't you do Ion? Why don't you like this sets up a lot of How stuff? About that old because DNA, that huh? also no. ends up opening up this Green Lantern timeline to the point where, oh my God, this stuff is everything. This is the everything matters that you want. You want to see clever callbacks and see things expanded. Well, it's upon. weird because every time you talk about most of Green Lantern stuff and everything, even in the New Fifty Two, where it's all like, all right, all the Green Lantern war that's still there, but oh, it always almost feels like you know. There was, you know, Green Lantern number 50, where, you know, Kyle took, or 51, when Kyle took over, like, you know, Hal became Parallax, Kyle took over, and it really feels for a lot of fans that that's where the Green Lantern mythos starts, you know, like, this is done because you have, like, yeah, Hal Jordan had, like, you know, Silver Age stuff, and he moved in, but, like, throughout the Browns and Modern Age, like, there's a lot of gaps that are missing in there that we only ever really talk about, like, um, yeah, John blew up Zanshi and, like, yeah. some weird stuff. And a lot he of times, you even Matilli, play, you even play that coy with weird. that stuff yeah. a lot of times. Like, it's mentioned as an aside and stuff like that, but this, you know, this actually could get you excited about, like, what they're doing with the timelines and things like that, and I think it's pretty cool. And even when you get John, and he's fighting without the ring, and it's okay. Uh, it, well, it's yeah, because nice. he's holding his own, and he's thinking about what he knows from his experience being in the Green Lantern Corps, and what he knows about the Quinari, whether all and of the their military power guy and all that stuff. Exactly, and he's uh, you know st- strategic with all of this kind of thing, and knowing the like the the layout of their equipment and stuff. You know, knowing that the ship overhead powers all their power armor right there, so he has to get to that main ship, shut that down, and he's just going to let the people of like this planet go and take care of the Quinari problem because now they're no longer more powerful. 
people than they are anymore. So it's like, hey, uh, you gonna let these people screw with you no more? The hell? Oh, I are? like it. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you almost have like a, a weird, like reverse kind of Spartacus type deal where they're just gonna take it. But you also have a thing in this that's pretty cool too, which does set up stuff coming up. Where yeah, and then you see you see Joe do it as well. But when you find out that you can well, just track the ranks. Well, you not know, even that's that. big it's, for it's, John, though, with it's, where It's not even, is. though, because it's not tra- even exactly tracking the rings because the idea where John is in this, you know, Quinari ship, he has a jar of rings right there, and he has the database of the Quinari talking about the, the bounties that they've no, already No, I'm collected. saying that the Quinari knew he was there. They tracked oh, right, his right. ring. Oh, yes, I so got So that's now. the yes. big deal where he realizes from that, like, how did you, you know, what's going on? I mean, it's a big moment where he's like, you're not here for them. What, what do you mean? We're here for you. Well, how did you know I was here? And he realizes that even with the rings down or whatever, whatever. Number what, of bounties, 1,001. Number of closed bounties, 300. They've already killed 300 I mean, green that lanterns. has already happened because they can. And even though the rings are out, they're, how they're open out this, this bounty is and How many bounty hunters yeah. there are. Yeah, so you have that going on in the background, which sets up the tension of we got to get going. And, I mean, a guy like Kyle Rayner. You love the Kyle Rayners, right? He's just Whoa. missing. We don't know where he is. I mean, he was He's in the Vegas. Awesome he was in though. the Vegas system before being awesome, Eric. So we'll see what that is. But that sets up a lot of things going all around. Wasn't because, he on the prostitution planet? Yes, we believe he Good was. Yes, and, and I mean, where you're going to get stuck there, you might as well. Uh, you know, so when in Rome, you end up. Yeah, you end up where all this stuff going on, and then even on top of that, there's a lot of stuff going on here. The idea that the size cells, everybody's escaping. They have these people. So there's a lot of shit going on. Well, just the idea, too, that on OA, the, the power going down, the science cells are open for the most part. They don't know how many freaking mon- universal monsters have escaped and they're back out there that the Green Lantern Corps has caught in the past. Now, we do have our magic user who attacked, you know, the, like uh, Teen Lantern before and stuff like that. She's still in the cell, but... You have an unnamed amount of monsters out and about that the Green Lantern Corps who don't have any powers. They have to worry about at some point in the future, which is like, all right, that's cool. I can deal with some more I classic like Green Lantern villains showing up at some is, point. I Where's like Eva that Star? because that's that's what you get. Where's Goldstar? Goldface. Goldface. Yeah, he's Gold, dead. Goldface, I know, but maybe not. I don't know. Two more two killed him. You end up with all this, though. It's almost like an A-Day type situation, too. But I like the idea that that's... Hey, we got something later to have these things show up and whatnot with that. The biggest problem I have with the story, though, is the idea, like, the stuff with the Guardians is cool because it's still a mystery. The Guardians aren't dead because you and I talk about, like, where are the Guardians at? Where is everybody else who was part of the explosion? Everybody's disintegrate. They're in this weird quantum flux right now because of the entanglement of the Green Lantern power battery. But we're trying to figure out this, like, you know, Joe's like, look. This is too coincidental. Everything's happening right now. This was a hit on the Green Lantern Corps. We've got to figure out who is doing this. And the cool woman's talking about, you know, that, that's a good possibility. Let's talk about who has the means to do something like that. we got the Red Lanterns. we got the Bright Circle. We have the Reach, which is a cool call because I'd actually love to see the Reach and some more Scarab Warriors coming on here. But we have the Controllers. Again, love me some Dark Stars. And, of course, Sinestro. Yeah, Sinestro. And the thing is. It's a great lineup of villains. Like, I want to see every one of these in the Green Lantern Corps, if they had power, go up against them because it'd just be great storytelling. But Teen Lantern, Kelly, she's there and overhears it. She's like, she's pissed off. She's going to go and take this into her own hands because she's a little hothead for whatever reason yeah, right yeah. now. And she still has power. And she shoots off to go take on Sinestro. I'm like, this should be the first time for the most part that you know who Sinestro is. Yeah, and I don't yeah, even yeah. know how you're going to find Koragar. Well, here's the weird thing about it. And and there is like that, your powers are different. It doesn't that, have the AI system that we've seen before. There's a weird called out deal where even at the one point you end up having Kelly uh, speak Spanish. And you end up having Joe. Like, why is it speaking Spanish? Why isn't it giving me the translation? Now, it drove me nuts later when you don't have a translation. I'm using my phone trying to translate. And basically it's like, 
that monster did this. It's that monster. I'm going to get that monster is basically what it ends up being. But at that point, I'm almost thinking that the gauntlet is possessing her and it's not really her. She ends up going too far off the, the deep end for something like you said she wouldn't really know that much about and then just zips tries to zip off like the go biggest off, thing right? she would have is like this person hurts simon who i just met a few days before that who i care about i'm like the connection you have yes it's a classic green lantern core you want to be a part of what you're complaining about the uniform you have to wear but the the way it feels so personal for kelly right now feels Seems a little weird, bit too right? over the top and yeah. i just wonder why at that one point when she just says like an exclamation and joe says well, why isn't it translating? This is weird. And See, then you kind of go from that. a different way with the idea where her power is still, like, you know, obviously it's still like, you know, a green, like emotional spectrum kind of thing that's being hacked, stolen, however, how, however it's working. But the idea that it is different. Joe's thing is different as well. But even the idea where they're so different that they can't even pick up because it's overpowering the one with the other. Yeah, will, I just I thought guess, that or it, it was like just happening at that point and, and Joe reacting to it. It seemed like something like, why isn't this like my ring isn't like there's some weird stuff going on in the background but when she freaks out i mean she goes over the top and i just i think that it might be a little too much for this girl who at one point is kind of like eh, do we have to do this stuff i just want to you know do my thing and whatever and uh yeah she says uh, ring what's up with the translation matrix i'm still getting kelly in spanish sometimes and it says translator function is normal so yeah. she's it's weird. And I think that it might be something that it's something over. I, I don't know. It's just when she reacted like that, I thought that does not feel like her. It doesn't feel like she it, would go off. Even like when that. we had this whole thing with the way that the powers are working, like Joe tries to stop Teen Lantern and Teen Lantern is able to overpower Joe's construct and break through and take off right there. Like it just seems like for whatever reason, the Teen Lantern. Her personality, her will, her power in general, just, just seems to be stronger where, you know, you were just dealing with Kelly Quintella more than you should. Like, you know, yeah, you want to through the way that why, the normal translator that would work. would be a deal because she doesn't even really know how to use anything. And then when she flips out, it's all in Like, it's nothing but that as she's going on. And, you know, she Joe, she doesn't hate Joe or want to no. do it. But she's trying to get a way to go and fight Sinestro by herself Crazy. as she's yelling in just Spanish, which is translated. It's a weird thing that I want to deal with, and I don't necessarily have to deal with it in my mind dealing with the Teen Lantern problem, but I do want to know when they said, like, hey, why did you let Sinestro into the United Federation? It's like, well, we thought I'm defeated, but it turns out somehow he took control of New Korrigar. I'm like, I need to know what happened to freaking Sornik Natu because she was in control of Sinestro before. I think that was a backdoor way of him because people like me complained. Why would he be allowed in there? Oh, we didn't know about that. But even that, like the idea of the gauntlet stuff, we ended up saying you know, what? what is this affecting? Why aren't they looking into it, maybe doing something to her and, and going with And I think they might be playing with that, but we'll see. But it's still kind of, it's crazy to think she's going off the I know. But she really wouldn't even know about him. So that's why I wonder, you know, what's going on. It would have been, like you said, if Simon was involved, then you would get full out deal. Uh, but it's just her going off. It seems and even very the over thing the is, top. Like, you know, like if Simon was going to go do this, I could see her stowing away somewhere, like wanting to be a part of, but you know, just her gung ho. I'm going to go to this place I've never heard of before and go fight this guy I've never seen no, before. Yeah, just screaming uh, at the top of her lungs as she's going off. Uh, we'll have to but see. I'm I'm excited about it. But I just find that to be a problem. But overall, I am really enjoying this book with the split focus we have because we're dealing with a lot of things in two different narratives, which is cool. Usually, I, I, I have a problem with that because I want to deal I with. I think one it's thing. done well. So do I. And even that callback to open up the whole thing and bring in, you know, ascended mortal guardian John Stewart. I'm like, this is the greatest thing that could ever happen to John Stewart. And I want to see more of it. And the thing is, it is picking up a loose thread 
like 30 some years ago at this point in time, almost 30 years at this point. And I'm like, that's something I never thought was going to happen. And I can't wait to see where this could go with the idea of that and how, you know, it, why or how it's never been brought up this long. It's a cool situation. And I want to see more because the thing is, while I love the Green Lantern Corps and a lot of the characters that I do love aren't being focused, the ones that are Kelly, Joe and John. I want to see more of them. John, just because of the loose threads, and Joe and Kelly, just because I don't know enough about him, and I want to know more. And and what I like about this, like, you'll have some writers, Bendis will do this sometimes, or even like a Tyne and stuff like that. You'll have two pages with John, then you'll jump over to Kelly, then you'll jump to Joe and whatever. And I like the way, at least this issue is, where you end up having Jeffrey Thorne writing. You have John, 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 until the point where... like that. I know, that's why I like him doing that, because it, it feels like the stuff, because then I even like the way he progresses in the deal, where John's sitting there after he ends up, you know, being able to defeat things. He sees the rings, he's wondering what's going on, he's getting some of the stats. And then he jumped to Joe's doing almost the same thing in her yeah. deal to go from there to learn that information. The way that the information goes back and forth, so I many think dead it's so good. The way that it is played off that it does, instead of feeling disjointed all the time, it actually builds on each other by the end. And I, I think that that's really, really cool. It's and so I funny like to the way think about things with the whole thing, because we talked about in the Batman. One, like, I just like to know how long, you know, she's been Harley Quinn at this point for like, you know, the way the comic book time works, because people are complaining. I'm one of those people where the uh, the power main power battery blows up. I'm thinking this is just lights out because of what we saw in Future State. But, you know, like I said, Jeffrey Quinn said, like, just because this happens here doesn't mean this exactly leads up to that or whatever, because you still have a long time. But the idea for Green Lantern Corps, because that timeline for the most part has always been open since the New 52, one of the only ones with Batman. But the idea is like, all right, we just blew up the main power battery. I'm like, this happens so many times. Like, has it been 10 years for Hadron? Because like, we had the main power battery destroyed there before. Like, even like, you know, when uh, John became that, we were just starting the Green Lantern Corps up again in Mosaic. Like, we just put it back together and then it gets destroyed again because of how Jordan becoming Parallax. And then we didn't have a core for the longest time. And then Kyle relights that stuff and like, we had to keep building up. And now it's destroyed in my, in the comic book timeline, I think it's going to be like, Oh, yeah, the Green Lantern Corps has been destroyed like three times in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, well, whatever. They're like, boy, here we go again. But what I also like, too, if you ended up, we haven't had, you know, I, I'd like to say a proper Green Lantern book. We ended up having the Grant Morrison thing that was kind of a side deal. But you might have overwhelmed people. You have every, like, everybody wants every character. Like, I want this I guy. I want that guy. But the problem is to I'm start off, though, this might be the better way. Where you get oh, the agree. sea of individual characters and then Especially I'm with sure all of the freaking Earth Lanterns we yeah, have now. And then he'll add somebody you know, you have John find Kyle and then he's and I, I think that that's a better way to re because you're really reintroducing the Green Lantern book to most of the people. Uh, especially and I, I could look the core, even with that Hal Jordan book with Grant Morrison. It wasn't a core book, it was a Hal Jordan book, throw and throw. Uh, so no, I no, like it was this a Grant new, Morrison book. Well, that too, but I don't know. I ended up seeing, you know, old Lenny. He said that it was freaking fantastic, Eric. Uh-huh. But, uh, but with that, What's yeah, Squiggy say? Uh, I don't know what Squiggy said. I think both of them might be dead. I don't know. Oh. I know Squiggy is dead, Eric. So how dare you? R.I.P. Squiggy. Um, with all of that, uh, just as an aside too, the art. I don't know. The art at the beginning kind of threw me off. Not this issue. When we first started this, I, I guess I'm used to it now because I really like it. I, I really like the art. Well, you got two artists on this whole thing where the Joe Mullen stuff is different than the John Stewart stuff, and I think that the. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think it is. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that because I'm thinking that actually the thing is the the Guardian stuff in the beginning is a little bit different. But anyway, I enjoy the I like art it. overall and this yeah. whole thing, and the way the story's being told is really good. Like some of the stuff with the John, it drags on just with John being like a John McClane badass. Does a little but I still bit enjoy much, it, but... and the whole idea with Kelly going like ape shit again. 
it's a little out of nowhere, but also I want to see where it goes. But ultimately, I ended up giving an eight out of ten. I'm going eight five, and I'm doing that because the Kelly stuff. I, it, I'm easy to impress, Eric, and I'm easy to get my trust. The idea when you kind of explain things and we go, and the idea that he did throw that out. Hey, you were a so guardian. Cool. You know what that's like. And then and you go to the see part about the mosaic thing. So then that already shows me. He I has a like plan. Mosaic. I know you were telling me like his bullcrap, but you, you have all this going. That shows me that he knows what he's doing and has a plan until he maybe screws up or does something. I'm in. This is, again, I say the Tom King thing. Once I saw that, you know that I was full in. I was singing praises and stuff like that. And then things fell apart a little. But the with that, arc, yeah. I see that, you know, he does have a plan and he is thinking yeah. ahead and he's throwing out and little things. And he's doing cool comic there. book stuff. Yeah. So I, I really think that it's good. And I think that people, if you were kind of taken aback by the future state stuff that I didn't really like, or you're I, just the there about... Part, I'm on comic book Twitter, like DC Twitter. I say that. It's just, you know, my, my feed. But like the idea is like, I'm seeing a lot of hate for this and I don't understand why. I think why. that it's still... The, here's the thing. This this is what drives me nuts at points. And, and maybe some people call me out on it because some... But if you don't like something, please be open to have some time where it actually is good. I think that a lot of people go so far over the top. You know, here I was. I just was screaming about the Just League book. But I'm enough of a a man, Eric, that if we had a great issue of Just League next month, next week, next two weeks, I will say it's good. It's like you when you were doing the Burnside Batgirl stuff. You hated it. But when there was a good issue, you weren't embarrassed to go against that because you liked that issue. And I think that what happens here, this doesn't just happen with the bad. This happens with the good, too. You get people who they're so set in their ways to say something is great that they'll never be able to pull back and say, well, that was a little down because they're in a fight. Everybody's fighting about this stuff. And I know how that is. I fight with everything. I fight with my own self. But yet, please don't just say, because most people have written this book off because of Jeffrey Thorne, the idea that it's not a Hal Jordan. Oh, I heard he hated Hal Jordan. Oh, it's Jon Stewart. Whatever. It's a Green Lantern book. Last time I heard, Jon Stewart was a Green Lantern. If you want to have Hal, go read that Grant Morrison bullshit. You You could have a ball. Tell me how it was. Because they get there. But it's also just like the idea of, you know, you get these books. Like, uh, you know, now I just get people hating me. But that Hawkman book or the Batman book with Tom King of it's the man behind the mask. They never get away from this stuff. So if it's he hates the Green Lanterns, they never go away from it. It's always going to be, oh, I hate it. I can't stand it. He did parallax. They all yell and scream. I don't understand. Just, you know, every issue is springtime. You end up where spring, uh, you know, hopes eternal. Hey, do you think when the the DC, you know, multiverse or omniverse was recreated after, you know, death metal and stuff like that in the Infinite Frontier, that 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 post zero hour parallax who was still around in the New Fifty Two, you think he was recreated? Seriously, this is the thing. When I saw that comment, and I keep mentioning this comment on the comic book roundup, and you had seen it too, said I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I actually thought because I hadn't read the issue, I'm like, yeah, yeah. did that parallax come back? <laughs> like, is, Dude, that's what I was thinking when he was talking like, about. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, that'd be so crazy. Because I almost wrote to that guy just about the idea that we had this yeah, you know, we, out of time. Yeah, we should have another guy out there. Around. And he should be out of time. So and, and he again, could. I, the thing is, I think he's gone just because he was an aberration. Like, you know, he doesn't belong, so he wouldn't be recreated. But it's one of those things where I do get excited thinking about the, like, the recreation of what we have, where things change, people come back to life. Because... I actually really enjoy the entities of the emotional spectrum and stuff like that, like the Predator for the Star Sapphires, the Butcher for the Red Lanterns, Parallax and stuff like that, the Ion for the Green Lantern. And the majority of them, except for Parallax, were thrown in through the source wall 
into the emotional reservoir with Kyle Rayner trying to make the lights out thing go away before. So I'm hoping now that there's no more source wall, everything is recreated, we can still have these entities out and about. Yeah, and I, I want to see that. I want to see some cool stuff. I like reading Green Lantern with you. You're more of a fan. But yeah, people have to get away from the idea. It's like almost like the, the deal, again, with Tom King or Brian Michael Bennett. It's like people just have already made up their mind that they're going to defend. I, I had a guy who legitimately said to me that he doesn't care how good or bad anything Tom King does because it means so much to him. Tom King that he's going to give everything a 10 out of 10 because he wants it to succeed. Even if it was, I said, even if it was the worst thing you ever read, worst thing ever, he goes, I don't care. I'll give it a 10 out of 10. And this is a reviewer legitimately. Says, if you say so. Well, that's what he says. But that was his thing because Tom King, because what he said was the Mr. Miracle book got him through some hard times. So he owes it to Tom King to give 10 out of 10s. But I think that people get in that mode where, and I think it's a lot now they are just fans of that creator, not the book, just the creator. And they'll just give, you know, up the wazoo with the, or they hate it. But Brian Michael Bendis, down. And we don't love Brian Michael Bendis. And we rip him apart a lot, but that's because each issue kind of stinks. But, you know, that's just us. And also, it's just our opinion. But this idea, like you said, the comic Twitter, comic Reddit, all this, they just hate Jeffrey Thorne. And almost every time it comes back to, he hates how. And that's what it goes, and they'll never get past that. And I, I, I don't think, hate how. I also don't think it's the best. Well, I also think that Jeffrey Thorne, from from talking to Jeffrey Thorne, he he seems like a guy who he'll tweet him and he'll answer you. He's yeah. very good with that. He'll fight with you. He'll defend himself. I mean, I don't mind that. But at one point, I actually even said to him on Twitter, like. Calm down. Like, he's ready to fight. He's so ready to fight because everybody's oh, I, coming I, I, at I him. I saw the thing today, I think, because I, I follow him on Twitter. I think he said he was like, you know, so there's going to be something along the lines where he's almost done with social media. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, he is not running scared because he's not running scared. But he is he's so, like, beaten down by these people that he does seem ready to fight at any drop of a hat. And I told him, you got to calm down. And he said, I dig what he said well, he it. said that just people are coming at him without like one issue. They're coming at him. I was one of them at one point because I didn't know why Sinestro would be put in this United Planets. And he kind of explains it here. I think that was a backdoor explanation. But yeah, it's tough. Now, Can't with this, I'm sure that this week he killed this person. He killed that person. It's crazy. Uh, but he's one thing I think we do get out of this though, because I don't need John to be running around like he did at the end of Mosaic. If he unlocks his powers wearing a long red robe, because I don't need that. But if we actually get back to what John was wearing in the early nineties, like the late eighties, early nineties of John's costume, it was so different than the rest of the standard issue Green Lantern costume. It really set him against everybody else. And it was so cool. It's my favorite John Stewart costume. So I hope by the end of this, when he gets his power back, if he gets his power back, we can go back towards that because why, like I said, I don't like Mosaic. But I love the way that John just Stewart looked at that era. Mosaic, yeah, but I am, like you said, you just have them there, like the big hitters there with their their big hitting personas. We got, got how Jordan and his fucking will, or like personal willpower ring. You know, you know, Kyle's running around as a torchbearer with Ion. John's a guardian, freaking you know, uh, on top of having constructs. Guy Gardner's making Voldarian skin weapons. That'd be hilarious. Is that and they're all like, oh my god, yeah, and, oh by the way, Voldarian, oh, really? That's what you got. Oh, He's like, call hey, me warrior. Hey, look at me. I'm Voldarian again. Holy shit. He starts hey, making weapons. Kill, Nothing much. Yeah, just just hanging. <laughs> Boozer. Boozer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he'd say. But 
Yeah, it's, it's a shame because I think that people well, might be missing out on something here. Well, even if you think about the idea of doing new and something different with the characters, let's say, well, like an idea of my new and different is going back to stuff that I like previous with these like four corpsmen of the, like, the main corpsmen. But if you like Jessica making her a yellow lantern, that's interesting. Simon, his cybernetic arm, I want to see more of that shit. Like all of this idea is like, hey, Joe, this is a new character. She's got a different kind of ring. This little girl, she's got a gauntlet. I'm like, you're doing some weird, wild stuff, but I'm all in. Yeah, I, I think that I'm in as well. Like I said, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt now because he actually showed something that was pretty clever and showed that he does know the lore and stuff like that. So that is that. But we're going to go off right now to some mail. Mail call. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's mail with Jim. Oh, yeah. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's mail with Jim. Amen. It's mail with Jim. Hallelujah. It's mail with Jim. Amen. Let's hear. mail with jim and eric how you doing Eric? how you doing there i need you dancing mike might not but i do all right <laughs> you know what i'm saying here <laughs> baby uh but here we are for the mail section of the podcast and if you want to be part of the show be the star of the show like eric shay right that's you eric that's you are you an angel are you an angel are you you end up emailing us in at, at Weird Science at DC Comics at gmail.com, just like three fellas did this week. The first one, Batman Beyond Mark, who says, Now, you have to realize this that when we have the Patreon only show, we don't read the mail because not everybody yeah. can hear that it's the Patreon, so we kind of go streamline there. But so he says, Pretty low, Jim, pretty low, Jim, pretty short, Jim, pretty low, Jim, <laughs> sup, Eric. So he said, "Sup," uh, and that is your friend, <laughs> best male Mark, ever. right? Best male ever, jerk. Next one's J Man, who says, "Hey Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J Man? Happy Fourth of July! Now that I finally have a week off again, this kind of gets a no, little no. bit of a delay. It's pushed. Uh, I finally have a week off from work. I am catching up on series that I've collected but failed to read, like Ram V's Catwoman. I just finished the three issues prior to Future State and the two Future State issues. Even though I'm not a big Catwoman fan, I've enjoyed this run so far. I've heard some not-so-glowing things about the last two issues. Do you think Ram V will get back on track? Now, he's saying not-so-glowing things. I'm wondering if he just heard that from my reviews, but uh, yeah, I think he will. 
I think I hope so. Once we get back to where we were before the annual, before the issue, before that one, you know, like with the Poison Ivy stuff, it fell big. But like, who knows what's going to happen with Fear State? Here's the thing, though. Fear State, that story involves Harley and the gardener coming to help Selena with. That sounds good. With Poison Ivy. And I think that what happened is. There I, was a, I think there was a timing issue. I have a solicits podcast, so I know some of these things. But with that, I think there was some sort of timing issue of, okay, we have this set up, but we still have two months before. Let's pull that back. Because Let's fuck around. The magistrate stuff and all that does tie in also with the poison. I, like They want to get that going so that it's something big in that book. So you ended up having, I mean, really, the idea of an annual's an annual. And, you know, I didn't like it as much as some with the idea of, you know, trying to tie in Father, Father Valley, Valley Saint to Dumas. St. Dumas and stuff like that. And it felt like, again, saying it again with the idea that Joshua Williamson says that, yeah, Ren is not really down with the history of that. He might have just went in a Father Valley. I'm telling you, because there's that point. There's points where he does end up doing the through the valley of the shadow of death type deal. And I think that that was the time. Like, he just was a scripture guy. And, and all of a sudden, oh, what? The valley? That means something at Gotham. Okay. Shit. And he, he did his deal. But it was the issue before that that actually got me. The idea of tell, tell me everything story. you know about Selena Kyle, but never really giving in anything that would be prevalent in what was actually going on. I mean, the police are beating down the strays and say to Leanne, hey, tell me everything you know about Selena. Well, I did hear the story once that she ran through the sewers. I'm like, I don't know. About, I'm not I a just cop. Kid knows nothing. Yeah, I'm not a cop, but I don't know why they would sit and listen to this whole thing. Listen, kids, stop Heads beating around the bush. Get, Where's yeah. your boss at? Heads are going to get cracked. And that is the idea. It's like almost like be careful what you ask for, not just wish for, but they obviously, all of them wanted to know where the hell she was at that it's point. So like if I'm sitting there and a cop comes up and is like, what do you know about Jim Warner? Well, it's going to be a short story. Oh, you <laughs> jerk. I get it. I get it. And can I give a tall tale? <laughs> you can. And it's like, well, tell me everything you know about Eric Shea. I'm like, really? Do you have like seven years? I mean, this guy's got a lot of issues. I can right? tell you everything I know about him in three words. Peace of shit. I, I say to him, I'm like, what I like to think of Eric Shea, he's just like DC Comics. He's always one or two issues away from a crisis. Boom, Eric. That's pretty good, right? You end up with all that going on. But again, I said, if they, if you end up murdering Jess and they come to me because we do a podcast (laughs) together and and they're like, what do you tell me everything you know about? Obviously, they, they have some parameters and they have an idea. And I'm like, well, get this. The one time he ended up wanting to get an air raid on, on the, the, what's it called? There was E-day. a time when, do you, you remember, do you remember when they first opened up that wooden roller coaster in Dorney Park called Hercules? Yeah, Hercules. Well, Eric and his daddy were there the opening weekend. I went there too. And I was there opening weekend. Seriously. It was great. And so yeah. was I. And the thing is, on this roller Holy coaster, crap. my daddy didn't want me to lose my glasses because he knew he would never hear the end of it from my mother. Yeah. So he's like, take your glasses off, Eric. I'll put them in my shirt pocket. Well, when we got done that roller coaster, they were no longer in his shirt pocket. And he caught a bunch of hell. Do you think this is helping the investigation any? It might, but the weirdest thing is I was on Hercules. I got hit in the head with some damn glasses. That's weird. I, I've been looking to sue this asshole the whole time, <laughs> He's Eric. dead now. Oh, man. I mean, you. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like like there. There you go. Uh, so it didn't – and everybody's like, oh, my God. It's it's so good and shows you the deal. I mean, I'm telling you, Father Valley's dancing around like he's Michael Madsen, you know, doing the dances and stuff. And like, Being awesome. Hey, I got yeah, you. Tell me everything you know about Selena Kyle because I'm going to get her. Oh, well, Stuck there was in the, the, first, with you. the first time. 
that I uh, was around with her. She was with this old dude, and we were in Sicily. I'm like, they, they wouldn't even get that far. Holy moly. And then at the end. You uh, tell me go, she's in the older men. Awesome. To go, <laughs> to go into that, then you end up having Leo. Oh, my God, Selena. I told him everything. <laughs> everything you know. You're not a real good friend, are you? Uh, but, yeah, I think it'll get back on track, though. I think that this is kind of like Let me tell like you, Riggs, what you don't know about Alleytown now that I've been here a week. I've Let been me tell here you a week. how this but, place works. Listen, You've lived your entire life. You lifer. You you just don't know it. You don't see it through the eyes of a Villa Hermosa man. Like really, we've seen some shit. Really? Like no yeah. nose. I saw no nose and shit like that when they were uh, uh, hiding out, but them riding around in a vehicle with their name on it. Oh my Creo. god, they, they were hiding out. At one point, I thought they went down Mexico way. They didn't. Oh, I have a feeling the Fear State event and whatever DC is doing with Poison Ivy bang on whatever story claims Ram V had for Catwoman. And that's what I think, too. I, I think that it is on a little bit of a pause till we get there. Yeah. And then Ram V just basically does what Ram V does. We'll be talking about that a little later of he just does Ram V things. So, uh, I was so disappointed with the Batman ongoing right now. I love Jorge Menezes' art, but I hate the way Tynan is writing Bruce and adding all these side characters. I was reading through the latest issue at my LCS and not picking it up. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. I was like, here you go. Say the library, J-Man. Listen to this there. J-Man, he goes to free comic book day and guess what? It's free comic book day. He doesn't buy a trailer. I'm telling you, it's weird too because when I, like, before Tony bought the comic book shop, like, you know, actually, you know, all the comic books and what we used to call the book station where they had, like, a bunch of shitty books and a bunch Mm -hmm. of comic books. That's the only reason I was there. But an old lady ran the place. And I remember when I first moved this town and went to this, you know, farmer's market, only open on the weekends, and they had all these comic books. I'm like, right there, the new release is right in front. And I remember Mm -hmm. picking the one up to look at it. And immediately, this is my first experience. Like, don't touch it unless you plan on paying for it. Really? That's what happened to me there with the porn, Eric. The well, porn. They yeah, had a lot of that. porn. Sure did. I, I was too young when I saw that, and then when I was old enough, I was getting too much tailed in eyeglass. Oh, yeah. I was looking at the porn. <laughs> I love the idea that at a point you were working there, and a guy was buying tons of porn, and then you ended up working with him later. You're like, I know what you're <laughs> up to, but. Uh, but yeah, he thinks it's dragging. I was disappointed with Batman, and he says he was reading that. I kept thinking of Scott Snyder's Batman and what Snyder's Bruce would do in a similar situation. How does Bruce probably have like a fly that gets real close up, right, and then end up having a Hydra Collider underneath now, do you, with do you the think Batman that's a Snyder thing or a Capullo thing? I think it might be both. I don't probably. know. But that, that was a thing that you'd see all the time that drove us nuts. I remember that one point it was the – those flashbacks of him in the desert in his army date and there was that fly i'm like i don't know what this means does bruce not dominate peacekeeper one in the sexy way eric he sees the cybernetic parts isn't there some kind of short circuit or emp device on his utility belt now with that he didn't even say anything what if it was we thought that peacekeeper one was trying to learn about the batmans but the batman was learning about the peacekeeper one possibly out of both if there are cybernetics there is a power source can't Bruce find the target and power source on Peacekeeper One's person? Not all of Sean Mahoney's parts are cybernetic. Couldn't Bruce target the flesh parts? Wolfman's got nards. Eric find pressure points. Sure Bruce. Does. Anything he was just, you know, he did. He found the neck. I mean, he, he did actually find that deal. Uh, well, maybe Batman is sizing his phone up and is looking for a getaway so he can figure out what to think later for this monstrosity if there are more cyborgs running around Gotham. 
He has not well later you, you end up getting rats and pigeons with eyes. So things really go bad later. He has no radio Ooh, communication oracle for robots. <laughs> oh my goodness. Or anyone else. How does he know Ghostmaker's out there looking for his explosive Morse code? I think that Pretty was much, a Hail I Mary. Think that was a Hail Mary as well. Yeah. yeah, I think that that was like you, you don't blow up buildings in Morse code until you really are out of options, I guess. <laughs> he he had been pretty much telling Sean Mahoney a lot of things while he was punching him. He just didn't know that they were talking at that one point. So he just blew up the building then. And then somewhere out in, you know, Neverland, uh, Penguin Ranch? was making love to Penguins. And later he thanked Ghostmaker for the assist and said that he would have figured out another way to get out of the building and survive. Snyder's Batman would uh, not have relied on anyone to save his bacon. I like the bacon. Do you like the bacon? Don't ever cook bacon without a shirt. I just want to tell I know you. that. Man. That's just but the thing is, that's one of those things about the well, idea of going from Snyder, Snyder into Tyne and, yeah. you know, even King and stuff like that. But the thing is, that was an era, like a back God-ish kind of thing. That I don't was, think it was as bad as everybody says it was. But ultimately, I don't that's because ultimately you start the story off in Snyder's run where he doesn't know a ton of shit. So honestly, it really evens the scales in my mind. But when you have a Tynan now where people have been complaining for years that you have Batman not relying any all on the Bat family, we're going to push the idea that Batman's going to rely on some people and maybe need yeah, some and people. and rely on some gadgets too. He likes to do that. And I think that the problem with Snyder's deal – is you ended up having this new 52 where they were supposed to be leaner and meaner and younger and things like that. And I think that a lot of times it was that Snyder wanted to show pretty much a kick-ass Batman. And so that worked well for, you know, Tom King fans when you had that. Though, again, I think both are overly done with the Bat God versus the man behind the mask deal. I don't think they're quite as big in either runs, but what Tynan is doing and then kind of it's weird because it's giving you more characters or whatnot. And it seemed like a lot of back characters. And now he's like, you know, all off the, the ranch with this stuff with eight million different characters. But I do like seeing him rely on some people. And it, it's almost actually if you want to go with anything with this, it's bat. It's not bat God. It's Ghostmaker God. A lot of times he's the one who ends up being able to do anything. Well, you had the he cat God the in Tom King's run. Yeah, you did have that. That was kind of that's why I ended up. Uh, you still end up having everything done. Uh, for Batman, but it just wasn't him at that point. I still have trouble believing Bruce would allow Harley and was in her circle, given all the things she has done in the past. She is still batshit crazy. Aren't and again, all, inner circle is a bit of a stretch, though. She's on the out circle right now in my mind, yeah. trying to make her way in. I, I just imagine that he's just using her, you know. He's like, Catwoman isn't around. I have a pretty lady here, right under my arm. And he gave, you know, Clayface the benefit of doubt. Yeah, he did. That is true. That is true. And Asriel and everybody else. The only difference is that she is all in in on believing that she is the hero of the story. This should have her more dangerous, not less dangerous. The problem is, is that the way they're playing it, she is trying to be a hero. It's not like she is just insane doing it. She really does want to try to be a hero. Is she not killing criminals in Gotham because she is worried that Bruce will find her and beat the piss out of her? When is the last time you saw Batman? Uh, you know, hit a female might be Harper Rowe. I don't know. Punch that girl right in the face. Uh, given and also, I don't know what he does with Catwoman behind the scenes. There, given I know what uh, he doesn't do. I know, really. <laughs> <laughs> ah, comes before Batman. If uh, doesn't Ghostmaker still kill? Doesn't seem. Uh, if so, why would Bruce still let him hang around, even though he is not killing right now? Why doesn't he? Have a so threesome with Jason Harley. Todd too. And, uh, yeah, not, not that part, but <laughs> with Harley being the creamy filling of their Oreo, just uh, don't cross swords. He says, get it over and then kick life. them both out of the city. 
Uh, I think at this point, I mean, seriously, I think this is a Bruce that knows that he can't do this alone and he's just going to get help from wherever he can. He doesn't have the money. With he is, help from you know, his friends. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Anyways, good job on the Green Arrow 80th review. How in the hell did you guys get included in that special issue? I don't know. Pretty, but pretty darn awesome. cool. <laughs> yeah, people weren't on the Patreon. Uh, yeah, you have to go and look. Me and Eric are in the Green Arrow 80th anniversary issue. So I just say Getting that. Getting saved by Superman. It means we're awesome, Eric. I Great. We got saved by Superman because our internet history was shown to the world, and that was not good. We both tried to kill ourselves. Is what happened. I mean, legitimately. <laughs> Superman swooped, swooped down and said, "Not today, down. scumbags." I'm like, really? This is like one of those stories where, like, <laughs> even in like the Incredibles, or whatever. I'm suing his ass. I wanted to die. I couldn't tell what creators were responsible for the section of the issue. That is Juan Ferreira. Are those picks of you guys pretty accurate? No, no. Damn, Jim, I knew. You were short, but I didn't know you were that short. No, Juan Ferrer drew that. And that's only one of, like, what, seven times we were There's a lot of times. I mean, there was a lot of times. And then also we're aliens in Green Lantern books. We're Atlanteans in Aquaman books. We were Atlantean guards arguing with each other in in the Aquaman show. Jim's got a weird Atlantean ball cap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. That's the big thing is you have to realize that throughout all of these things, Juan Ferrer, V. Ken Marion, the two that put us in comic books, had no idea what we looked like. So no. they were just go- they were really going off the descriptions that we but made. Like, fun in, of like each uh, other. V. Ken Marion stuff, most of the times you'll see my character with a headband and Jim's with a ball cap. Yeah, that's how you'll do it. Is and and also with hoodies yeah. that I have, shorts, that sort of thing. So no, those were not. And, and really the idea of he didn't know I was that short. I mean, it is kind of a perspective deal. It might just be that he made Eric too tall. I don't know. Plus, actually, I think that in that one were reversed it actually bit. is that i should be the other one but given your 25 dollar pull list i i actually look because on our twitter we end up having our banner that's another green arrow that we're in when cheshire was it cheshire who yes. ended up she ended up you know crashing a plane we're there and i laugh because i'm screaming but you're trying to hug me while that's going on it was <laughs> making me giggle it was making me giggle the other day but yeah if you go over to our twitter at weird science dc you can see it another version of us in that book i look like guy kid in that one i laugh uh given your 25 dollar pull list i would like to again tweak my personal 25 dollar pull list here it is he says green lantern for 4.99 that is close to getting on my list as well i just have to finagle though because of that 4.99 robin 3.99 flash 3.99 infinite frontier 4.99 justice league infinity eric infinity 3.99 and spawn 2.99 (laughs) I, I'm not doing the math on this, but I'm I'm, yeah. I'm going to say that you did what your due diligence, and it's the twenty five dollars. I should did be. check, and it seems to be okay. Right. Yes, it does seem. I don't know that Spawn's only two ninety nine, but I didn't look into that. But yeah, Just League Infinity, that first issue came out this week. A little, little, you know, speedy to put that on there, but. Did you read that at all? I did not read that. But if you're a fan of the Justice League animated series and want to see continuations of that, why not? Exactly. Yeah, I've never seen it. So that's why. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't. I I think I watched one episode. But uh, go watch it. Clay was, gonna, United. Clay was going to do that this week and he didn't have time. So we That's won't awesome. have that on. I was going to end up asking you if you wanted to do it, but by then it was already too late, Eric. But I wouldn't have much reference for it, I don't think. Though uh, I'm glad that he put that because I was going to bring up the idea in the Justice League review when we we're talking about Bendis. It's funny that during a time where we're like, boy, this Justice League stinks, this, you have two alternate version Agreed. books and you never really have that. That's very odd and might be telling, but. You end up having his list. My last section is what I will spend my remaining money on because Todd McFarlane is the only one in comic industry that is not robbing everyone blind. 
I, have you seen his action figures? No, I don't know. Actually, I, I think I they're have, pretty reasonably priced for how good they are. I have a Nightwing here, right here, yeah. that uh, Mark Jagger got me for my birthday. I think it looks pretty darn Damn good. Right. Pretty good. I have the red version because I prefer that. Yeah, I, this is the better than Batman version. Uh, and I have a, a piece of the Batmobile. It's a three-part build-a-figure deal. And I said, you ain't getting me to get any more of those pieces because one of them is the Batman alas. No, and my watch. He has been publishing this book for 30 years. And it has only gone up $1.04 since then. Now that the Spawn universe is growing and getting some good creators, I'm tempted to drop a lot of DC to support someone who is not trying to take all of my hard-earned money. Well, it's because he's got that Mark McGuire ball, Eric, right? He's, he's living on love of that. I ended up at one point trying to get into Spawn when I was uh, starting to do the indie podcast deal no. on our Patreon. And I didn't know what the hell was going on, number one. But it was like, I, I actually expected Todd McFarlane to be on the book, and he wasn't. It kind of threw me off. And For I didn't a while, like, yeah, he was, though. But yeah, like, this you know, was, other people you know, took more over, recent. like, you know, oh, yes, because that's the thing. I think, um, well, and Capullo like was on for a long time. Him. I know yeah. this, another guy named Angel Something took over after issue 100, because I started falling off, I think, at issue 120. I quit it completely, but for okay. the longest time, I was quite Yeah, we're, we're way far from there, and I ended up looking at it right away. I didn't like the art style of whoever was on at that point. Uh, but I'm telling you, this is within the last year or so. So, uh, Eric, how I think excited mine was like are you? 20 years ago at this point. Yes. He says, Eric, how are you? How excited are you for the Master of the Universe comic book and Netflix series? Comic book, it's whatever it is. You know, it's a, isn't it a prequel comic book anyway? But for overall, it's like I look at the series. I'm going to watch the series. I hope for great things. But it just really does look like the 2002 series, which I really did enjoy. But I don't know. It's just. I, it's one of those things because it's Netflix where they'll do a season and like a lot of people like, like almost like this, like I'm going to compare this for no reason, but the Santa Clarita diet or whatever the thing is, whenever something becomes popular, they cancel it. And, and like for the reason that they want to do something new instead, because the stuff that no. goes on doesn't make them as much money. But I know as soon as I get into the show, it's going to be canceled. and am going to be pissed, but it's mm-hmm. He-Man and I'm always going to watch He-Man Kevin property. Smith and Tim Sheridan, Eric. How, how could you not like that? I mean, seriously, two of your favorite guys. That's all for now. I don't have a against Tim Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, it's because you don't look at his Twitter, I guess. Uh, keep up the good work, Eric. It drives me nuts. And I'll see you in seven. Thank you, Jay Men from Half Moon Bay. And last up is Brandon, not the non spelling hard drinking Brandon from the Buffalo. This is Brandon with an O and. Oh, it's legible. Yes, yeah, exactly. And uh, Brandon has gotten a hold of us a couple of times, and he has a question. Now, with that, he ended up realizing kind of the answer to his own question and doesn't want to seem like a dummy. It's like, he basically got back to me. It's like, uh, it was almost pretty much like the idea of when we go 45 minutes and start researching something and it's in the next page term, but it has to do with Superman reborn. And he says, and I said, he actually said, you don't have to do this. And I said, no, no, I, I want to talk about it because there are some people who wouldn't be aware, but it also shows you, where in this infinite frontier, DC does not have a great track record at points of changing things, opening up and doing things, and they don't really explain it enough. And this is one thing that drove us nuts for a long time. Uh, because he says, I well, it's like we talk questions. about all the time because they, they're the ones that said everything matters for their infinite frontier. Yeah. We say it almost as a joke anymore. Like, uh, like, like must be Superman reborn. Like what Brandon's talking about here, must because be it was just this Superman open concept reborn. that could mean anything because while everything in their mind says it matters, it matters until it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, it, it was infuriating. But he says the new of 52 ended with the death of the new 52 Superman to bring back the pre-crisis Superman. That's not quite. Right. He no. had already come back. The crisis was already there and in the shadows from the entire convergence, time. From Convergence. They ended up coming out of there. John was born 
yes. you know, on the planet delivered, Telos. Delivered by Thomas Wayne. Yeah, but and so when they From ended Flashpoint. up they ended up coming to our continuity, our universe, and we're hiding in the shadows. That's and you had the what was a real good book for a while. The Lois and Clark book, Superman Lois and Clark, which was really, really good. So if you really want to see what that was up to, and that's where you got to see John kill cats. It was great. No, 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 that's not true. That is before no. that when John was just discovering his powers. I didn't mm. think John had powers. He didn't just uh, kill the cat until the second issue mm. of Tomasi's yeah, Superman Yeah, that is run. true. Yeah, that is true. He was just discovering because as you were going on, you had a uh, writer Goldies. X or whatever the Author deal X. was. Author X. where you had John have his powers actually manifest or come out in when they were burning they were in the shed. In. Yeah, yeah. And, and ended up saving Lois. Then we had Rebirth and Doomsday Clock tell us that the New 52 happened because time was stolen. Now we have Infinite Frontier out of Death Metal, which says everything matters. So what was going on now with everything mattering? Wouldn't that make it so both Superman are one in the same? And they they are. I mean, that's what Superman well, that's Reborn thing, is, kind of was. When Superman make. Reborn came about combining the blue and red energy, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you go back and read it. It's a yeah, really it fudged way of doing really things. But the fun. idea was when these two energies came together to make the whole Superman – the the um the pre the pre flashpoint Superman who was you know taking up the mantle then the uh, New Fifty Two Superman who had died their histories combined so everything that was in New Fifty Two for the most part is still there that makes sense for an overall continuity if it doesn't obviously it's out of the thing but it makes sense where they like one person's entire time and it jives because it changed history with Mixoplex doing his freaking fifth dimensional nonsense yeah things things didn't quite work out but what i took it as at that point was almost like well you know you ended up having the new 52 but everything in batman's history was still there green lantern i got the idea let's just kind of think that way like, like you saw you a few things before, here and there to make it yeah. work like you know in the re- like the idea where you saw the flashbacks of how things work you saw john being born in the fortress of solitude yes, now while superman was in the new 52 costume yeah yeah so you, they tried to fudge it and even then when when you say all that he ended up having some weird wonky things that even Eric uh, really it drove him nuts a bunch of times with the idea. Well, if this was Superman, you didn't have the death of Superman. How'd you have how like there were things that never jived anyway. Oh, just so, in the 52 in general. Yeah, yeah that's con- what I'm saying. Constantly yeah. contradicted itself. Yeah. So when you ended up getting this, we went through it and <laughs> we struggled. I mean, at points, even where, you know, Mr. Oz and we, oh, my God, this is bigger and this is going to tie into this and that. And then even that got smaller. You ended up thinking at one point we thought Superboy Prime was back the way they were playing it up. Yeah. And then you didn't see that. But then you did see it. And then you didn't. And things where I don't know who was left in that crazy jail cell on whatever planet. Like there's so many wonky things going on with that. But afterwards. You just kind of went with it. it really oh, you mean that affect- out of time yeah, prison yeah. planet that Mr. Oz that had, Tim where Drake you know went. Doomsday was still at? Yeah, and Tim Drake was there, and, and uh, what everybody was, was running around. Not, what the heck was that character's name? It wasn't Prometheus. It was um. No, I know it was a was prophecy ju- or something prophecy, like that. Yeah, something yeah, yeah, on yeah. those lines. But you had yeah. that dude there, and you had Doomsday there, and Tim Must Drake, and possibly other Superman people there. The reborn. only person who got out alive was Tim Drake, was and Tim. nobody asked him a damn question you know, about where he was. They never asked him. Never asked him. He never mentioned it. He was doing his beautiful mind scrawlings on the the drawings you just have um, these amazing concepts if all you have to do is ask a question or just dive deeper into what you're talking about just the idea that we have john kent now he's going to become superman son of kal-el where he's going to go and do all this stuff he's probably like going to college he has the education of a fourth grader and is was stuck in a freaking like volcano with a madman for seven years he is not going to be an emotionally stable person he's going to have the mind of a child these are 
dramatic events that you should really bring up, and I have no idea why we're skirting over it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of crazy things. Even with this back to the Superman Reborn stuff, you ended up in just so I can have it because I don't get to Reborn. say it much with the old long turn. Uh, but with that, you ended up having at the beginning of Rebirth stuff like a Trinity book where it was a Superman who had no idea who this Batman and Wonder Woman were. And they tried to make that work. And then that got fudged up a little and stuff like that. But what it was is they ended up wanting to try to, you know, make things work, but seem to make it worse at points. And well, then just at, that at the point, end, pretty much threw their hands up. Even that it must be Superman reborn. But the only way that we have a Superwoman or a Kong Keenan going on is through the death of the New 52 yeah, Superman. So if that doesn't 52. happen, how do we still have these people with these yeah. powers? But it doesn't matter because no. it must be Superman reborn. Yeah, well, that's all it was. And if you would go back and listen to our podcast during that point. That that soundbite was played quite often. I, I mean, wish we, we still had wrong turn to say everything uh, matters. I wish we did. We uh, there's so many things I wish we had him around to say. It'd be so great. But yeah, with all of that, yeah, we were we were struggling to get through it. And then at the end, I'll tell you, after a while, he's just like, eh, screw it. Yeah. And we just went on, and stories were going, and it didn't really go. And why I said I wanted to talk about it though is. For a while, we did struggle, and we really needed we, like every. We were just waiting for somebody to tell us really what was going on. They never really did, and I'm afraid that's what I'm afraid of right now. With this, everything matters. We, everything matters. We'd have them say, it's "Not the uh, same." <laughs> everything matters. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? Uh, because we don't know. What is it? Must be Superman reborn. We, we never, you know, that was just the joke. Of well, well, we'll just have to not worry about it. And I don't want that to be the everything matters deal. I want to know. What's or going even, on? Even you know, Dan DiDio coming out at the DC YOU era, where that Superman did die, but the idea story over continuity. <laughs> I, 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 I love <laughs> say that again. I love story it. over continuity. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I can't find. That. I don't think he knew oh, how to say continuity. Oh, he didn't. He was very upset about that. I'll find it later and I'll play it because I'm looking at it. That was one of my favorites. Where he gets real shy at the end. Story over continuity. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. That idiot. Ah, uh, but yeah, that that's basically the deal. Like I said, we were struggling with it as well. So don't be ashamed or anything, or be you know, oh my god, I should have looked into this or whatnot because it never was really spelled out it really wasn't uh so like even the idea like okay things have changed the only way they could come out to say at the end of that but never really delve any more than a splash page with superman's villains and friends right there i guess the people who are close to superman were affected the story of continuity there he is story over continuity i found the wolf man ah but yes that is the mail thank you brandy so thanks about the awesome Work. Yeah, I like he's like, am I missing something? I'm like, everybody no. was. We all were, but we weren't because it really didn't matter at that point. They're just like, well, we don't want to have these two supermen around and be what may. We're just going to say that they're combined. Even though it was kind of cool. Mixoplick. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I actually like the whole, whole idea of it. But even that like death of Superman, like we go back to that in the end of the DCYOU into Rebirth. Even that ended up changing the name of the event. Well, that was the League of Superman at one point. Yeah, at one point it was going to be something else. We even have. I and think then the I, final days of Superman, I think it's what it became. Somewhere, I think I legitimately have the first issue of that that is the League of Like, I should find that shit. That should be worth something. Eric, I'm not going to find it down here. And it's going to be, do, it's gonna be destroyed. It's going to be that. I'll just cry. That's why I don't even try. But yeah, we ended up getting that. That was when DC liked us and actually sent us comics as well. Holy moly. We were the bell of the ball then. They loved us. Not anymore. 
Not anymore. They still send me stuff. I don't know what you're talking about. No. Yeah, really. What is it? I'm getting jealous now. But thanks, Brandon. And thanks, Jamin. And thanks, Batman Beyond Mark. And we'll go from here back to the books. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Now here's Eric. And he's talking all about DC. Eric Shea will throw it down His reviews are strong and sound His scores are much better than gems you'll see He will tell us all about DC So tell us all about DC Eric Shea Uh, yes, remix of a dancing Mike classic. There, I love it. The is that a goes, remix? You just throw stuff what? in there. Well, it isn't every morning zoo a remix, Eric? Isn't it? No, I, I like it. The when it just no. goes, Eric Shay. Like but <laughs> it always makes me giggle, Eric. Ah, uh, here we are, and with that. I don't know if Eric Shea's scores are going to be more positive. You'll see. No, no, no. Better, Jim. Section. Better. Oh, well, better. I think he's saying positive in my <laughs> mind. Maybe they are better. Here's the thing. I say I give an eight. You say I'll give it an eight. See, it's better. You actually did it a little bit better. It's uh, true. Here we are with two books, and these books, they're uh, bells of the ball, I would say. They're, they're darlings, right? Here we end up having Wonder Girl and Swamp Thing. And me and you both like Yara Floor. Sure do. Uh, Swamp Thing's not our favorite. I like Swamp uh, Thing. Uh, but he's not one of your favorites, right? <laughs> but but there do you, are so many about... DC comic characters out there. Can they all be my favorite? They could. Is Levi Swamp Thing one of your favorites? I, so. I, can't, I can't say that because I don't know enough about Levi at this point. Exactly. And that, that's one of my problems when we get to that. But yeah, you're pretty much in this, though. You're kind of having two books. We like to have themes. I'm going to have the theme of... New characters to the mantle is what you end up having here. And both of them have a, a bit of problems for me of kind of getting a grasp on what the books are doing and the characters themselves. Now, obviously, Yara, we had in Future State. We really liked it. You liked it a little more than me, the books themselves. She's we pretty both cool, love Yara, though. We think that she's cool. Now we see she has a record. That scares me a little, Eric. I, I don't. I like the good girls, not the bad girls. So, that's not true. Uh, well, that's not true at all in fantasy land, Eric. But in real life, I'm running scared. Uh, but we're going to start with, you know, Wonder Girl. We're going to start with this Yara Floor book. Now, one of the big things that is a draw to some, uh, actually, some people don't like Joelle Jones on this book. It's one of those things of somebody who is Portuguese, Brazilian, whatnot, should end up writing, drawing, whatnot, and they say that some of the translations and the things are off. But we're dummies. We don't know anything about that. Uh, but I do love Joel Jones' art through and through. It's the writing that I tend to sometimes not enjoy as much. And the problem is when you end up having a writer-artist, I, I don't know what you would say, Eric. Writer more important than artist? Some Constantly. people would argue, right? Well, when you end up having a writer-artist fall behind, you do end up seeing that the at least the difficult part, but the more important thing is to I keep the person writing. Right? Over style, well, personally. Yeah, but I guess, you know, the art is what's going to cause delays usually. So when Joel Jones falls behind, they're not going to get somebody else to come in and write. 
you know, like a Dan Slot. That guy falls behind. Christos Gage gets called in. Stuff like it's that weird. all the time, right? So with that, to, to write dialogue, which is odd. But uh, you end up having this book, a second issue. It's delayed. And when it comes out, you're already taking off half of, you know, the big draw. Joel Jones does not do all the art here. It's only a little bit, but obviously it caused some delays. So they had to grab, you know, Adriana Mello in to finish this. And then later on, say, I think it was September solicits, Joel Jones isn't on art at all then. And it's a shame to keep giving her these books where she does art and, uh, and can't even get the second issue done in time. It, you know, what is this? Jim Lee Jr.? Eric, I don't know. I don't know why I'm throwing shade at Jim Lee. Here do I. Uh, because he always delays things, Eric. That's why. So it makes sense. But this is Wonder Girl number two. And we'll see. I think the delay itself actually took down my enjoyment of the book. Uh, but also, there's some weird things in this. I think that you, Eric, I think, not knowing anything, I think that you might be a little more, you know, and a little upset about this book, but it is Wonder Girl number two, written by Joelle Jones, art by Joelle Jones and Adriana Mello, colors by Jordi Bell Air, and letters by Clayton Kells. Joelle Jones continues her Yara story, but the strain of writing and drawing this book is starting to show a little. We are still getting started, and while I really want more of a Yara focus in this book, it does still feel big, but does go against what we're seeing in Wonder Woman right now. But I like this better. So I'll let this pass and say that Wonder Woman's wrong, Eric. Wonder Woman's wrong. I just hope the book can keep a schedule going forward because the slow pace feels even slower because of those delays. And this is only a slight delay. I mean, it's like a, a month and a half type deal. But even so, a delay is a delay. And as they say, a delay uh, with that. And we start off <laughs> and we start off. I'm trying to people wouldn't know that your computer started uh, being real loud. And I was trying to delay so you could get back. So I was delaying as well. Eric, but okay. No, my cool. computer's not loud. It's the guy outside weed whacking. Oh, is it the weed whackers? You know, the weed whacking. I can get that out post post mortem, Eric. But we're, we're here and you start off. Yara fell, into, Yara fell into the water under that cliff and what appeared to be like a whirlpool type deal went down and we didn't know if she was going to get attacked or whatnot but she's actually saved and is this by Iara? Iara. Uh, Iara. The weird thing is, is I'm thinking the idea. Yara. Yeah, I'm thinking of the idea like is that supposed to be a lowercase l for some reason? Like uh, because no, even when I see the, even when I see the namesake of Yara and it's Iara and like I don't know namesakes. Uh, that doesn't sound right. But you end up where she is you get her back where she was a favorite of her father, her brothers end up getting jealous, but then she gets thrown in the water. And really with that, it's, you know, five, six pages or so. Well, that's and the thing is you have Yara in the water pretty much just floating around this mermaid goddess kind of deal who gives her her, you know, bola that we'll see in future states, stuff like that, her golden bola. But this whole thing is like, let's learn about the namesake of Yara and how she was a fierce warrior who her, who her father loved, but her brothers hated because her father loved them her so much more than them. And it's like, we're going to kill her. Well, then she ended up killing her brothers. Her father's pissed. And then she was, you know, thrown in the water. And then she grew, you know, fins. And now she's just there and she kills evil men, but not Yara because Yara is the like, you know, the, you know. She has the same name yeah. as Yara and, to a degree. she has a Here's destiny. A She's, and, and what's weird about it is you have this play, and, and again, it reminds me a bit, and I'm glad that this is in the section with Ram V Swamp thing, because this reminds me a bit of like a Ram V deal where you're going to put the focus away from your character in a story that just ends up being, here's your bola, because even then, you could say, oh, it's nice flavor or whatever. 
But I need more Yara. That was my biggest problem in the first issue. She was kind of just going around. We're seeing the, the machinations with the delay. It makes it seem even more. I want more Yara. She goes into this water. Oh, is she going to die? I doubt it. She has a book, right? You know, future state. What a weird first issue. And now she's dead, everybody. Yeah, she's dead. And and now we have, and and Cassie, who shows up later, says, thank God, I'm Wonder Girl. Could somebody forget? Let's go. Uh, But she's there, and you get this full deal. It's almost like me telling the story of sleazy shit, right? And I'm telling your story. I'm How's like, that story go? Well, even just the the bad guy, Eric. Shea, I won't go sleazy shit. I'll just go back. Like Eric, he hates everybody. He uh-huh. kills everybody on sight. Oh, shit. He is so mean. He got banished to this water and kills That's everybody that goes into the water, <laughs> except this person who they like and go. You go through this whole thing of the setup as if. Oh no, what's Yara gonna do? She's gonna well, die. Well, it's the weirdest situation when you have this backstory on this goddess who then gives her her golden boa and stuff, a bola, but a bola. bola. Yeah, yeah. But when we have Yara come up, oh my god, she's all right. And then we have this whole idea where she's sitting at the, like, you know, the ambulance, the MTs have checked her over and stuff like that. And you have this really brief, like, you know, thing water going power. on where the, the water is like mm-hmm. rising off of her hands and where she's still wet. You know, going with the idea of the Brazilian river god being her father, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. She might have some water powers, but it's overshadowed by this other goddess's backstory, I think, because we have one or two panels of this one thing that's really important to the character, but then we spend pages dealing with this other goddess who just yeah. gives her a bola, but you don't understand the significance of the bola. Even if you went and read Future State where Yara came out and stuff yeah. like that, she had these, but you don't understand the significance of it. No, and with this background, is it something we're going to need? Is it something that's going to tie in later? Because what I just get, I'd rather have this kind of river goddess. Now she transformed into this, this protector. Uh, Talk to Yara. And and the idea where Yara then realizes, wait a second, I can breathe underwater. What's going on? This, you know, well, you're descended from the river. Like something that gives you solid information about Yara that we're waiting for, that you can deal with this. But you're doing it through, first off, through pure out narration. And it's narration as if you're telling a, a myth, things like that, which which plays well with the book itself, the motif, whatever. But I want more character work and I want more things that I need to know, not just stuff that's supposed to be window dressing to impress me and get me in the mood for Yara and the gods, because I'm already in that mood. We already know. We already want to see Yara's connection. We already have enough of that to know that all the Amazons, the goddesses, gods, all are after her. So give me some real information. Give me something. This is supposed to be a scene that shows how special she is, but it's told in a backdoor way. I don't need the backdoor way. I need this goddess to come, you know, like who goes into my realm and then realizes, oh, my God, it's you. And then talks to Yara, tells her a little something about, even if it's about herself or whatever, but this narration to just get the bola, it's just it doesn't do much for me and then she comes out and like you said you see the little water going and jumping off her almost as if there's times where you'll see a character that'll realize or end up with like uh not firepowers electric powers and you'll see their hands it's just that but even with that you end up getting joeo the bus driver who has i mean is there more a fast friend than Joao again, I I don't even I do not trust Joao at all. No, in because that's the whole thing where we talk about the idea of sleazy Shay because of the way yeah. that this character was depicted as the bus driver seeing this young girl I'm like I want to get in your pants. Pretty that much, basically, is what it he's seems. just so over the top into Yara and being sleazy to the point where okay, guess what, young lady, 
I'm going to call a friend up to continue my bus tour, and you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to charter a plane and get you back to your hotel in Rio de Janeiro, even though that's where the bus is going, because the other people are going to be there before we get there for whatever reason. But this whole thing is like, I'm even going to go and find you new girl clothes to wear, and I'm like, yeah. even the whole idea when she says on the plane, like, why did you just have these going on? Who leaves pants laying around? I'm like, this guy's a serial killer. No, I don't trust him at thing. all. And the weird thing about it is, And again, I think it's this, and I say delay, and some people are going to say, well, it was only like a month and a half, but we didn't get a lot of Yara or any, like, it was more feel in that first issue in my mind. And it's the same thing here, but you're ending up cutting corners with this Joao. I think that he knows who Yara is and has been somebody who is supposed to try to protect her and help her out. I think that, but again... How does that tie into him just miraculously being part of this tour bus to the point where he can call his buddy and say, you take my ship? This is like- the thing is with the idea of that, like, is the tour bus like have to stay on schedule? And did they leave before Yara? Well, I stuff think like that, that because they had to. It, it I felt, said to you. Because it feels weird because they took off where Yara just has a blanket. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to check out Yara and say, well, you know what? You're not drowned. Good for I, you. But again, they're, they're looking into her and stuff like that. They do have a bus that's a tour. Now, you might think that people are pieces of crap to say it, but- if me and you are on a tour and somebody gets hurt and we have to wait a half a day and uh, some people have other schedules, this is vacation stuff here. They're going to have to move on with the rest of them. She would be left behind and, you know, get help or whatever. It's just weird that the bus driver who only met her through, hey, baby, take a seat. That's basically it. And ends up where he's going to stay behind. Now, if you spell it out that he has to stay behind because of some regulations of the tour, they can't leave somebody because they're afraid of getting sued. I don't know. Maybe that would be better, but this is more. And it feels to me as if he's going to end up being somebody that is a protector. Somebody, maybe there's the cult of Yara, something like that. Or that almost he'll like the help. idea in Brian Azarello's Wonder Woman, we had Hermes show up and he was kind of palling around with Wonder yes. Woman in the beginning yeah, of that. Yeah, like that. Something like that. Now, again, I think that you could play with the idea that we don't, no, me and you, we're, again, we're dummies, but we don't know a lot of the Brazilian got like that sort of thing. So it might be obvious. I barely know anything. Well, I'm saying like if you ended up having a Hermes there and you end up where Yara's there, hey, I could go for a coffee. Zip, zip. And he's like, here you go. Oh, yeah, that's Hermes. Like, I don't know what this can be, but the idea that Yara even reacts when he says, hey, I got you those clothes. Oh, they were in the lust and found the bus. And Yara and, says, and who it, leaves pants behind? Exactly. I think that that's she. But I think that. Here's the weird thing it's about Yara. It's one of those things where he is just overreaching to the point where he likes this girl so much, even though he seems a lot older, that he goes and buys her clothes and tries to play it off. Because it's too creepy. Even the idea of the lost and found in the bus where he has clothes that fit her perfectly and stuff like that. I'm going to go on a plane with you and everything and get you back to your hotel. I'm like, please be I don't want to go creepy. I don't want to go creepy. I want to go protect her. And what I think that Joel Jones might also be playing at and doesn't play out well, th- this is Yara in another country she is she grew up in idaho right so idaho itself not a big city you know she is somebody who probably is very naive she doesn't really understand so i wish that you played that more she's just there and the, the thing that uh, makes me a little upset about well, this she, because of how much i go, like yara she's willing to go to brazil by herself against her aunt's wishes who has like raised her entire life and then gets on a bus and ends up getting on a plane with a bus driver she just met she's very she's the type of person who's like man i gotta get some more i better go hitchhike because but she doesn't it, give a it's shit not, it's not playing out though in my mind the things you can explain it like when we think about why would she do this and you kind of get back but 
but I wish it was more like you see how naive she is. And this is why this guy's there protecting. I'm telling you, no. If you end up going and getting clothes from a guy that only said one word to you and then get on a plane, that's naive. But I wish it was played off more of that. But you don't even really get that idea of the small town girl now in the deal because She's where she should be, so you kind of get a. But this guy is creepy. I mean, well, that's the thing is everybody in this feels a little bit off because we were talking in the last issue about how uh, Joao is like a creepy kind of dude. It continues on here, and Yara not like you know thinking this is odd for the most part, and going along with it that feels odd as well. But even when you go to Banamigdal and you have Queen Faruka there talking to Artemis, who Artemis is the best out of all the Banamigdal tribe here, and it's like, oh, we have this problem. We've already taken assassins out. You know, Artemis is taking a, like a whole thing into this. She like cares about what's going on here, wants to be a part of it. She's going to go do this. And this whole back and forth between her and Queen Faruka, like, well, it seems I'm not going to be able to persuade you against your, you know, curiosity. Uh, I guess you can go, even though I'm your queen. I told you not several times now. And then she walks past. Oh, where is she in Brazil? I didn't say I was going to help you on your pursuits. And like this whole back and forth interaction about this feels so weird. But Thankfully, when we go to the Hall of Justice and Hippolyta's there, we have Cassie Sandsmark, the current Wonder Girl, talking about we have a problem. We need somebody to go do it. Cassie's like, look, I'll get on this. I don't got shit to do. There's no Young Justice book. I can get on this right now. And she goes like, do you know where it is at? It's just Brazil. Like, we don't have any idea. We just know there's something wrong with Brazil. This interaction, even though you don't get a lot of Hippolyta and Cassie Sandsmark, it feels more natural than at least It might feel more natural. It gets me worried because this idea, even that, like, what? Just Brazil? Like... You know, can't you narrow it down? South America. South America. I'm like, all right, so what you're doing is in the book really stressing the idea that this is going to take a while. Like it's like I said, the delay well, screws me. But it, I'm telling we you, have, with, we might as well have a montage right now. The few panels where no, I'm just telling walking. you, I don't. I think it's going to take. I'm saying I don't. I think it's going to take issue upon issue for Cassie to find her. I think that Artemis is going to take issue they're, to issue to find her. Yeah, but I'm saying they find I, Kevin and they know I that he's connected. Think, uh, because of that, and but then why even the Amazon, set that up, though? I'm saying even the Brazilian Amazons are there saying, like, take your asses back to where you belong. You're making us look bad here. We can handle this shit. Yeah. yeah. With that, though, uh, they're not in Rio de Janeiro, by the way, at the end. They they don't get there. So Cass, uh, you know, and and uh, Artemis going to read. They're not where Yara is. No, no, she, I'm just saying, though, she she's right oh, there I know, with but, Kevin. But I'm saying, though, they're elsewhere. We have no idea where you end up having Yara at the end. And I think it's going to be a long bit of trucking around to try to find her now, especially with the idea of this getting crashed and the thing with Eros and stuff like that. I mean, you're right. They go right to Rio de Janeiro because of Kevin. But again, Kevin's there. Again, like Kev, the, the YouTuber. Like the, bus, like the bus driver, you don't know these characters, and then they're just there as a mechanism to get somebody somewhere else. And what you said before is the big thing. If everybody's mad about us, because people do love this book, the idea. I want to love here, this book. What is going on with Jao? With the idea that they have driven on a bus to go to where they were, where Yara ends up falling into the water. Why do you need a plane to get back from where you went? I don't to know why. And somehow, why is the bus back at Rio de Janeiro well before the plane ever gets because there? Because the plane away? isn't getting there. I think that this is all a setup. It has to be because she gets attacked. Is it that actually Joao is just bad and set up the idea to get Yara somewhere where these people can attack? 
because you end up in this plane where she does get attacked by the Brazilian Amazons. And she's like, I can take care of this. How did this I have Brazilian Amazons get on this plane? Like, I, I don't, don't know. How the did link. they know? Well, that's I don't what know I'm the saying. Secu- I don't know the security methods of, you know, aircraft in Brazil and, you know, airports and stuff like that. I just know that these women who, I suppose, from the way it seems like, you know, from Banna Bigdal tribe and also what we have with Themyscira, pretty much just warrior women who live in the jungle. I just don't know how they got onto this plane. Well, that's the thing. There's a lot of non-connective tissue in this. But he's the one who gets her on that plane where there are the Brazilian Amazons who attack. He does seem surprised by them, but he also ends up in the plane then that gets saved by gods and ends up in the elsewhere. It just, everything is very convenient. Yeah, (laughs) everything's very convenient to have actions. Well, that's the thing. We have some gods come down, the other, like Greek gods going on with Eros, who's like the god of, you know, intimate love, physical love and stuff like that. Almost like a Cupid-esque character we have here. And his companion god of the West Wind, Zephyros, who comes down like a bunch of like stormy clouds and like sets the plane down before it can crash because of the fight between these uh, Amazon, you know, uh, I mean, this Brazilian Amazon. I almost want to call them Amazon Amazons. Is that like, is that something we should go do? Maybe. But but the thing is, because these are like the true Amazons, but we have like this fight has caused the plane to go down. This, you know, West Wind God Zephyroth has set the plane down where Eros is there at behest of his grandmother Hera to do this whole thing where he's going to, you know, fetch young, like, you know, um, Yara Floor, as it says here. But when he does it, he draws his arrow back like Cupid. And when this happens, it like it causes love and, you know, a desire upon you for whatever reason. He's going to do this. I don't know. Like, I am, is he going to make Yara fall in love with him? Say, Come on, let's go back to Olympus, little yeah, girl. He's we'll in have love fun with because her. he goes down and he pulls the bow, like the arrow back on the bow, and then he ends up cutting himself on his own, own broadhead. And I don't know why. And in the background, it's left with this idea where, you know, Eros then sees Yara, and it seems like Eros is then going to be falling in love with Yara. But in the background, you have that giant, like, cloud, I'm guessing, of Zephyroth with the like these burning blue eyes and i'm guessing it's that but eros's sister is eris strife who is a classic wonder woman villain before where she is the goddess of chaos essentially and it feels almost like one of those situations where i don't know why eros would cut his hand unless like there's a little bit of chaos thrown in there a little and and got that and because uh, what- right now between all the gods like you know the the, the the greek gods the different amazon tribes there is chaos going on because of this you know yara for character and her coming back to brazil it feels like this character should be involved and be like you know, the problem that's going to cause more strife and chaos within these worlds. Now, with that, again, back to like the idea you're, you're plotting the book and you're like, OK, we can get back to Rio. Even that that's where they're going. Rio de Janeiro. We can get back there. We can call an Uber. But that doesn't give us a good set piece. Plus, how does that get us to the gods taking the plane? To, you need a plane just yeah. for that big scene of a fight. But also, you need to get Eros and Zephyr to grab the plane and take it to elsewhere. You can't really do that with. But it doesn't make sense in this. Of hey, I'll you know how, how, what is this like? I, we don't really know how well, far away with, they it, are. But well, even if they a, are, they got there on a bus and now they're how taking weird a plane? is it though? Because you have these Amazons on a plane that are fighting Yara Floor and bringing it down. But the Amazons that are there that end up actually getting sucked out of the plane after the big holes are. They're the ones that go and meet Cassie Sandsmark and Artemis when yeah, those two come together seems. in Rio and say, go back home. We got this hand. I'm like, what is the time frame of this? Is this after they got sucked out of the plane or is this before they went and like to go after Yara on the plane? I, I think they might be different Amazons. Because they I, look I exactly the same. They They're dressed exactly the same actually, as the, the one, ones on. The one looks a little different with the blue coat on. Uh, but again, who knows? I it, But I think because you get a change of art. So I think that that's just 
you know, Amazon A, B, C, and D. I, I actually think that might be the deal. No, that they one do with the look... blue coat is the first one that charges the outer floor. Yeah, the I'm play. telling you, no, that one, she looks older. If I'm going to say anything, plus it looks like that other one's hair is a lot longer than the one, but she has a hoodie on. Uh, but it's, it's different art and different deals. So I, I don't know. But with that, I, I don't know what you're doing because you're not saying anything's before, after, or whatnot. And so I, I don't know. And, all this is is you know a cool deal, but it looks like you'll get Artemis teaming up with Cassie, which that, is awesome. That's what would be. I'm yeah. all about that. That's a really even cool these, situation. You may even get these two Amazons to team up with them. Who knows? I mean, they might realize like, the idea. Artemis, Let's in a world go where everything matters. I want them to go on this weird hard travel and heroes it, kind of deal with it Cassie and like. Artemis, where they're on this thing, and you could talk about this thing about everything matters. The Artemis could talk about the time that she was Wonder Woman. Blow well, Cassie's like that. mind. That that seems great, and I think that that's what you're setting up. But then you're also you know, is it artificially? But you're then making it so that Yara is nowhere near where they were supposed to be, where they are. Even though, like you said at the beginning, you're giving them vague things, but yet they go right to it. Like a lot of stuff goes like the beginning. It's, it's the, you know, river god. They, they, hey, here's the bullet gone. Then you go, hey, I don't know where they are. Oh, they're in Rio de Janeiro because of Kevin, but Yara isn't there. And things just don't jive as much. Now, all Seems of this weird can too be with this heritage with- tour bus though, because if I'm on this bus, you know, where like, you know, and I'm told that another driver's gonna come on and take me and do different things, take me back to my hotel, I don't know if I would go down with that because right now I'm in Brazil. That is a cool situation. I might be traveling back to find my roots and like my ancestors and where they came from and stuff like that. But as far as I'm concerned, I've been on this bus. I've watched this young girl go and like jump out of the out of the bus, save somebody out of a car before it explodes, and then we go someplace else. She gets pulled into a river and then miraculously jumps out with a golden boa, a bola. I'm like, I'm not leaving because this is the best vacation I've but ever been on. I'm, I'm staying with I, this girl. I think everybody's possessed. This and is I'm exciting. Out of I mean, but uh, with that, uh, could we possibly get especially your boy Kev? This is great YouTube content. Oh, Kev, he's killing it now. But could this be? Something along the lines of like, we'll find out a weird Ocean's Eleven deal. Now, remember, you have Joel Jones, who seems to be, you know, a good friend with Tom King and stuff with, you know, all of a sudden Bane was behind everything. It was just thrown in. But you did have that old lady say to Yara, you going on the tours? Uh, I guess like that was the me first too. push. Then you end up with something happening, and then this bus driver you, grabbing not, not her. Ocean's Eleven. You're looking for the Empty Night Shyamalan twist, it, where it all connected, be, where even like all these all people are like Kaiser Sose. Exactly. I, I'm telling you, there are these little pushes to get her. But uh, Joel Jones, the, the writing Joel Jones, I've only really read most of the Catwoman stuff, yeah. right? That stuff never made sense. So I, I no, can only awful. think where you have an M. Night Shyamalan, you know, you go into something and things are feeling weird. Now, is it there's going to be an M. Night Shyamalan twist or is it just shitty writing? You well, never know until the it, end. It might be an M. Night Shyamalan twist, but the thing is, it might be Lady in the Water M. Night Shyamalan. Nobody wants That's that. That's true. I, I actually expected, I fully expected when these Amazons go to attack that she turns to Joao and he's in some like armor, like the silent armor kind of thing that forms on That'd him. And, he's, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a cool deal. Like he is a guardian. He has been sent to make sure she's OK in a sideway where you do have all these pantheons and Amazons going after Yara. Maybe there is somebody with just Yara's safety in mind. Right. Maybe you could even say that it's that we find out that the ant. Back in Idaho, she's something bigger, and she has done all this to protect it. I don't know. 
uh, because we're not getting well, that's enough. That's the thing is, I, I assume that the ant used to be a you know an Amazon Amazon exactly. and had to leave the her but home to go and I'm live saying, in Idaho. Maybe maybe she it, the whole idea could be, and again, I'm making up stories, but maybe the idea of her wanting Yara to stay isn't necessarily just to protect Yara, but to protect both of them because they've been hidden in Idaho. Now she knows that. Yara needs a protector. Let me do something to kind of finagle this. Let me get this guy who's on the payroll. I don't know. But it seems like if that guy, if Tueo does not end up being somebody who knows who Yara is and is protecting her, he is a creep and it feels very odd. So I'm just going with the idea that it has to be that. But she I has got a been bunch pushed. of girl like clothes that'll fit you just the right. Best, just give me a second with, to go get the them, best, Yara. The best with this is she gets on that plane. <sighs> Can you Ooh, tell yeah, me? That's a good can, fit. You, <laughs> you can you tell me that Yara had any plan when she got on that plane? I mean, basically, this was a girl who seemed to be. My roots are in Brazil. Her well, what do you want to do? The hot girl summers. I'm, I'm she's going doing. to Brazil. I mean, yeah, she's getting her groove back, and so she is ripe for the you know the finagling. But hopefully it's it's in a good way. Not all of a sudden she's in some rape so dungeon. You with here the with gimp. any adults? Yeah, really. It's like get the gimp. I'm like oh no, here we go again. That happened last Sunday. You end oh, no. up uh, all this stuff. But overall, when you have the Joel Jones art, it looks incredible. And and, and with that. Boy, I love like Eros. I could fall asleep in those eyes, Eric. I, I could live with those. Like, um, and also oh, looks he's the god of physical look, love. And looks like if you were going to cast him, I know that you don't like the guy. He has a Chris Pine look to me with those Can't eyes. Wait to see what he grows up to and, look uh, like, Chris Pine. Yeah, really. So I like that. But this is a guy. He's not how, like a Ryan Felipe to you, this guy. Well, Ryan Felipe would be even better. A little oh, younger Justin Timberlake, right? Maybe. Would that be good? Like 11? Oh, that's would, not I, appropriate. I would see Timberlake doing yeah, this. I could see that. Uh, you end up, though, with this. Uh, even maybe like a young... Uh, no, not Ben Affleck. Never mind. Eric. Everybody wants Ben Affleck. And I, I was going to say Matt Damon, but for some reason, I couldn't think of Matt Damon's name. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Young Matt Damon, right? No. A young Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you, you end up, though, with this, like... Y- y- you don't str- like this is where I want a little bit of stress on some things. Yara being a fish out of water, but because she's where she should be, you don't really play that up in my mind. Eros, this asshole has probably, fi- I don't know, Eric. I've been in love like 80 trillion times, right? Never with myself, but or your the wife. idea that, well, yeah, but you have <laughs> this, or my kids, you end up where they even play with the idea that love can be cruel, random, capricious, all this. So this is basically saying, Eros is firing arrow like this guy can't keep the arrows in his quiver he's firing them so much in all of the existent stuff but this is the time he accidentally you know pulls back the bow and cuts his own self I mean that has to be something that is you know an extraneous deal like you said a strife or something but I wish we got more hints of something going on and not just happening to force the narrative like let's get on a plane Let's do, you know, these things feel really, really forced. Agreed. And then when you go, and if you do reveal at the end, oh, they weren't forced. This was a, it might be too late. You might already have this you know, negative deal. Delayed. Yeah. And it, so you have this like negative taste about this. So at the reveal deal, if it's delayed that long, it, it really throws it off. And, uh, you know, Adriana Mello in this comes in for most of the uh, Cassie uh, and deal and Artemis. And it's okay because you're separate with them. But it does throw you off. It is a change. It is a downgrade, even though I like Adriana Mello. It's yeah, just it's good. not the book. Just and not Joel Jones, the, the which I came here expecting have, and enjoy. And 
not even just to me expecting, but also that is the the appeal of Yara. I mean, that is expecting. But the idea where when you think of Yara, it's the art and the writing. That's why you have Joel Jones doing both. And then you're already in the second issue delayed and have somebody filling in. It's it, That's not good. But yeah, at the end, I, I'm still I'm still a seven five. I'm still into the book. It just I, I just hope that these things are done in a way that's purposeful, not just, you know, kind of cutting corners and trying to get places like let's get on a plane just because we want to have a plane fight where everybody gets. Because also with that, you almost have to kill everybody on the plane, it seems, for them then to land in this elsewhere. I don't know. No, I don't they see were any- fine. They were, they were let down by the I don't guy. see anybody coming out of that plane with her. I'm not taking my damn seatbelt well, off yet. No, I, I'm Let's telling watch you. the cloud I, put our I, asses down. I think they're all dead. I, I think when you... I also like the idea where, uh, depending on what you're watching or doing, the idea that you have uh, a hole in a plane either can be the worst thing ever or an inconvenience uh, this where the funny thing is, where did the people go? Because a lot of people are gathered. They ain't in seatbelts, Eric. They're standing uh, what, right before this happens. And then you see a bunch of scenes where there's nobody in any of those seats. I see that girl with that tray, you know, deal, that cart. They ain't going by anybody else. I see then Yara kicking. I see things flying out. I do not see anybody until she yells, everybody hang on. They're not seated, it seems. A lot of them are standing. I don't know. It seems weird. But, yeah, I guess they're just sleeping. In there. They don't want to come out in the elsewhere. I don't know. Where is this going to be? Is, are they on the Themyscira, Eric? Well, just look at know. all those people there when Yara puts her head up, you know, in question. Yeah, after. she puts it up. But I'm saying, why aren't they coming out to look out of the plane or anything? They, I don't, they're stuck I don't on know top what's going of each on. Other at that point. Well, yeah, I just think, went through an ordeal. I think most of them are dead. Maybe. And also, they're stacked on each other. I don't know how they didn't fly out that hole. Uh, or Yara, they're grabbing on, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't. Where do you think this elsewhere is? The middle of the Amazon, maybe? Sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or I can't tell you I know be, much about Brazil. I'm saying it might not even be Brazil. You could I'm play sure it the is. idea. I, I, I don't know why. Like, you would take a plane. Um, the thing is, I don't gone. understand the plane. No, I'm saying, though, I don't understand the plane ride to get back to where they were from a bus ride. So, like, the idea that they've gone that far away, and even with their being gods, it seems like the plane just crashed down. You see uh, the west wind just sit there, them down gently on the ground. And again, then, yeah. Like you said, though, I don't know how you're flying, you know, driving your bus through the Amazon at that point either when you're from Rio de Janeiro, but... I don't know. The elsewhere part of it makes it seem like there's some place very remote, and that could just be the middle of the Amazon rainforest. So that would be somewhere where you'd have problems finding her. So with that, I think those other people die. Uh, but what would you give it? I didn't give it a 6.5 out of 10. I love the art throughout. The little the uh, the jump in art is a little jarring at times, but overall it's still good art. But I need the story to start doing something more than taking these giant leaps to get us to where we need to go and actually tell good parts of the story. Because the thing is, I want to know more about Yara 4. I don't need to be spending the pages talking about a river goddess. Yes, it's cool. She gives the, the golden bullet to her, but it feels out of place. Here's a gift. Now you know my entire backstory, but you don't know anything about our main character. Continue yeah. on. And it just seems to be the, the thing that they do nowadays at DC. We, we just want more of the characters like a Naomi even or a Duke Thomas that we talked about on the Patreon spotlight this week. Like, why don't they want to give us information about the main characters? I don't know. And just the motivations feel weird. It's like, okay, we're going to do this with the plane. I don't know why, but we're going to do it. And even when Arrow shows up, he's going to go and, you know, shoot Yara with an arrow, but accidentally somehow cuts his own finger. And I just don't understand why this is happening. Well, like you said, and you said earlier what the funny thing is, why is he shooting her in the first place? Because then who's she going to see first or what? I, I don't get it. I, but, yeah, keep going. I, it's, just, no, it's, it's, it's odd. 
I love the art a lot, and I want to love this character, and I still love a lot of aspects of this character, but this is a down issue, especially for being, you know, delayed as it was. Yeah, and a second issue can't be a down issue. We're supposed to still be excited. But speaking of characters we don't know much about, we're going to go off now to Ram V and Swamp Thing to see if we find out more about Levi. All right, and the next book is uh, The Swamp Thing, number five. The Swamp Thing, number five. Of ten, that's that's the gonna middle be of an ongoing that's, story. That's going to be a bit relevant here. Uh, written by Ram V, art by John McRae, colors by Mike Spicer. I did a bit of car on letters, and you have Ram V gives us a one shot story that feels like a last second fill in issue, which is an odd thing in uh, a ten issue miniseries or midi series or maxi series. I don't know. It's a small maxi. Not only do <laughs> that that sounds like something my wife has. Eric, that's disgusting. <laughs> Not only do we find and not find out anything about Levi, at points it feels like he isn't even in the damn book. We do get More a bit Levi. of Constantine, but the concept of hate and evil seeping back into the world feels forced and continues the pseudo-intellectual mumbo-jumbo that we keep getting in place of actual story and characterization. And this is something that, you know, I ended up fighting a little bit about with people in the Get fresh croupy, but, but, but it's not a fight. We're just discussing. But uh-huh. Ram V, he's not a guy who's hitting with me. And I keep saying this because each issue I get, it ends up being more of a Ram V issue to me than it is a Swamp Thing, or especially this one. This seems like this is a passion project of Ram V where he's just going to give you, again, his pseudo-intellectual mumbo-jumbo that I really do think that he's trying to be fancy just because of what the book is and gets and again, away with you, it. You say that, to me, what this feels like is that he wrote a Swamp Thing annual a while ago and it wasn't used, or something for like an uh, anthology book and it wasn't used, and it's like, well, I have this story. Let's just put you know, Levi going to his apartment in the beginning and the end. Yeah, and then at <laughs> and the, then the end, the suicide you end up seeing the But what I'm saying is, too, first off, if you know me, and, and again, some writers aren't going to hit with some readers, and I'm not a guy who likes to be told things mainly through narration. I like to have, I, I, I don't get Show committed don't to me. the story. Yeah, I don't end up having feelings about it. It almost feels like, you know, you telling me a story, and you know, Eric, I can't pay attention to that shit. I need things to be happening. But even when you start out and you have, there are great unseen lines that meet beneath the city, veins under calloused gray skin, carrying its lifeblood, information, memory, magic, whatever you want to call it. Long have they met under this place of kings and crows, rippers and poets, mechanics, kings magicians, and, and, and monsters. Deities. And so with that, I'm like already like, what are you doing here? I mean, I, I don't story, need this. Jim. This is Swamp Thing. I understand that this is kind of the verbose way that it has been done and the way that you tell these fancy stories. But with it, it ends up being the biggest thing about like it almost seems like, hey, I got this story for Swamp Thing. Uh, yeah, What? Story? No, no, no. Try to talk pretentious to me and we'll see if you got what it takes. Yawn under window breaks like you're in. I just don't get it. I don't get the idea of that. You have to do this thing where everything has to be. And by the end, I don't even know what you're talking about, because in this story, I just want to know about Levi. Well, that's the problem here. We're halfway through a miniseries that is introducing a new swamp and kind of a big deal in my mind, at least. And you've given us a vague idea that, you know, in India, his brother did something. He was going to visit his father on the deathbed. And when he came back. He was now the new avatar for the green. And so it's like when it's, it's night out, he becomes or falls asleep, he becomes a swamp thing. And beyond that idea, and there's a weird, you know, I want to say a, uh, a, a 
the hell's the word I'm looking for? An infection in the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, I don't know any, like, Levi is just leaving his friend's apartment first. We haven't even seen his home coming back from India at this point. I don't know anything about this guy, and all of a sudden we just have him turn in the swamp thing, and it's a Constantine story, and I don't know what the hell we're dealing with in the middle of a thing that I don't know our main Again, character yet. Here's the thing, and I know that it, yeah, it it's a different landscape here, but this kind of just reminds me of the bullshit that I said that we got from the Catwoman, and you, you end up where, when is he going to write about the main characters? When are we going to actually get information about the main characters? Yeah, this is one of those things. This could have been a decent issue in an anthology, like you said, or a digital thing or whatever. But we're here in a certain place where we are getting what is a new avatar of the green in a different way than we usually get it as well. And all I can think of is Ram V. If he doesn't want to be concerned about telling us more about this, Levi, then I don't think that I should be concerned at all myself. I, I'm not going to sit Miranda. here begging and begging and begging about I need this, I need this, well, so that either. he can go in roundabout ways and then tell his own little stories. This would be better in a horror anthology type deal. I mean, get rid of Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing doesn't need to even be in this. You can come up with an oh, easy way that this just is a story that Ramvi had sitting around about the idea of, you know, the energy of thought and, and anger coming and seeping back up, even though I still think that with that, it's a little bit far removed from World War II here to say that almost like the idea everybody's awful now because this whole bomb deal well, it and just the energy seems like is, this whole idea that like you know the bomb dropped a long time ago and like it was forgotten about it dug itself deep in the ground never exploded and now it's finally seeped up into the like you know people who didn't act like this before have been taken over by the yeah, idea I, of the bomb. I just want to let everybody know. Have People have been fascist? pieces of shit and fascist since day one. I mean, this is not something that just is new. And by the end of this, it ends up being so surface level to me of, well, we got that bomb and hugged it and got it out, and now everybody's great. I, I, I'm i surprised you don't have Nazis high-fiving people after this with the idea of, what did we just get? Why, why are we doing this? Well, what's going on? And you ended up, Rocky even said that it does tie in a bit with the Pale Wanderer and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't really? think the Pale Wanderer he, stuff was well played, no, it wasn't. especially even, with how we went on with it. was a weird character that was just there and served no purpose except for say the, what, how ideas are, and ideas can't die. And we just say the same thing about a bomb now instead of an actual yeah, sentient thing. You know what I want? I want to see what Levi's all about and get some Swamp Thing well, shit. Well, that's the thing is, I wanted to talk about it before, is the idea, like I said, we have a new Avatar of the Green. It's a big deal, especially from what we're compared to with Alec Holland, because before with that whole idea, we had the twists and turns, like, it's a man who thought, like, or it's a, it's a plant that thought he was a man, but then it was, it turns out that he was like a man, thought, but it turns out he was never Alec Holland. He was just a plant that thought he was a man. He had Alec the thoughts Holland about. Died. Exactly. He was not Alec Holland. It's a cool ass That was huge. That was huge. Thing. But when you have this whole thing, when Swamp Thing shows up in the story and Constantine comes to him like this, it's like, oh, the Swamp Thing. I have taken many names, yes. And Alec Holland is a name I keep and yet is not mine to make a take. You are John Constantine, troublemaker, and at this this could be our column because when you have the situation, though, where it's so different from what we had before, this should be Levi Kamei right here talking because he is still a man that transforms into the Swamp Thing, a living man that becomes something else. We're still even trying to figure out things thing. himself. Exactly. But he comes off here as a goddamn, just uh, like a weird, uh, just the green itself, like not anything of Levi at all. Like, I have taken many names. Yes, it is uh, like a name that I keep with Alec like, Holland. This is but, like, just the this green. Could have been anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And. The problem I have with most of this is the idea, you know, besides that we don't really know what's going on in this book after five issues, and now you're doing a one-shot here. But what I get is that Ram V's doing this, and 
you're you're throwing out the let's you know get awards buzzwords nazi fascism evil you know these sort of things but overall the story itself almost just kind of goes along and then just stops it just falls flat with the idea of oh this kid he gets to go and we're going to get rid of this bomb and overall it's so much extraneous shit around it especially like even constantine being in there is the wow moment they oh my god a constantine oh my god you keep mentioning the idea of this you know we're going to do the spell with this powder and the set but nothing with ram v it's always concept over story it's always you know pretentious narration over actual character work everything that he does in my mind is there to just get you to think holy crap I better like this because it's so intellectual that if I say I don't like it, I'm going to look like a dummy. Well, here I am. I'm a dummy. I don't like it. I end up, I want to see a story. And I, you could say that I don't understand the actual story here. Say it all you want, whatever. You know what I understand? We don't get anything more about Levi. And that's all I want to know. The big interest in this, where you only have 10 issues, is what went on in India with this brother? And tell me more about him. Let's get to it. Let's do some things. And if you end up saying to me, well, Jim, you still have five issues. No, no, no. What I'm going to tell you is this should have been five issues. It's already gone too much at just doing nothing. Why is this 10 issues if you have a one shot that we don't even know if really Levi is swamping in this because it seems so just ambiguous? I don't understand. I don't understand the deal. And people are just loving this. And 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 I, I still I think this is along the lines of Grant Morrison stuff. I, I don't want to be made fun of, so I, I like it. Now I'm saying this. There's people who legitimately, they like it. I really want to know deep down with your heart of hearts what you really like about this. And if it's more than just, well, I like the feel of it. Uh, we don't get these characters a lot. I like the concept because a lot of times when you say I like the concept, that means that it's not really well played out. And you're making shit up in your mind to get to that. I, I just don't see this as anything but a side deal in an anthology, like you said, that we could have just had and we would have read, oh, that's kind well, of cool. Even the yeah. idea, because we have Constantine trying to find the actual bomb, the person that it's affecting. Well, we have Swamp Thing going off with the astral thought form of the bomb and taking it away so it can explode its radioactive ideas. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you try to do anymore, but there's bombs, there's fascists, and you got Constantine and Swamp Thing doing fucking over-the-top nonsense that- shit. You don't have any connection to this kid, whatever. Oh, it's my boyfriend. It's a guy I know. Oh, Constantine, you're always trying to protect me. And then you end up, well, boy, we'll get the bomb away because now you're t-. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just get rid but of it. Ultimately, Thank the God that there's squad. no fascist now in England. It's ultimately, awesome. though, the Suicide Squad are on the hunt for Levi Kamei now because they want to get a Swamp Thing or the part of a Swamp Thing to make it a weapon. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, and, but and even that feels weird for a tennis shoe maxi where I'm trying to understand the character to have a crossover with the Suicide Squad right after. I, I feel like I'm not even introduced to this character yet or know what he's doing. And we're all just like, you know, oh, the Suicide Squad's hunting him. I'm like, you have whatever. Swamp Thing take the bomb, it explodes. You end up having this kid being freed, a guy being freed. And then you end up again with this narration with the ending of what if human ideas have begun to pollute the consciousness of the world? Question mark. That is obviously what was going to be the, the end of end? whatever this is. And then you go to the next deal. <laughs> I don't know who these characters are. I guess Amanda Waller and Peacemaker. I don't care for the art in this who, book. who ended up doing this? I mean, look at Amanda Waller. I, I don't even get this. Is she part like Gimp there with, with that under deal? Looks like she's wearing leather chaps and things. Hopefully. And a huge belt. Uh, 
But yeah, it looks like this was just tacked on at the end, as well as just getting at the deal. Levi woke up and slipped out of the apartment. His girlfriend didn't know who he was. No, kind of she does. But with that, all oh, it's just nonsense. It's, it's just this is where and Very maybe, disappointing. maybe that's just my thing. You you know, we've talked a lot about these comics and things like that. And I always get upset when you end up having somebody use their book to what seems to be a story that they always, I wanted to tell this about this fascist bomb and it's seeping and stuff. Well, I'm doing Swamp Thing, so let's shove it in. And it drives me nuts. This doesn't feel like a Swamp Thing story. It definitely isn't a Levi-type story. Constantine's in there just because. And then at the end, it's just, oh, we freed the bomb. Whippy, we're done. Yeah, Nazi's gone. And it just, to me, I'm like, I just, this was infuriating again to have, Something like this, a one shot in the middle of a tent issue, Maxi. It just is odd. Where you don't know the character yet. Yeah, we don't know anything about Levi because I said Ram V loves the mythos. He loves the concept. He loves the feel. He is definitely a feel writer. He ends up wanting to give you that, you know, even like a Father Valley, his big villain that he has, it's more of a Wow, feel over substance. It's almost more of a grandiose gothic atmosphere that you're trying to do through the narration, whether than like then just tell the story. I mean, yeah, and and with that, like, oh man, get this. And it's funny because this is something legitimately that Eric Shea had, you know, back in the day with the idea Herpes? of a. No, well, that oh. too, but you don't get rid of that. I'm That's sorry true. to That's tell you, life. you just haven't had a flare up. <laughs> no, the idea of this, you know, priest assassin who who quotes scripture that like. This is not new, it, but it's all about the feel. It's not about substance or whatnot, and that's what this is. And and you need more in this. This story, whether or not what it was going to be or whatnot, maybe should have been left to sit around for a little more. I think that this was just a way to give a break to get things caught up or whatever is going on with this, but it, it's out of place. It's so out of place and just tacked on beginning end. I got and then a this middle little nitpick slash question for you, too, because, you know, we had James Tynan writing the Justice League Dark book, and then Ram B took over, which, you know, he had to pick up a lot of pieces and try to end the upside down master. But did we ever, ever fix Constantine with his demon blood? Uh, that is something that I don't think we did, but they did mention it at the end in uh, one of the things. Remember, he had the demon blood and he had to end up, oh, you know what? I'm even thinking about the stuff that he ended up doing in Deceased because oh, that right, was right. That, not even included. The whole idea seemed like a big idea. They got rid of Constantine's demon blood, but I don't think they ever resolved that. And when we have our one character that called Constantine here, Sierra, she has this powder that she's going to throw at these fascists to allow them to see the inner truth. And then Constantine runs out and he looks like a demon to them. In my mind, is that a weird thing where I feel like he, he should look like this if he has the demon blood? It was now, weird, though. He, I think he shouldn't look like that because he's just a bad dude all around. I, I can I, see that. I think that he, because she even says at one point, like, make sure you give me a bad face. I think that this is something that he might be projecting as well. He might also be projecting that. I don't know about you, but why is he smoking what appears to be a pole vault, Eric? At points, the That's cigarette that he keeps coming. A 100. It's about a 3,000. It's a 1,000. This thing is huge. <laughs> it's so long. I'm like, really? Uh, but yeah, I didn't like the art. And the page after that, after the demon deal, look at him sitting there. He is actually smoking a dangling cigarette that might light his pants on fire. I think it's, <laughs> it's going to light his tie on fire. It's so long. Oh, it's so off. But uh, yeah, there you go. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And mainly because of where it lies in the series. And we don't know anything about our main character, really. We're still trying. I mean, you ended up coming up with all of these theories at the beginning of what might be going on, how Levi might be being duped or whatever. And we've kind of just left those behind because like each, issue, that stuff. each issue, though, we're like, 
we're not really like we're running scared we we don't know what's going well, on because nothing's is, really going on every issue it's like because you and i we talk about theories we have ideas of what we think could be going on where the story could be going it's fun to debate and like just you know talk in general about these ideas it's like all right next issue and the next issue it's like well here's something else that's going yeah, on they're always taking a weird. detour yeah. away from the story that takes us around the bend to get back to the main road and what happens there? oh you have another detour yeah and and really now that i think of it why it might be better if if Ram V might have been just writing what his his own personal deal, like this whole thing, Tales of the Swamp Thing, where he could just throw out these stories like this, each issue, not worry about who the Swamp Thing is, whatnot. It's even the idea. Remember, everybody, and I actually was talking to somebody about it today, about that he thinks that everybody loved the future state Swamp Thing, and not everybody did. But with that, we were even... Like like, everybody he, did for some he reason. He never wants to... Tell us who the Swamp Thing is. He never wants to give us information about the Swamp Thing. He's always just coy about it. He just never Perfect gets to it. saying, this is your character, Ramby. Make us love him. Yeah, yeah. And what you're give making, staying power. in my mind, what you're doing is, through your writing and through your story, is showing me that this is a minor detour with Levi in the Swamp Thing mythos because you can't be concerned to tell me or make me fall in love with the character that you don't want to bother with that because you know it's just going to revert at the end. That Alakalan will just come back and you'll end up having the regular Swamp Thing after you, this. He's going to jump out of a portal from the green cell. Back, no, is... Alec was already there. So yeah. I think he's just, you know, Levi's going to do something. Probably everybody's save, there. I think he'll save the green and then just end up being part of that and then Alec will be back. It'll, it'll end with the idea we probably won't know what's going on until it goes on. Now with that, you would hope that what he is doing here is setting up lit, but is he setting him up to be the new swamp thing that it, then he could use in the JLD? But we're not knowing anything well, about it. Is, so how is this setting him you up? You gotta remember that Alec Holland as the swamp thing is still a new mirror yeah, keeping I, the again, upside down at bed. That's what we think. But we never get any sort of idea of if they're going with that now. So we'll have to see. But this issue, again, is just Ram is V Devil doing Ram V. I think he is. Turn right. stone. I think this is Ram V being Ram V full out. If you like his writing, I think you'll like this and like it as an issue. But it's not well done in a series. But with that, I am giving it a four out of ten. What would you give it? I'm giving a straight five out of ten. There's some stuff in here that I think would work good for a story outside of this. But as for the story or the series that we're dealing with, this is out of nowhere. It doesn't do anything for the character, and I wasn't a fan of the art overall. Yeah, I, I didn't like the art either. Uh, I usually like John McCray a little better than this, but not not here. I thought the that only this page felt that I a really little rushed. Liked, not even page, but the panel, is that when it looks like Constantine is snorting that truth I powder. Just, I was going to say, I knew that you were going to go with the idea it that it looked good. like he was snorting no, the powder. It doesn't look. It's all over uh, his goddamn nose. Yeah, really. That is crazy. I like that long 3,000 cigarettes. He wants to snort the truth. Yeah, he does. He, so do I. So do I. But... With all of that, we're going to take a second break and then come back with the last books of the night. Eric, you're America's sweetheart. Red Comics. Waiting for some commitment When will you finally make her your wife? Eric, 
That's not something you will do Then you'll be Oh, 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 alone You would Sit and play with your star scream Always A man child who's not grown Ah, yes, Eric, Starscream. You love that Starscream, don't you? You play with him all day, that Starscream, but we're here (laughs) not to talk about Eric and his love of Starscream or his lack of commitment to Jess. We talk about that post-show, Eric, every time. We have a little bit of a sit-down, and I try to convince you to become a man, not a man-child, but here... You know, Why? I say all this, but here we're talking about comics. So yeah. here we go. This is where we have the funds. And we have a couple books uh, to end this, and they go well together. You end up having a crime syndicate book that is a penultimate issue, kind of giving you a look at what would be this new Earth 3 crime syndicate stuff. Feels like there should be more issues, not just one left, but that's just me. But then we also have a Suicide Squad that deals with Earth 3. So it's a very good, uh, you know, cohesive section here. And Eric, start us off with a what? Suicide Squad number five, written by Robbie, talks with art by Dexter Soy, Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, Joe Prado, Alex Sinclair, and Wes Abbott. After the rest of our squad is on lockdown after the Red X attack, we discover another member of our team who has been doing field work this whole time, and boy, it's a big field. We discover that Bloodsport has been traversing the multiverse for Amanda Waller, looking for new recruits for her perfect Task Force X, but it looks like Bloodsport's luck has just run out when he finds himself on Earth 3. Yeah, yeah, so this ties in with our crime, and it ties in a little too much at the end of all this, which uh, it throws our little timeline. Well, involved. it's the, the timeline. I, the you know, the headcanon timeline, where I was expecting the crime syndicate book to be in the past, forming the crime syndicate, so we could have like the idea that you know, by the time our heroes would face them or the Suicide Squad, they're already the crime syndicate and they're in full force. They, you know, had their adventures, and we see what the present day looks like. It just turns out that the crimes, like the crime syndicate book, is in you know normal time. They're forming right now, which yeah, kind of seems sucks like overall, in real time, which is odd. It, it the does Suicide feel Squad odd. book has a problem though, where in last issue I was disappointed, where it seemed like the whole idea was, in spite of the, the coolness of the Suicide Squad, we're going to make them look like chumps to put Red X over. This issue, we're doing the same with the the crime syndicate, mostly Ultraman or just Earth three characters, and then it's even hinted that in next issue we're going to be doing the same thing with Swamp Thing. This issue, though, I don't mind as much because they started the series out in issue one or even in Future State talking about the idea of the connection between Suicide Squad and uh, and the crime syndicate. So at least this goes in with the multiversal kidnappings. And that's what I like about it with Bloodsport. He is going around and obviously he's Bloodsport. So I love him, Eric. But you end up with this idea where he's the one who's going around. And the multiverse and checking out things, looking for things. He has his own little personal He's agenda. He's exploring more of the multiverse than Barry Allen is at this point in Justice Incarnate. I mean, they should go and, and ask him a, a couple of things with that. Now, what we're saying about the idea of the timeline in this, you end up seeing that Bloodsport doing the job with Amanda Waller goes and is right there in the Starro attack that we saw in the you know Earth 3 book that brought the Crime Syndicate book that brought the team together. And so that puts it more... Of the now when what we thought, because you're you're ending up after a death metal with the whole omniverse reforming, everything getting back together, everything forming, that you would think that as our Earth is forming, so is Earth 3. And that while our Justice League is forming, they're going. It's it puts like us a on a deal. contemporary timeline. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, In my mind, that's what you always would have thought, even if you never really thought it out or whatnot. 
you would just assume that Ultraman's the same exact age as Superman and went through the trials and tribulations and the well, opposite even that's way of thrown it. off right away with the first issue of Crime Zero where he kills JFK Ultraman. Yeah, yeah, and that's weird because now you go in a weird, wonky way. Maybe that makes it work. Maybe it's just the formation was later or whatnot, but... Uh, I just like to always feel when you have that opposite, when you have these Earths that everything pretty much jives as it goes, and then you end up, you know, having some things going. Now, with the idea of a new Omniverse and a new brought together deal, obviously, we're getting a little bit different of a crime syndicate anyway. But I, uh, you know, just wanted to have it work out a little better. But I like this issue of Suicide Squad, though, for some reasons. I mean, the idea, though, that we have a book, it's not selling well. I just want to tell you that. They don't have the particular sales, which me and you were talking last night drives me insane. Uh, But they have rankings. (laughs) Jim needs them numbers. And I sit there and I'm like, they have a ranking of the top books, the top 250 books. Now, how do I know? Like My conspiracy theories, everybody now, conspiracy theories, are they even called that anymore? Because most people just call them truths and stuff. But my big thing is, how do I know that Suicide Squad is really... The 85th book and not the 85th because I don't see the numbers. I need the counts. So with that, it's one of the worst selling ongoing books. And it's a shame because it's really, really good. The problem is, is the last bunch of issues, it is now being hogtied and in my mind pulled back by being just tie-ins to other things. And I understand. And Ruben said it. And you can go with the glass half full or half empty with this. Is it that it's part of a bigger universe? And you like that, or is it that they're just throwing these other characters in to try to up the ante? Because when all is said and done, I don't think it helps the book that much. But a crime syndicate attack and things like this and having Bloodsport go through the multiverse because of what Amanda Waller had been doing and whatnot, I really do like. It really ties it in. And even that, because you have that whole idea where right away when the the Suicide Squad came back with its number one issue and you had Peacemaker right there as the team leader and stuff like that outside of Superboy and whatever, but – you just see the the trailers for the Suicide Squad movie 2 come out where it's Peacemakers involved. So now that you have Bloodsport, it really feels like more of a tie-in. And why not have this like this uh, this uh, idea that we can have one you know paying off to the other? Because why I not have this that. book? Exactly. We talk about it all the time, like when you know the Supergirl TV show came out, but DC Comics didn't have the Supergirl comic to go with it at the time. Eventually, they did. But it's one of those things where you want to have this situation where what, what's that term called? Where Synergy. You can, uh, Synergy. Yeah. I was going to say synchronicity. I'm like, that's, that's not right. No, but that's the, the synergy works great because why not introduce a new Robert Dubois into this Dubois. four bloodsport, the same character that you're going to have in the movie, especially because the last one I remember reading about was the, the white supremacist one. I'm like, I, I don't think we need to have that yeah, one anymore. Yeah. So yeah, we're back to basics with Robert Dubois and getting an origin story, the idea that he went insane after his brave brother went off to war and was killed. He wasn't brave enough, but when his brother was put in the ground, he lost his mind a little bit and became bloodsport, even has this idea that he he is this war-torn soldier, even though he's not, but goes off and doesn't even have the idea in the movie where he's in the Suicide Squad because he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. It's all right here. It's all kind of you know old stuff, but it's redone for a new generation, and it works well. And even the idea where he's going off and doing this, yes, we've seen the, uh, the crimes that get doing whatever they're doing. When you and I talk about it, though, we have new characters, obviously, like the John Stewart Emerald Knight. It's a cool addition. We don't know enough about that or the like overlords of Oa. The new Johnny Quick, I could do without. But when we see here, it's like, all right, we have the crime syndicate. But, you know, Waller already has counterparts to most of these people. But what she does not have is a counterpart to Black Canary. When you have the Black Siren show up, and this is the person who's going to, like, give me all of the doubles, the counterparts of, like, you know, our heroes to the Earth 3. Give me all you can. Having a Black Siren here, I'm like, 
yes, this is exactly what I want in this situation, and I want to see what a blood sport can do. The idea, though, that blood sport has the ability to teleport any weapon he wants from our Earth to wherever he is. It's a little hokey. It sounds uh, very it's, it's video game esque. It's, it's video it, game esque in my it mind. Is what too. It is. I don't know how they know what he wants or how they can like the idea. Let's imagine you and I are on the freaking blood sport line at Bell Rev. It's like. All right, he needs the rocket launcher. Where's that? Go get the pallet jack. We got to go get that off yeah, the shelf. Yeah, but it'd be funny. It takes too long. They're like, oh, God, get it to the teleporter. Well, Scotty, he, he's at lunch. I, I laugh, too, because when I go to read this, it reminds me of the day that I realized that our home state of Pennsylvania had a bunch of dummies in it, Eric, because I was in middle Pennsylvania, right? Day. I was in middle Pennsylvania, my ex-girlfriend from college. So I'm there. I got to keep that low, Eric. But I'm there. And there is a town next to where she grew up, Emporia is where she grew up, but next to her is a town that is spelled D-U-B-O-I-S. So I'm like, oh, the town of Dubois. No, no, what do you mean? That's Dubois. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, really? Like, at some point, you stupid Pennsylvanians, like, I can't pronounce that. We'll make it our own. Dubois. Like, all right, what are the two boys there? They make the mountain do that. Uh, but yeah, you end up, and again, Bloodsport. Boy, I, I, I dig Bloodsport. I like the He's crazy cool. look. I'm the, the, the new iteration of Bloodsport with the skull mask and everything like that, even that being the, like, explained the reason he has this and looks different than he has in the past, is because this helmet allows him to, like, match any frequency. And now that's the thing, again. It's a little weird because you'll have Flash go off and he'll change his frequency to go to different worlds because everything vibrates its own. And you've had this a bunch of times, but we have seen many, many people go to different worlds who don't match their frequency and they're not ripped apart or sent back to I their own world. I think that what you're going with this is almost not like a jet lag, but almost like a um, a deal when you go and, and scuba dive and things. I think that the play is that he's doing it too much. Like the idea where he goes from Earth he's gonna get the multiverse to Earth eleven. Yeah, he's going to get the bends. He's you know, two <laughs> boys. He ends up with you know Earth three, Earth eleven. I think that your body has to adjust, and I think that my play, if it was me explaining, it would be the idea that he is jumping between too many different things, and it starts to really go against itself and, and cool. have some problems because he does say it's because he is all over the place, and like you said. He is more of the explorer of this, I mean, crazy amount. I need to see the amount of people that he has grabbed right now that Waller has in cold storage or whatever is just locked up because he's been at this for a while, it seems like. And now that he's found himself on Earth 3, and it's a little weird situation because he is on Earth 3 for what seems like a while because we even see when Ultraman throws the Daily Planet truck into the Daily Planet like we saw in the first issue when uh, when uh, Kath, like, what the heck's her name, Cat, a uh, freaking Grant, goes and write Cat Grant goes and writes something bad against him. So you see this here, and he's talking about the idea. Oh man, all the heroes of our world are bad guys here. Like the Batman here is called an Owl Man. The Green Lantern's called Emerald Knight, and they together called the Crime Syndicate. And it's weird because he's given this little journal, this little diary that he's sending back to Waller about this whole thing. But as the issue progresses, where he's like, "Oh, they call themselves the Crime Syndicate." This is, and then the Staros came. Like, okay, you're kind of yeah, that messes it now, my like, head can up. Like you said, exactly because the things thing are happening in real time is now. the Starro thing going on though, because they wouldn't have been called the Crime Syndicate yet because they didn't even know yeah. each other. I love the idea though, and this is some of the subtle things in this that I really do like. I love the idea that you do have. Bloodsport with kind of an MO that he set up. And this is something nobody knows what's going on, well, especially even the with idea. this Omniverse. But you mean his own personal reason? No, of going not and even doing just that. Work? I do I like, like that. that. As well. I, I also like, though, just as a mission type deal, because he is there to see who he can find what. Everything starts with Superman. You go, yeah. and it makes sense. You go, and if Superman's bad, 
Okay, oh, th- this is really fun. You go, okay, <laughs> Superman is the president of the United States. Okay, that sets you in. And I think that it's also easier to find Superman than Batman because you can say, you can right. do that with Batman. You can't find Batman. And when you find Superman, Batman is soon to follow at points. So I do like that idea of when he wants to get the basis of the world because he's just jumping through. And the weird thing about this, though, and, and by the time we get to the end, would be in my mind there should be set parameters of what you think the earths already are especially with amanda waller and maybe what she knows but she and them they're coming in completely blind and it's weird because you are having a reset right but there's also weird times where people remember things and do the exactly. stuff so the Everything idea matters until it doesn't so the story the like. idea to me would be you'd get to earth three with like an earth three now with an omniverse you could end up in what you would call like I wouldn't even number it. You, Earth, uh, you know, Eric Shea. You go right. in there, you don't know anything about it. So you, but Earth 3, you should it's be going place. in with a bit of a concept. And maybe the idea, listen, this is what it used to be. There's some changes where we can't really well, explain. Earth 3 but- is a little bit odd, especially if he's just jumping around all willy-nilly going to where well, he is setting the stuff. You know, Amanda Waller should have given him a debrief or she wants to see what's going to go on. Like the idea we even talked about in the Slack a little bit where – does Amanda Waller know that, you know, kryptonite does feed Ultraman and, and his power and stuff now. like that? It may be something different now. But, but even if it does, and she does know this from the previous accounts that we've had of Earth 3 and Ultraman, maybe she's playing the long game where Bloodsport is expendable and she wants to see, like, you know, here's the kryptonite gun to take out Superman. Oh, that one doesn't work on Ultraman, but where does that lead now for the ultimate confrontation between the crime syndicate and the Suicide because Squad? Because one of the weird things is, is that he does call for weapons. Yeah. But she can't see anything he's doing there. So what is she really going to learn from that? She sends a weapon and never hears from you know him again and then just assumes, I guess kryptonite didn't work. I mean, he, he even mentions when I'm on these other Earths. Well, I'm even in at a the dark end of area. that, when, when Ultraman gets his, you know, his snifter of kryptonite and at this whole thing, he's like, I want to know what's going on with this Waller you're talking to and where I can get me some of these primo kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, at. yeah. With that, too, I don't know. Is it fate? You have, well, you have a fight going on, and at points you can even see, I mean, guess or even, you know, have some tech to go, that, you know, he has some kryptonite on him at point. Like, I just thought that it was weird to have this because it's just set up to supercharge Ultraman, get him a reason to come to our Earth. That's all it seems to be a setup for. It seems like Amanda Waller doesn't know. And would not have sent that because this was something that they probably would have talked about beforehand, even because he says, I need the big gun. I need the big gun. This would be the gun that you all. And that's the other thing that's kind of a weird deal where it does seem like I'm going to go to these other worlds. I'm going to see what Superman's like. That kind of gives me a little bit of a basis of what's going on. But if the shit gets real, I call for the kryptonite gun. Well, that this is a multiverse. This is an omniverse. Like you said, there's the idea that they should know from what has happened and even attacks on earth itself yeah. things are changing so it would have been cool it would have been a cool setup for this to add that little bit of a caveat that amanda waller also wants to see if things are the same like the idea well you'll go shoot him with the kryptonite that, that's a bad idea but still you know but you never get that and i wish that you did it just ends up seeming like okay we're starting this new infinite frontier nobody knows anything and then let's go with it. But it never felt like an experiment or something like that because it never felt like they were there. Oh, and when you get to Ultraman, whatnot, this was just he got to this earth. And the other thing that you said, which is really good, 
is that he wants to find an Earth where he has his brother. This actually is the idea that oh, goes Oh, this whole with- thing where Mickey Dubois, you know, uh, Robert's brother, the Dubois, he went to war and died. It made, you know, Robert's mind break and become Bloodsport. But with this whole field mission of going to multi- the different worlds in the multiverse, he gets to see his brother alive in Earth 3. He has a family he's still alive, and he's pretty much, you know, I'm out doing field work, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting on the catwalk of the fire escape, just watching my brother through the window like a creep. It's the best vacation ever oh, for Bloodsport. Oh, he's loving it. He's loving it. And we've seen this play. I mean, you even have in a dimensional deal and a timeline deal, you know, with Thomas Wayne, with Bruce Wayne and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, in Flashpoint, I'm saying. But you, you also have this where it was mentioned in Infinite Frontier 1, where people said, there's a multiverse. Well, what if I find out the other me is doing better and things like that? Yeah. So it is something that. Please, Lord. I mean, that's the, the thing. Multiversal Eric Shays be oh, better that, than That would me be right the now. thing. If you were Bloodsport, <laughs> you'd immediately go check yourself out. Let me see what's going on. You'd be you like. say that. I'm not, like you said, like we, we joked about it before, like the bad Eric Shay or something like that. But well, wouldn't your dad but, be a good dad here, Eric? Isn't that the concept, I, oh, right? But no, I'm <laughs> saying, if I, if I go to another world and I'm doing really good somewhere, I am killing him and taking his place. Or at least you don't want that world to be destroyed so that later you can come back. I mean, I'm telling you, you put that in the Rolodex, Eric. Like, all right, Earth, Earth 8, that's Eric. I'm telling you, everything's the, the coming way up you Eric Shea there. The way you have this going on, even at the end during the Ultraman, you know, uh, Bloodsport fight they have going on here. And after, you know, Bloodsport shoots him with the kryptonite gun, superpowers him, and he realizes he's done screwed up now. Ultraman burns the brain bomb out of his head. So now they're like, he doesn't have anything to blow up his head. Exactly. Bloodsport's free. He could, you know, probably just end up staying here if Ultraman keeps him alive or doesn't bring him back to Earth Zero. But he could stay here and actually jump into his double's own body and have a relationship with his brother Mickey, who's doing well here. Yeah, or I don't know. You could maybe play the idea of just coming back and trying to explain the situation, maybe not kill yourself or whatnot. But even then, it sets Look, up I don't this know. crazy deal. The multiversal deal. angle. If if there's clones of me in Arworth, even taking the multiversal angle out, if there's clones of me on this Earth. I don't trust me enough to let them survive because I know they're coming from my They're ass. like twins, Eric. I mean, you're the Danny DeVito, uh, where I want to write a book. I'm going to write it right now. And it is the multiversal, uh, you know, dreams and hopes of Eric Shea, where I would love to show like the we'll go 52 Earths. You go through each because I think that people would be very surprised at what you would think. I'm a vampire. No, I'm talking what you would think <laughs> is the greatest Eric Shea. I mean, oh. you would end up showing up in Earth. You know, say Earth 18, not even going by what they really are. Earth 18, you're like, oh, my God, President Eric Shea, I know you. You'd be like, that's way too much work. You're destroying that world. The idea that you're the most, you know, the most powerful person in the world. That's not your idea of the best Eric Shea. The best Eric Shea will be somebody who won the lottery and is able to just sit around and do nothing uh, at their own leisure. This Eric Shea is a multi-millionaire and can watch horror movies and play Legend of Zelda all day. That's the life I'm stealing. You're going to end up being like Homer when he's trying to redo time. And the minute that, well, yeah, hey, can enough. you pass the donut? There's no donuts. Ah, like you would go and everything would be perfect. And one, I married Jess. This is out. I mean, it ruins uh, everything. You know, I have a kid. I'm out like that. Uh, but I think that you would go probably to see if your dad was still alive and, and see things like that and whatnot. And that it sets up that idea, though. That, that seems like a lot of work, well, too. I got does. a picture on the wall. That's well, fine. there you go. <laughs> but at least it's in the present, that picture. You end up with the, the deal with Bloodsport. No, I don't think our three is going to be destroyed. But if you end up having a battle, if, Again. It, if it came down to the idea of a fight, though, Bloodsport is not going to go against this world where his brother is alive. Agreed, and, well. and, and, and I like that setup. Now, if, 
if we are heading towards the future state, like if that is the inevitable future, we have seen that Amanda Waller is on Earth 3 and has taken it over essentially with her own Justice Squad. Yeah. Yeah. And so with this, like the idea of this nefarious Ultraman who's going to torture Bloodsport to get information to go back. No, no, no. There there would not be torture Right away you don't have the brain bomb In this you end up having Bloodsport Who has his brother alive on this earth What does he care now about the other one The other one is to burn that earth down Because everything's bad so I really like that Concept by the end now, while you're going through the rest of the stuff and mention Levi well, and the Swamp I tell thing. you about Amanda Yeah, Waller. yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> the Swamp Thing thing, it, it almost made me roll my eyes. The idea, and I know that we want a connected universe and things like that, yeah. and that Amanda Waller, but really. But it, I also want a strong Suicide Squad book that's squad. doing Suicide Squad that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. The idea and of grabbing deals, Levi. Eh. This is the deal of the book right now where Amanda Waller is trying to put together the ultimate squad that she can, the best, the brightest there are. And having a Swamp Thing, an Avatar of the Green, is a real catch if you can get it. But we just did the Red X thing. We put over the Teen Titans book instead of doing Suicide Squad stuff. Here we're doing Earth 3, which is fine because that was the, the basis of it initially. I can be okay with that. But now that we're going to go and do Swamp Thing stuff to put over it's a Levi starting to be May, too much, like, right? We're doing side quests now instead of the main quest, it feels yeah, like, and, and for and whatever you're, reason. You're grabbing other characters while we still don't know our, you know, characters. Yeah. Uh, Calebra like, you know, is Cal- our favorite, right? back there, and she's great. We're not doing enough with her except for playing Chewbacca freaking games and, with her and, and freaking talent. Now you're getting her pissed off, and she's punching walls. I don't need that Calebra. You end up having talent. I don't know what cereal that is, but it looks like Kicks. I don't like kicks. That's nonsense, right? What is prison, Jim? It is. Like, that is true. That is a prison <laughs> of even its own. talking about the idea of the team, for a lot of people out there who are picking up the Suicide Squad book, I think it's fine on its own, but I know a lot of people think that like, the linchpin of picking this book up is the idea, I need to know what's going on with Superboy. You're not getting any Superboy no, lately. And, and with that, you're doing it in a way that's a forced way of... Well, Red X came in. We got some problems. So I don't trust you even more than I did. So we're going to lock you down so that we can go and see Blood. But I don't mind seeing Bloodsport doing all no, this stuff. Cool but the idea that all the rest of the team's in lockdown, you continue having Peacemaker basically say, listen, if this isn't peace, you know, He's I, doing peace I, it is stuff. funny. He does the action movie line, but in a different way for himself instead of, you know, I come in peace and you're going to leave in pieces. He's like, I, I thought we were about peace, but we're left in pieces. I'm like, oh, he did Ooh, it against wait. himself. And them going and even getting maybe Dinah in that, which seemed to be like the setup of what we yeah, that, Black Siren. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but with that, I just want our team out I doing things. I feel like this things. is going to be left out. Like, that was something that were cool to go. But now that we have yeah, the Ultraman oh, yeah. thing, like, oh, no, oh, I, we're done with Black I Siren. I think that was just she got that away. Was window dressing. But it was kind of a neat thing to see. It was see, good window where, dressing because that's what I want out of the Earth 3 book to see all these crazy doppelgangers. And with that, that's what Amanda Waller wants with the multiverse. And it makes sense. You know, go around, get doppelgangers. We need new ones. Let's expand the roster. Obviously, on a team like the Suicide. And it does. I mean, when you think about it overall, this is like the most up the ante Amanda Waller has ever done. She's like, the, the bad people on this earth, they ain't enough. I keep losing. I got to win. So she's I, unhinged. Now Amanda it's Waller. a playground of just, you know, an all you can eat buffet. Go to each world and see if we can grab a bad Aquaman. Like, instead of just these. And that's the problem, too. I love the idea all around is we end up making a team based on people who lost. I mean, they, they, they're in Bell Rev because they lost. Batman got them down, Superman, whatever. No, let's get these assholes that end up always winning, but they're evil versions. And Earth 3 is perfect, but they mess up. And uh, with that, even so, it seems like they're trying to get 
particular ones that they don't have on the teams yet, whatever. But it's a cool concept, and it, it, you can well, even even like you know, as we see the like the beginnings of where we'll end up in future state suicide squad, the idea that. She's going to have her Justice League counterpart. And no that's matter what we what. love. I was just going to say. Eventually, it feels like that she says, well, screw this. She just ends up taking bad guys, says, all right, hypnotic woman, you're just Wonder Woman now. Hypnotize me to make you think you're Wonder <laughs> yeah, Woman. There you How do go, you like right? that? Isn't that cool? Uh, but I do like the concept where me and you used to do this a lot, where we would end up, you would say, what's your Justice League? And we would, but we'd oh, yeah. always have to be like, well, it's always like that person to go against Your that parameters. person. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. I'm going to get Hawkman because he's the heavy hitter and he's going to go against that. And I'm like, yeah, well, I have Firestorm. You're like, nobody likes Firestorm. I said, I know. I'm I would kicking never say off. that. But no, with that, we always like, or we had that points even said, like when they had, if you remember people, not you, I know you remember, but the, the JLA and all those things like in the new 52 where they were making Steve teams. Now, the, what was it before? Where you oh, had JLU. JLU. No, not even or, that. Or Just League International? No, the, the one where you had the 50. Oh, I got you. The thing is you're talking about, no, you're talking about the idea where Amanda Waller put her own Justice League together to counteract against the yeah, actual Justice League. Yeah, remember when we had like the 50 covers, that, that crazy yeah, book yeah, and the, stuff. That yeah. was, you're right. That was Justice League of, of America, America. They called that. And yeah, that's you're right. where we. I almost forgot we, about it. Yeah, we got that concept then where we were making our own team to go against the Justice. Yeah, because That's a lot of crazy fun. stuff in there where you had like, you know, uh, Hawkman and Vibe and uh – and um, the heck and that's why I remembered Hawkman Catwoman was to go against Cat Batman for there. some reason. Yeah, it didn't really work Green out, Arrow. right? But uh, when we do that, you always would yell at me because I'm like, well, I'm going to get Kyle Rayner to go against, you know, Hal. So you're like, yeah. well, that's kind of. And Simon you know, Baz was on that team. Yeah, Simon was Hal. as well. So that was like, I like that concept. And I want to see more of that in the multiverse, even expands it more. That's crazy stuff. That Trinity that. War happened waiting in the Forever Evil. Everything got lost with that. And, and yeah, yeah, really. And so what that ends up almost doing, especially in a, a weird concept of this, Amanda Waller legitimately, in my mind, is trying to put together her own crime syndicate. She's trying to put together her own evil Justice League like that. And so I like the idea of the multiverse deal. Evil, just capable. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to lose, uh, you know, and, and and goes. And she can end up, even if they're not evil, in the she just brain bombs their ass and they have to do what she says. But, you know, all of that going on, it is weird that she has no idea that you're going to have this, you know, deal with the kryptonite and stuff like that. And again, I don't know that she has no idea. This might be a long con. Yeah, it's weird, though, to set it up where you don't just, hey, you go in with this gun, you go in with this gun. He's yelling for it because it's Superman, and she can't see what's going on. So it just is a weird deal uh, with that. I do like that he's writing journals, and she doesn't like it. So he's like, I'm just going to say it in my mind. <laughs> I'm going to make my own I journals. I need field notes. I don't need Dear yeah, Diaries. Yeah, yeah, he's like, for Dear Diary. And, uh, but that's when he says, I can do whatever. She doesn't know what I'm doing here. She can't see in that. And I actually like that concept in a way that this is new. You know, this isn't something Amanda Waller keeps doing and doing and doing. This is new. So the tech might not be as, you know, great and deal where she, he might be, you know, a bit of a blip off the radar when he's on these different worlds, even though he can still contact them to get the, the weapons, but still. Uh, but yeah, by the end, I thought that this was pretty good. I want more, though, than just a book where they're just going to go to the next guest stars and the next. Yeah, I don't need this to put team. everybody else over when I want this team to be put over themselves and actually be the star of their own book. And I'm here for them, not to see who the guest star of the week's going to be. Yeah, it's a shame because you had set up a team that's actually kind of interesting. And, and just to go back at the beginning, it's weird in, in the comics deal where people do fight back a bit of having a team that's the team in the movie. It's a weird fight back. 
because don't we all want that? You know, it's almost like the idea with you have a manga, then you make the anime. They they both end up elevating each other. But yet people wonder, why don't the people that go see the movies, the comics, it doesn't synergize like that because they rarely try to do well, it. As long as they can do it in a natural way that's not too forced. Because even when we had before, like after um, Jeff Lemire's run on Green Arrow in the New 52, when they tried to then force, you know, Diggle in and like Felicity Smoke. I didn't mind Smoke Diggle getting him when Felicity was showed up at time. Dodd. But Diggle seemed like it could work. But yeah, they tried too much. Like I wanted it to be good because this is I'm like this is good for like DC in general for the TV for comic book fans that can do vice versa. This is just good for business in the comic books that I love. But it was a forced way that didn't yeah. feel right. Yeah, yeah. So whether it's you know they're they're doing you know the Batman '89 comic and the Superman '78, yeah. but are those mainstream enough for people? And also those are old properties. But I I wouldn't mind continuations. At one's one, older than me. At one point they were gonna have. Uh, the idea of a Scott or a Zack Snyder Justice League comic going forward. Maybe it wouldn't have been something I'd be interested in, but, but it would have been pretty cool for people to continue on. You might have gotten, because when I sit there and I see people arguing a lot with the movies and stuff, there is a disconnect. They They end up, when they say, which one's the best Superman? They're only talking about like the three that they know from other, but not the whole comic deal. And it, it'd be cool to get more synergy. And into obviously, that. It's Tom Welling. And yeah, and and so when you go into that too, even with the idea of somebody saying, "Well, I do it where Zack Snyder goes, I go," and ends up buying the comic, even if they're not, that might make them a comic fan to go because. You could go and read other things then, and it, it helps us all, and, right? And, and again, that's the thing is I was introduced to comics through the like the characters that, that had the comics through like the cartoons as a kid. So when I saw the like the Super Friends and stuff like that, or even like the Ruby Spears Superman book uh, cartoon, I wanted to continue on with what I knew from these things, and even the you know Superman movie at that point. And I read comic books. I love the adventures from the Batman eighty nine or Batman eighty nine, the Batman sixty six, or uh, you know the. Uh, what are they Earth called? War. Replays, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. The reruns. Oh, yes. reruns. Uh, and so here's the progression. Then I start reading some comics and I'm told, oh, my God, you know, Dick, Grace and Robin went on to be Nightwing. And then I love Nightwing. Like that was my progression on. And I, I just that's how things go. It, it's it helps everybody. But there, there's a weird kickback. Here in the West, as they say, Eric, where you say do boys, uh, that people, we don't say that. people are like, I don't need that. Oh, that like it almost feels like. If you do it fully, people will say, I don't need you to mind control me to see that movie by doing this. But it just makes sense. It makes sense all around. But I don't know. People don't like it here, it seems. They always have that you know, issue of, I don't need to buy an advertisement. But you're, you're getting a story. And, and really, I don't have much Peacemaker background. And I like him in this. I get the concept. It's a very basic concept that it's easy to, but I get it now. So when I go to watch that movie, if I ever do, Eric, I'll at least say, watch all right, movie. John Cena. I watched the first one. So what the hell? Why wouldn't I watch yeah. this next one? But uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's well played when you get a bit of synergy like that. And with that, I'm fairly positive with this book, even with the idea of us not getting the characters that we want from it. I really like Bloodsport, and I thought that that was well played out, almost like it was like a year of the villain issue, yeah. where I got a really good look at, at a character I knew nothing about, and in the way of playing this out was done well because it fit in the book. It did not feel so like out of left field of, oh, here we go, you're pushing this, which seems like it would be if it was like Levi Swamp thing. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, what did you give it? 
I ended up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed the stuff with Earth 3. Whenever you give me Earth 3, I'm going to have a good time. It feels like no matter what, unless you go really far out there to like to say, I'm the young fuckers, Sarah, you love that? Yeah. You like that? No, I don't. And that's the thing is, I was so excited for it, and this, Bendis went out of his way to screw up Earth Three. It doesn't matter though. Well, he had Earth Three when it wasn't even around. And exactly. Crime, I mean, so ridiculous. But but you have this, and I'm ex- excited. Bloodsport added to the team, like somebody else that I can get behind. We're adding to the roster. It's fun. It's new. But this idea where it's a disconnect from what's actually going on in the crime syndicate book and how it works out and stuff like that, it's a little throws me off a little bit. And the idea that we're constantly jobbing for other books and other characters here and making our characters look bad or chumps, not even just featuring because we're doing other stuff. I'm like, I went to Suicide Squad because I enjoy what you've been giving me with the Suicide Squad, but I'm still having fun. I just need the focus to be a little bit more on the team that you made me fall in love with. Yeah, it's weird, too, because just think right before here we had Tom Taylor. And, and Superboy. And we ended up having a team that we never got around to telling the story of all of the characters. Six. Uh, yeah, and a Chaos Kitten and, and things where you never really got a lot of them. And then it was like, uh, is, is there a possibility we get the same thing again? And, and in, a, in a little different way. But even then, you were more concerned with Tom Taylor was more concerned of the Black Mask into the, like all these other he weird killed things. Deadshot. Yeah, and then Deadshot and stuff. But yeah, I need more of the regular team, please. Let's get to that because they're pretty darn cool and did I was liking ser- it. Did that series end before Death Metal concluded? Yeah, I think it did, yes. It ended okay, at so 11. What you're telling me is like I have my headcanon where you know the Cosmic Judges, the oh, creators yeah. of the multiverse and, and uh, Wonder Woman, they went and then created the Omniverse and out there somewhere... Floyd Lawton is still alive. He was brought back to life. I say he's alive. Free and clear. I would say he's free and clear. We might see him in Infinite Frontier. would be pretty cool. I hope so. Uh, I miss Floyd. We'll just see him as a black lantern. But yeah, he he definitely could be back. Uh, and remember, that ended up uh, finishing up. And a lot of those books ended up in like October and November so that you could have the Endless Winter stuff there right. and, and stuff. So they've been gone for a while. But yeah, they, they definitely could have reset and things like that. So with all of this, though, I'm still going to give it an eight. I actually like the art. I, for some reason, I don't know. It really, I really enjoyed the blood sport deal. And I thought some of the things were in a subtle way, kind of clever with him going around the multiverse now with Amanda Waller doing it oh, on the cool. sly. And I love the idea. And it ties back to the universal uh, multiversal kidnapping. Yeah, and I love the idea always where Amanda Waller is always doing weird stuff and whatever, but she seems to be one step ahead of Justice League Incarnate and Barry Allen going through this multiverse. And she it's easy pickings for her right now. And I think that that's pretty clever uh, with that as well. So, yeah, 8 out of 10. I'm going to go. But we're going to move on to what? Crime Syndicate number 5, the penultimate issue to the miniseries of Crime Syndicate, written by Andy Schmidt with art by Kieran McCowan, Dexter Svines, Steve Olaf, Rob Lee, Brian Hitch, and Alex Sinclair. For the Johnny Quick issue of this series, well, we just see quick die and have a pretty lame origin backup but maybe that's the best way for him to have served this book because while i didn't like him to begin with his instant death here kind of ups the stakes in the fight between the crime syndicate and the legion of justice and you're going to need some stakes since this issue essentially is two fights two fun and interesting fights but still just two fights yeah that that's basically this whole deal it threw me off a bit again where you're going through this and you're really really pushing throughout this whole deal uh, that hey, John Stewart, he's good, but boy, that ring! It's and it's just it ends up being a little the too long for me. The constant fight between the power ring. The funny and thing Emerald is, Knight. I want it to feel like more of a fight. 
So do I. It feels like both of them are just annoyed. This feels well, like a 20 year thing. marriage, is what it feels like. I- we have Sinestro there, the only person to ever conquer the Power Rings influence here, trying to train Jon Stewart to do the same thing that he did, even though he's still using the, the same ring. I'm like, this could be one of your yellow rings if this is the case, yeah, but really? it's weird. But the whole thing is like, we're going to do Legion of Justice stuff. We figured out we're Johnny Quick and Atomic R, so we're going to go in there. We're going to take them alive because we're the Legion of Justice. This is what we do. And it's all of a sudden like John gets startled by Johnny Quick. Ah! And just kills him right there. I'm like, is that the ring or is that Johnny just being a freaking like a crappy Emerald Knight? I want to have a tension throughout this whenever we get a John Stewart of, is he going to be able to fight it? But he ends up saving people in the ring's like, you're a jerk. And he's like, I like saving people. It makes me feel good. <laughs> You're a jerk. And and it, it comes off, like I said. It's still a lesser powering than we've had it before. Is. What, it, what it really feels like to me, it's the Chris Farley and Adam Sandler going through the Zagat Kill steel. me now. Kill me now. That, that's all it feels like. Ooh, Ooh. look at this. To bed and breakfast. <laughs> and like, that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of an old couple that are familiar with each other but everything they do annoys each other and they kind of you know almost like a passive aggressive way just mentioned it on the side i'm not getting detention even the idea of a john stewart where he's trying to make something work and he's sweating and struggling to make it work because he needs that willpower to overcome the pa- i never get it it almost just feels like he can just do what he wants and the ring's gonna yeah. shame him until he does what the ring wants and so with that, he's too, just had a long term relationship. That's, that's what all I'm the saying. Is. I mean, they need a divorce. And so at the end, even they're like, I don't know what's going to happen if the whole Guardians of Oa, if they come down or whatnot. And I'm like, oh, Overlords. We, yeah, we got one issue left and we don't even know what they're all about. So I, I don't know about that. Like, I don't think we're going to get a, like a Emerald Night Six issue many after this to really lay out what the Earth three power rings are. Yeah. And so when you go through this, I like the Atomica and Johnny Quick stuff. But the cho- I mean, it's really good for his name because. Because it's quick. I mean, right away, you see that he's just basically a serial killer. And then he It's such a weird idea, too, because even when you have the backup where they try to make him the victim in all of this, where his parents were pieces of shit, his brothers were pieces of shit, they used to beat him. He won the set, like, and also they're in the dog fighting, and one time he's going to let the dogs free because it's it's all about running, and he just wants to run. Oh, then they beat the shit out of him when they found out him doing this, and then he was struck by lightning with the chemicals that he was going to use to burn the house down. But even it's so quick when he runs off there. I don't know if he runs right through his family and that causes a blood splatter against the freaking wall, the the outside wall of the house, or if that's a part of the lightning striking from the night before when he gets his powers, or if he just runs up because it just seems like this point, they they go to Johnny Quick's house, like the Legion of Justice, and track Johnny Quick and Atomica to his childhood home, and inside they find his family dead, and they're just bodies that are rotting away. It's like, it seems like they've not even been there that long for whatever reason, even though he was a kid when he got the powers, it seems like. But it even seems like it's weird to Atomica that they find these bodies like, oh my god, Johnny, what are you I doing? I know, it's like, really? You're here. Yeah, and, and really even then, the idea, oh my god, Johnny killed Pitt? Yeah. yeah. Like, we just got done killing a lot of people on a bridge that led the Legion of Justice to come for our asses, so oh no. You mentioned, like, oh my god, but you killed Pitt. Like, it, it seems like out of nowhere, they're all going to dom it up, and it's all about family. You can kill everybody but family. You end up having Ultraman. He steps aside, and I think that that's interesting enough, but I don't think we have enough time to explore it. The idea that Ultraman really does want a family, I can go with the idea that if we're going to go all around with your head does cannon he, and well, stuff. Does, does he just want to bang Superwoman? Does he? But he ends up saying, why would you kill? Why would you want to be alone? I'm saying I'm going right with that's why he got a little John Kent and started well, yelling at him for seven years because he wants somebody to talk to. Because in he my wants mind, somebody. 
the idea of family because he just went and, you know, got rid of his family before. Like, he even just went away from him. But the idea of Ultraman talking about the idea of, like, I don't know why anybody would want to be alone and not have family. Like, again, for some reason when reading this, the idea of Dom never crossed my mind. But that's now that <laughs> you is. said that's all I could think that's of. All like, it is. Why would anybody ever go against family? <laughs> but I really feel that for how much of a piece of shit Ultraman is and wanting to do his own thing, the idea seems great to him. But when he's like, oh, here's your he's son, Ultraman. I'm telling you. Like, oh, he's going to be like you to in the multiverse. What? I'm president <laughs> oh, that's a lot of work no with that though it's a kind of funny concept because you don't have enough time here to do it now again you made the joke of if we're gonna have the emerald knights y'all who knows we met but it almost get a lot of crazy like many or many like series no, going on now so with that it does feel like a of the times to want to explore the psyche of ultra because ultraman legitimately and i think you like it this way He's cut and dry. He's the evil Superman. Yeah. We ended up having people at the one point, I even sent you the tweet, the guy's arguing with me. We never know why Ultraman's evil. I said, because he's on Earth 3. That's just the he explanation. Never had a chance. Yeah, that's the explanation. He is evil because that's like what Jessica this Rabbit. planet is. He's just drawn he's that just way. He's just drawn that way. It, it ends up where if you just think of the idea of how your life would change just if you were born you know, to freaking Prince Charles. It's just a little bit of a thing, but then your life's uh, like, he's Earth 3. He got screwed. That's what it is. You're always going to be bad. But with that, you end up having him, you know, kind of go back. And and is that interesting to maybe see a conflicted Ultraman? Give him a little more deal. You're not going to have time here. And I don't know if I need that anyway. I don't think you do need this because no matter what, you're not going to be able to change this tiger stripes because this is where he is and this is what he always has to be because of the cosmic order of everything. But aren't they doing that with John Stewart here a little with the whole deal of Power well, Ring? Is, and we don't like, like it as much, right? But- I like Crime Syndicate and I like Earth 3. I can't say this is the strongest interpretation of any of the characters or world involved. The John Stewart thing, I don't get. Even when you talk about I know, you know, it gets young, the young fuckers that. that Bendis did when he had Young Justice go to Earth 3, which never made sense. But when you had Stephanie Brown there, be a good guy, Batwoman. And I'm like, that doesn't make any goddamn sense for how this world is supposed to work. Now, it's like, it's, it's just because he opposite. didn't understand it. He did not understand what was going on. And thank God we had a thing, a little thing called the death metal, because I'm saying that shit is ripped I, I, apart. Like the thing is, where John has ideas about different things, because, you know, let's say in the normal timeline of John Stewart and stuff like that, he did destroy a planet, Xanshi. It was by mistake. It caused all this grief. He ended up, after the Green Lantern Corps went down, he became a dark star and did some questionable things for the Order of the Galaxy. But, Let's just say he has done some questionable things over his time that he does feel bad about. Let's say, let's put that to this John Stewart, the Emerald Knight here, where he's been this thing like, you know, wants justice the entire time, no matter how he can get it. And let's say he's battling with that, where the, like, you know, let's ultimately, we know that our John Stewart is a good guy. He'll always like choose good overall. I think that this John Stewart's going to do the same thing, but opposite because yeah, of Earth so. 3, where he's struggling, but he's going to go against Thal Sinestro because this is what he's going to do. And that's because it's Earth 3. I mean, that, exactly. and you get that. And I, I do like the idea, though, that you can play around. Like you said, you have a John Stewart who did destroy a planet. So does he even it out? Doesn't Earth 3 even it out in a way that he's not the greatest guy, but he saves a planet, saves Earth yeah. 3 even. Like that could be the play where he is still – a good enough guy, but but he ends up he's saved. a tortured Earth character. Three John would have been destroyed, but now it evens up the scales now. But that's the problem. The the problem with Earth three is that when you try to finagle it a bit, even with this you know Superman deal of oh I want family, I want family. Like in my mind, he should be so against family because of the idea 
of what well, are like humanities, but like, how do you play that out? And well, things? you and I were talking during the Young Justice Earth Three debacle when we saw Stephanie Brown be a good guy in Earth Three, and like if this person. Exactly. Is this a hint to what is actually going on in the psyche of our own characters of what you're depicting here? Because if you're saying that this person can be good, does that mean our Stephanie Brown can be bad? And yeah, she, you know, you know, crossed the line a little bit here and there and had to be put, but ultimately Stephanie Brown is a good character. She's a hero, but are you telling me that she could go down the dark path and ultimately become a villain? You know, we say that, and she kind of did that a little bit with the Bat family, though, during the uh, James Tynan's run on Detective Comics, where she went against, but again, she was never a bad person, though. She was doing things what she thought as the right again, way. I don't though, know. You were giving Bendis way things. too much credit with the things, because he was just, this is where earlier, when I said about the Joel Jones and the Wonder Girl, are we seeing things that are being set up for later, or is it just shitty writing that's going to be pushed aside? I think Bendis was always just shitty writing. He was just doing his own thing, and the problem is, he ended up Not having understanding the characters involved. The, the guy had just the most insane ability to figure out the one thing that he didn't need to do, but do it to fuck it up. I mean, he would end up throwing one character out of every character he can get, and that character was dead. And yet he didn't know. And you're like, you had a pick of a million trillion characters, and you picked that you went one out of your way to fuck this you, up. You grabbed, you know, Poseidon, or at one point Clue Master. I mean, you didn't need to do these things, and then would always have to retroactively oh, make things shit. work. Oh, Clue Master's dead. Uh, did he? Really, you say? Uh, the best is it would be like, well, did we really see him? Oh yeah, he got his neck, oh, yeah. his throat got it was sliced. Bad. It, was bad. Really bad. it was so like the idea of not seeing it on panel like was, his ass it so, was good. so over the top <laughs> that you saw it all. It was a gore fest. Oh my god, he was almost beheaded. Oh and, no, no, he just faked his death oh, that way. My Shut up, God. Bendis. I mean that that was a, well. Did did he fall in a crevasse? All right, nope, nope. Sliced throat. Ah uh, shit. I'm gonna have to say at the blood packs. Uh, and then even the, is that the team or the, so you have all this stuff shit going on. And I think that with Earth 3, when you do have uh, an extended story like this, it does. I know they want to make these characters more than just these, you know, one dimensional black and white deal. But unfortunately, that's kind of what they are. That's the worst part is you talk about one dimensional Earth 3. But the thing is, the one dimensional ality of the idea of just evil doppelgangers, that's the most interesting yeah, part. That about is them. the most interesting part. And the idea of a villain that you can't reason with. I mean, you have a Superman who can go against everybody. But what does he do when he goes against his exact opposite? Somebody who cares Nothing about what he cares about and will do what Superman never would do. That's the coolness His power of power is your weakness. That's what ups the deal. Yeah, the idea of kryptonite. Like, all that ties all into one of being a very, very huge villain to go against. You have a Batman. It, basically, Earth-3 Owlman is, to a point, the Batman who laughs. A Batman who does everything that exactly. a Batman would do. But we'll go over the line and things and again, like that. And again, the thing is, I've seen some great, great depictions of Owlman. This has to be one of the weakest. So yeah, sadly, it is, because he's just kind of just sitting around and just. And that's the problem where you end up with this book. Andy Schmidt's trying to expand things and make them more than one dimensional, but he's making them less overall with this idea because some of the characters, like an Owlman, just has nothing to do and has you know just sitting around and stuff like that. And even like the idea. Where we had like a forever evil and all that Where here you just get Ultraman Hey baby, let's go Knock the boots And it's just like thrown in there And and seriously Sleazy what, yeah, what, hap what happened to Sleazy Ultraman in that panel Because he looks off I would not bed that guy You have to look at it The whole thing, the actual 
you know, a profile. It looks off even like in the whole dimensions of it. It's he hasn't really, had a hit in a while. Look at that eye. Uh, and, and then even then later when he seems to be laughing, looks like he's constipated. He's got problems in here. But even then you have, you know, the big joke. Hey, why don't we go make you air now and have the sexy times? And then Dad was like, oh, I'm not uh, your type. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, I'm just giving it for you, baby. Like he is, but you never go too far with it. You never go far enough, actually, with this idea of this team. That is just there. Oh, remember, they're not really a cohesive team because they're going to knock the boots, Eric. But yeah. It's one of those weird things, though, that I would like to see the continuation of where Jeff Johns was doing things in Forever Evil, where you always have the idea where, like, um, Ultraman believes that, you know, Superwoman is pregnant with his child and then she has a child. But you always think that because of who the characters are, that she's been sleeping around with Owlman, who is a better suitor, to, you know, mentally compared to Ultraman, who physically is the best. But we had this whole thing where that was the great twist of Forever Evil. And it turns out the best heir, the best suitor for her heir, though, was Alexander Luther, was the baby kind of thing. I'm like, I want to see us get towards that kind of twist again, where she sees this Alexander Luther, even though. Again, he seems like a weaker Alexander Luther than we've ever seen before with the way he does stuff here. And even having him be the counterpart of Shazam for Earth 3 and Jeff Johns for Evil, Mizaz, that was a great twist as well because you never saw that shit coming. And I don't see any really good twists and turns here. Like the best thing I've seen so far is like, well, Johnny Quick, who I hated this entire time with his redesign, he's dead now. And I'm like, I'm okay with this because you've made the team better, the Justice Legion team better and the Crime Syndicate team better by saying people are going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my thing about this is, and the Jeff Johns deal did it great. The idea that these characters are the one dimensional awfulness of it's almost like they're the Danny DeVito of the twins, but play, play with that amongst themselves and their world. These are people because a lot of times, like even in this, you have that surface level. They don't get along. Hey, let's knock boots, whatever. But these are characters that are the awfulness. So make them awful, but not just awful towards, hey, I'm going to get you, Batman and the Supermans. They're just awful. They, they, you can't rely on them. You can't do all these things with them. And they're going to do no matter what they can to screw you to over screw, to make their situation better. Yeah, each other, whatever. They're doing that. So with the idea in this, it's trying to show you that other part of it, like, oh, that actually Ultraman, he's real, real bad, but he doesn't want to be alone. And this, and you have this, and the, no, 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 just go full out. You go full out because you can expand it and give more than a one-dimensional deal with the awfulness. Do that like a Jeff Johnson. Well, if you want to go with a weird concept, if you want to go with the anti-matter crime syndicate that we had with Grant Morrison for his JLA Earth 2 story, where no matter what you do, because it's the anti-matter world, you can, the, the positive matter world can't affect that because, or vice versa, because it's just not the way it is. But if you want to go along the lines where... Let's say that Ultraman does need a family. He doesn't know why, but it's only because our Superman has one that he feels that like sub subconsciously, cosmically, he needs to have that as well just because he's the counterpart, even though it's not something that he would normally want. Something along those lines. Yeah, it's a little of a cop out and say like he has no real motivation of his own, but it just feels weird being thrown out here for who Ultraman is ultimately. He's just... He might want an heir, but he's a deadbeat father. He wants to go around bags of no, people. He, he just wants, wants to Khan. bang. He doesn't care. Like, it would be that, you know, Wonder Woman, she wants the, the heir, Superwoman, wants the heir. And you have, you know, piece of crap Ultraman. He just wants to get laid. So he's in. But 
it's just weird. Even with that, when you start getting the good guys here with Luther and things, things just which get, I, I which like I do it. Things like get that convoluted well. in my mind. They get a little bit too oh, a little bit. things going when, on. Like, when we talked about in Suicide Squad about the, I mean, hey, there's Black Siren. I love to see all the doppelgangers. And that goes for the villains who become heroes in this world as well. So when we have the Legion of Superheroes, I mean the Legion, the, uh, the Legion of Justice going on here, when you have like the, the Vixen counterpart, Savannah, or you have like the, 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 the uh, gigantic counterpart, Tower, like Power Tower. I'm like, all right, you got some cool stuff that I want to see. Or even Harley Quinn is now just Red Hood and given a new God's hammer. I'm like, sure, I like seeing these things. Are they like defined that well? No, but it's still fun to see. It is a mini series, so it's tough. But I would have liked to have had just a little so I could keep track of who's who and whatnot. And with that, uh, you know, go and you end up. You know, they get an injury. Oh, I said and, Vixen. I, I'm sorry. Like, uh, Savannah is the counterpart of Cheetah. Cheetah, I don't know yeah, I said yeah. Vixen. And, yeah. and so you end up where Luther, and you're playing Luther as this whole deal. Like, he's too over the top. Like, I didn't want people injured. Like, you're, you're at war with these people. This is going to happen. I understand that you're upset about Well, he about doesn't it. seem like the, the tactician, the mind that's going to save the world from the crime syndicate. Because he feels, he almost just feels like... He has the money to do this stuff, and he's the guy who believes that he can do this, but it doesn't seem like he has the intelligence of Alex Luthor. I get him as just a nice guy who wants things to work out and everybody be happy, but he's not the tactician. And that was going to bring me to one of the things that I was, I would laugh at because it's funny. You have the Earth three and you do have the counterparts and it is evil and, and good, whatever. But I'd love to have the idea that Batman, Owlman, and this is a bumbling idiot. Like, he makes up plans, but they never work, but they let him keep around at some point. Uh, He's Gilligan all but, of a sudden but in that's, that's right. But that's almost what Luther Luther is Gilligan right. with Mr. Howell's money. He ends up just being able to put the team together. But even when they say, we're at war, you, you sent us out there. We didn't even have good, you know, rep. We didn't even have, you know, good information and shit at points. And he's like, but I didn't want anybody to die. I didn't want that to happen. You're like, really? Like, that's not Because there's detected. a really cool moment, though, when they go after the uh, Johnny Quick and Atomica right away, when Atomica shrinks down, jumps in Savannah's mouth, and then bursts through her freaking throat right there, where you have to stop the fight because Savannah's bleeding out. Thankfully, she's going to survive. I don't know if she's overall if she's going to survive, but they say that. But Johnny Quick's there, like, you have, like, casualties of this war going on right off the bat. It's a cool situation. You don't have to care enough about these characters. I would like to see more. It's never going to happen, but I'm having a good time with this, even though it's not as defined as I'd yeah, like. Well, it my big thing with Luther is the the cool thing about the R three Luther in my mind is the evil versus good Luther is is just a little sliver. It's just that he's right here. Like yeah. Ultraman is bad. So Look, you say this, I, I'm kind of with Luther on our earth well, as well. I'm, I'm saying though, that's the cool thing. I don't with, trust this that god like though, alien to cool, oversee my the world. The cool thing of Luther being good, bad, it really just comes into the you know what you think of the Superman in that world. And here like, he's right, and he wants to do here good. I am. Let's just say I'm living in the DC universe. Oh, there's Superman. He's always good. And then I find out later on that I'm living in the Injustice universe. Like. I don't need that because it can happen at any given time. I'm all pro Luther. Yeah, but I'm a that's, Luther booster. That's what I kind of like, though. That that little bit, like he's the one who's just slightly to the left here or right or whatever you would say. He's just a little off. The the vibration frequency. Well, is even just the a idea. Different. It's a little weird too. This world in general, right? Because we have these characters that are known as pseudo heroes, even though they're the bad guys of this world. And that's the whole thing. Like evil is good, good is evil. But you have the People want to be safe. Alexander Luther is the protector. So I just don't know why people 
look at Ultraman and think that he's anything but this the worst villain ever who's going to subjugate everybody and Alexander Luther I is mean, the also, only hope. Seriously, we looked at Johnny Quick. The minute you see that guy, you know he's got at least he's got hepatitis, right? He's got he's a chain around. to his he's wallet as well. He's giving everybody herpes. <laughs> he's the Derek Jeter of the Earth 3. He's and the kid rock yeah, of the yeah, Earth 3. Yeah, he really is. And, and so with that, I almost wish we got more and maybe we have at some point but you don't really ever delve into the things i'd love to see a cheetah here that ends Savannah. up that ends up on our earth and realizes oh my god like here i'm like the, our earth is their earth three really the villains yeah. into the thing and i think that that's a cool concept there's some really cool concepts you go with but you end up with this you kind of get the same old same old with a little twist and then the john stewart stuff that i think is less and it so in the end, it's almost like fighting an uphill battle for at least me and you. To tr- but but I'm still liking you, it. I'm still enjoying it thing where It has a Dan Jurgens thing to it where Dan Jurgens he's hit or miss a lot of times for me. But the man will always bring an excellent cliffhanger to make you say, fuck, I got to read the next oh, issue. This cliffhanger and awesome. we have this one where it's almost a callback to the 90s Alex Luthor Jr. that we had who had the Matrix Supergirl at his side at all times because – on the Legion satellite here, we have the crime syndicate attack. And at the end, when Ultraman is about to kill Alexander Luther, we have his secretary change real fast, and she is Ultra Girl, the cousin of Ultraman. Karen, I'm like, and that's Holy family. Shit. That, that's, that's why great. I think it was pushed as I don't want to be alone. This is family. You know what? With I didn't think about that. Yeah, either. And, that's pretty good. And too. what I also liked was he's going to kill Ultra Girl. <laughs> I was sitting here through this whole deal. I'm like, who is that? Like, who could that be? And I, I, I didn't really think too much because he always has, you know, his assistant and stuff like that. But that it was ultra. Girl, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, though, what does that say to our Supergirl? Is it saying that the one right now that is in Tom King's book, isn't that great? Would allow well, crypto again, to get killed on a red sun planet, Eric? I don't know. Supergirl over the last 10 years has been a rage filled monster for the most part. So but the thing is, but if you want to go along those lines where we have somebody who's. Through. Again, but the thing is, if you want to say they're thinking it through, we have this great cliffhanger where Ultraman is like stopped by his cousin. He didn't know about Ultra Girl here, which is a great cliffhanger from killing Alexander Luther. Let's just say that she is bad because she is the counterpart to our Supergirl, where now she's playing Alexander Luther and then both of them go against this and justice. Just like, like the, and uh, aren't the you Legion glad to see your cousin, Kara? And he's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We're going to burn this shit down. We're going to kill everybody. Maybe. I do, actually. And, and the thing is, it's goofy because throughout this whole deal. They're really starting to get real annoying with these editor's notes. I mean, before yeah, they were at least, at least play it as if it's not a joke. I know it is, but I think they ran into a problem where people complained. I did look for that. like somebody, I looked for that book and I couldn't find it. So now it's more and more as we've gone. It's more and more of you ain't going to see this. You Well, don't put it. I, I don't need that. I, it's not. But Harley at the end, after she gets knocked down, and she's like, you didn't know that was Thomas. It made me giggle. And then at the end, <laughs> where, where you have, like, the final deal is her with her nonsense dialogue talking where she's like, oh, I got a bad feeling about all this. It made me laugh so much for some reason. Uh, I I just thought it was funny. Also, I like the idea. That you play with Harley here with the idea where Luther's like, yeah, I Red went through. I, well, I went through all these. Still, Harley's yeah ends up mentioned yeah. by name, but still, I ended up putting all these people through the psych evaluation. And Harley's like, you didn't do a good job. It wasn't very good. I, I, She's just a peanut gallery here, just talking shit the I entire time. I love her as that. It's so funny. I'm telling you. At it's the funny end, too having Lonar here because Lonar again doesn't make any sense with any of the new god stuff or how this works in a multiversal, omniversal kind of situation, but. Lonar here and the idea that almost calls back to Sam Humphrey's Harley Quinn book where she is given a new God's hammer to have through Lonar. So it's like, 
it's kind of cool because it does up the ante for her character here, but it, like it doesn't make sense overall. No. I like it. Harley's pretty much paralyzed. <laughs> she's, that's what she's like. You didn't know Thomas Wade is Alma and Lexi. When well, some, some cheaters you, you are. are. And then at the end, her big thing. Hey, I got a bad feeling about this, except in my legs, because I can't feel them. I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> I thought it. And even like the, the side deal, it, it actually does a good job. I'm not giving you too much Harley to annoy people, but even like the idea when Alman comes in and just decimates everybody and you get the Mr. J that, and it's okay. I kind of like that. But, Mr. Uh, Jester. And then you end up with Atomica going to get Johnny Quick's body because that's her big concern and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I, I like this. I Which like is weird. it. I just want more. With all of this stuff going on with Atomica, Johnny Quick, and a lot of stuff, it alludes back to what we had with Jeff Johns Forever Evil and that team that he put together and how they and like you know reacted to each other and like you know acted in general to each other. But it's so much less overall, and it's such a disappointment because we are playing up these tropes that was you know and it's, again I'm talking about tropes that came out you know six years ago, so it's not that long ago, but. I fell in love with that iteration of the team, and I was so upset at the end of Forever when you killed off most of them, and then you brought them back for Dark Side, and you killed off the rest of them. I'm like, oh, there goes that, and no more fun for me. And like, I saw this as that beacon of shining hope in the distance there. I'm like, it can all be there again, but do I want it to be there again with this team and this iteration? Yes, I'm having fun, but it's not as strong as it could be. You know what's weird? Where's Grid? I want to see Grid now, because I, I love Grid in that, and you know, he's still in the chair going around, but yeah. Uh, all he this. should still be in the Mobius chair. He was yeah, never recreated because he was never but gone. But again, things recent, but the Mobius chair might be above that. So yeah, he might just still be in there. But yeah, you get it back up with Johnny Quick as well, like you said. And one of the things in this, I don't Hate know. Backups, I don't so. know that I needed, the, you know, Owl Man at one point to go. Wait a second, he didn't have the meta powers all along. I'm like, all right, whatever. We kind of well, know even that. That like, calling Superwoman and Ultraman metahumans is wrong because they're not metahumans. They're aliens and they're freaking demigods. That's not a metahuman. And Flash again, you can talk about this in a lot of DC properties. Where you, what's a metahuman? What's not? I don't consider Flash a metahuman because he's connected to the Speed Force. It's an outside thing that's not part of it. And I'm not even going with Scott Snyder's Scott. Scott Snyder's nth metal equals meta the thing because that, I don't like that either. But you know, meta humans have the gene all along. It's it's a different thing than being an alien, a god, or somebody who's connected to something. It's like saying, "Oh, that Green Lantern, he's got a power ring. He's a meta human." No, he's not. Yeah, remember in the past we've had certain characters and they messed up and saying things were meta human and it messed it up. People were all up in arms about things and whatnot. We're even so. calling Kendra Thanagarian just because yeah, yeah, she's got yeah. nth metal wings. Like, no, no, she's no, human. She's human. So, but with all that, and it's funny too because when I mentioned in the suicide squad deal about the idea that you know ultraman's costume does have those kryptonite balls around it it's funny when you had it when you had it in the suicide squad they weren't really glowing green like this as much because i think that might have been the tell that you can't get him around kryptonite so that you can have the gun to shoot because if you look back they're kind of like brown are, are just like silver well, there. Just didn't These, have him fill it up maybe. there. He's always going on a full assault oh, on the, full Legion, on. the Legion's yeah. freaking and watchtower so when here. I read both of these, it mixed up in my mind because I even mentioned when we were talking, like, why wouldn't he see these and why wouldn't there be a reading coming off them? But in that they're silver, not green, Eric. But even then, you wouldn't know what it was. But yeah, no. though, if you see Superman around anything green glowing like that, you're going to assume it's that. But yeah, it's a cool cliffhanger. I want to see what's it's going on. Like you said, I think that what people are thinking is oh man that's awesome Kara's gonna save things but this could definitely be the setup of we're gonna wreck house now i've been i've just been waiting for the time to reveal myself to you ultraman and now let's go you know kill everybody so we'll see uh but yeah pretty cool so what did you give it 
I think the cliffhanger really put it over the top. I mean, like, yeah, I have my problems. I've bitched this entire review for the most part, but I still like the concept of a lot of stuff we're doing here, and I'm having fun with the series still, even though it's less than I want it to be. And with that cliffhanger, I, it put me up to a 7 out of 10. I'm a 7 out of 10 as well. And, yeah, if it was, you know, that, that still has, you know, we could have went 8, 9. Like there, and the art's it's great. It's a little less than what I would have hoped, but it has actually rebounded. At points, we started losing you know, interest Team, in this, yeah. and now I'm back, and that cliffhanger is really cool to see the end. But I just, I wish that we had more space and time, and and the way it was written to be more of an exploration of this new, you know, team and whatnot. And the backups don't do anything for me; they really don't. no. These I, origin I backups just, are actually making the characters less yeah, in my mind because the thing is, they don't have enough page space to do anything really cool to let you know how this affects the characters and where it takes them from here on out. Because even like Owlman's was so convoluted. He was a hero that he turned out, found out his parents weren't good people. And then he was a bad guy, even though he's been spending his entire heroing killing people that were good in this world. I, it never made sense, and it did less for the character overall. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I'm a seven as well, but that is it. That's the end of the podcast. But Eric, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Green Lantern number four. Mine is as well. We have a dual books of the week, and I'm very excited about that series. So that is cool going with that. And continue on with the theme, Eric. What is your book of the week next week? I want to know now. I need to know now, Eric. What is it? You better tell me what's coming out next week so I can tell you. I'm going to tell you right now, Eric. And remember, everybody playing at home. That two of these books will be on the Patreon as a Patreon spotlight picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep, <laughs> and with that, here are the picks. Action Comics 2021, annual number one, Eric. That's right. You love the way that they spell those out. Now, with that, I don't know. She, a spoiler alert. You could go and look at some reviews on that right now. It seems like people ended up getting that early or something, yes. but uh, we'll be talking about that. Next week, Batman the Detective, number four. Will we find out who Equilibrium is? No, Eric. That's Aww. issue five, it said in this list. It's a lot to wait. Batman Urban Legends, number five. A With book stories featuring Red Hood, the Bad Girls, Tim Drake, going. and Grifter. Yes, Eric. You are correct. Um, That's what the cover I, says. <laughs> I, I find that book one of those where, like we were talking earlier about people not liking Green Lantern before they even read it. I'm starting to get people who are like really hyped up. I do like that Red Hood story, but I'm not going to tell you right now that it's the best story ever told. And I think that it's kind of getting a little bit of diminishing returns. Did I'm hoping that, that like, it comes up the time here. off, Mike. I don't know what the hell you're doing right yeah. now. No, I'm saying I hope it gets back to some things because we do have, you know, cheer drops going on, right? The cheer drops. Yeah, the cheer drops and the things. I saw somebody talking about, and I, I was going to ask you about this earlier. Uh, off mic, but I'll ask you now. Somebody was saying that they love the Red Hood thing because the cheer drops are the things that we're seeing in the detective comics as well. And I was the like, hell are uh-huh. we seeing in detective comics? Well, I think that what they were saying is like the things that are given the eye worms. I, I don't know. I, I, like, just, well, I was going to ask you. closely associated with what's the drug they're using poison ivy for personally, okay, but that's well, not even the case. They, they were going with detective. And I'm like, I don't get I don't, it. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but with that, the Detective Icarus. Comics. Detective Comics, 1039. Did you want to know what more about Hugh Vile, Eric? I mean, isn't he on the tip Doesn't of your everybody. alien crazy Hugh tongue? Hugh Vile. He's a species. Hugh Vile, Eric. That'd be funny if he's species is what no, his name is. 
Mr. C's is what he is. From the deaths, enter vile. Hey, what's your name? Oh, uh, Mr. Morph. Zeno is the first name. Oh, thank you. Get away from uh, me, freak hey, boy. come on over here. Uh, I'm going to hire you. Uh, we also get, I, I wonder if really everybody's been waiting. Is Deb Donovan going to survive that explosion, Eric? I mean, everybody's waiting with bated breath. Talk of the town. Future State Gotham, number three, a book that me and you are a bit, uh, you know, different in opinion with. I, I really don't, don't remember like anything it, about the last issue. You, you liked it enough. All me right, good. Kind of argued about it a little. Infinite Frontier, number two. Looking forward to that. Damn right. See what's going on. Justice League Glass Ride number three, a book that I'm Chip Zdarsky fan through and through. Fanboy, Eric. Fanboy. This book always is off my radar now. The and last I need, ride to apocalypse. I need something to really get me involved. It, it's, is it going to be Lobo? Uh, it's more of a spectacle than a story to me right now, and I'm just well, Jim, I'm not invested. You just wait till our world's greatest heroes sit down and tell you the final days of Martian Manhunter. Okay, well, that's what I want to know, Eric. <laughs> and how that's it's Batman's fault. I like your I like this Eric Shea on the on the move here. The Eric Shea with info. I like him. Uh, what are you going to tell me? Flash 2021 angel number one. Do you have a catchphrase or something from the cover? Does it say Wally West, not murderer? Whoop, whoop, because that's what it seemed to be Getting setting sanctuary up. sanctuary from the sanctuary. Yeah, that's what it seems. You ended up having. Now, what we were hoping, the last edition, this isn't spoilers or anything because I have no idea. But what we were hoping was the idea that that, you know, jolt Tachyon that they threw, per- this, this speed Force was what is going to be ending up blaming the whole debacle that is. I still myself just blame Tom King. That, just, that's oh me, yeah, obviously. But, but just the idea where before it was kind of a lame idea that Wally did all of this <laughs> stuff because you know uh, Reverse Flash was whispering in his ear. Yeah. I'm like, did he whisper in his ear to run into a goddamn computer then blow up? I don't understand yes. that. But when you he actually did it was weird whispers. Ha- had this whisper taken shit away, like whatever he can do that that maybe just made him like worried about his family or just you know have a bit of paranoia mm, yeah. in, in, in general. But when you have Wally West jump into his own body, but also have this tachyon burst go through at the exact same moment where yeah. a weird speed force lightning explosion happened like you know what you might have done it jeremy yeah Adams. you might have this done it. Gonna say. so i'm looking forward to this and it's weird too because last issue if you remember way way back even when we were talking like we are now about things coming up and you said oh my god the sanctuary is on the cover of that issue i'm like now i'm real interested damn this right awesome but we have to wait till the cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> and like, oh, and then we're oh, like, Dan oh. Dan me. Then we were like, the annual. All oh, right, annuals week coming up. And then all of a sudden it wasn't on annual week. Weeks and we back. had no idea. So it got pushed. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I want to see once and for all, you know, let's not bury Lagoon Boy. Let's bury the whole Heroes in Crisis story and forget about it. This is one of the things that if everything matters, this shouldn't get it rid of it, and hopefully, so this is Solstice going to be alive again? Maybe, Eric. I don't know. You know, Nark, Nark, <laughs> the Joker Nark number with five, the Silent G. Yes, the <laughs> remember all that we were having. Pro- the Joker uh, number five. Uh, another thing that you like a little bit more than me. Um, Just and that's, back that's, up, on up. that's on your twenty-five. That's on your twenty-five dollar post. You, you can tell me what happens. That was the one I said. I'll just wait for you to tell me. But yeah, you have the punchline backup as well. One of the things that I was telling earlier when I was saying about the guy saying about people writing books, Tiny trying to push this and that and the other thing, kept yelling about. Yeah, punchline's trying to take the place out of them. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I see hardly a lot in the Batman book, and then we only get punchline in a backup to the Joker. I don't. Yeah, Charlie know. has her own book. Yeah, and has her own book. So you have all that. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Maybe that will pick up as well because you know I love that punchline. Sure. And then Wonder Heard Woman that. 
number 775. Did you know I love punchline? It's Wonder Woman <laughs> at the Graveyard of the Gods. The problem is, Jim, she better have a key. Oh, she better have a key. Maybe her key is the love of her life. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Maybe she has Because if key. I've learned anything from the dark energies of the universe, that key to the Graveyard of the Gods is one of them. But it was also destroyed. Eric. Graveyard of the Gods. I just went to look on the site oh, to see. I was looking at the cover. Yeah, also on the featuring site. Adventures of Young Diana for some people. Not, me. not Jim and Eric. Uh, the cover looks pretty cool, right? Yeah. I see a lot of hands grabbing and a reaching, you know, trying to get their thing Are going the on. Right? In hot water still? They might be. They're they're missing, except in other books. I, I don't know. Maybe they, they went on holiday in Brazil. It seemed. I, I get the idea <laughs> that Wonder Woman should be like what. Eros is doing what? Like, he gets all upset. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see He's how in is. love with a child. Uh, we oh, have, no. <laughs> uh, we have been down on the book for a bit. I'm hoping that that kind of, uh, you know, reverses and that we Me end too. up. Wonder Woman deserves more. And we keep getting kind of not more. So we'll see. We'll see. But those <laughs> are the more. Books, like I said, not more. That's called less. Uh, but yeah, everybody, two of those books will be on. The Patreon Spotlight, if I was going to guess, Eric, if I was a guessing man. You are, here, but you're always wrong. I am always wrong, but I would say it's going to be Infinite Frontier and you know, Urban Legends. That's what I say. What What do you think? What is your guess? You I think the last, you're the last ride, man, aren't you? Oh, I'm my, saying I The know Flash you and uh, oh, Infinite Frontier. That would be good. The Flash, I wasn't thinking about that, Eric. I think you might be right, but we'll see. But I think Infinite Frontier will be on, but you can... Check out that and check out the Patreon at weird, uh, patreon.com slash weird science. Also go to our Twitter, weird science DC. Go to our website, weird science DC comics.com where you end up seeing the reviews for these when they come up. And have a lot of stuff to reveal. What before we end, I just want to make sure I can remember this to throw a shout out there. If you are a fan of DC comics, you're a fan of action figures and DC comics in general, TV, media and all. Go check out Brad, the DC Universe geek over on YouTube because he put out a review this week of the Todd McFarlane DC Multiverse Batman Beyond figure, which previously had no plans of getting. But you know what? Brad over there in Canada seems like a fun-loving guy, loves DC Comics. He talked me into this. I love this idea. of the. I I, I sit here and I go, yeah, I'm on a manga podcast too that's called Weird Sense. You're like, yeah, we don't need that. Old Brad, I'm talking though. about DC Comics. Old Brad gets the high five here. I tell you, DC go Comics. To, go and see our Weird Science manga and, and Marvel show as well. But also give us a rating and review here. And then, by the way, smash that like button for old Brad. Oh, Brad there. Oh, my. I didn't like know Brad was our best, best friend. Oh, Brad. I've got to go check out Brad. All right. Well, that is. I like Brad. his reviews. Brad. I, I like and your he reviews. I'm not, this week. I'm not so I'm like, you know you. what? I want to give him a shout out. Hey, I like Luke Hollywood. He's got the hero notes. But yeah, with that all, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, thanks right. a lot. Shout rate, out if you want. Rate and review. We're going to end up like dueling shout outs. Luke Hollywood. Yeah, but that is it. Thanks, everybody who was involved with the show, with the mail, all that stuff. Rate and review. That helps us out as well. So what do we say at the end, Eric? Check out Brad, the DC Universe Brad. geek. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Brad, go over to Brad. and Everybody. Everybody, have a great week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Right now, before I I wish I had (laughs) the sound effect like, oh, check out the big brain on Brad. I got to get that for (laughs) that. But thanks, everybody. And we're out of here. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. You know what they call a quarter pound of a cheese in France? No. Tell them, Vincent. Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. You know why they call it that? Uh, Because of the metric system. 
Check out the big brain on bread. Bendis, watch your dialogue so shitty. I just wanna turn away, cause man, really is a pity what you do. I hate to say it, but it's true. I don't like you. Hey there, Bendis, when you gonna tell a story? I'm still waiting for the answers, but I guess you never listen to reviews. Cause then you know that I am through reading you Oh, please just leave DC Oh, please just leave DC Oh, please just leave DC Play with this toy. Play with this toy.